There we go. All right. We're all synced up. We're on a podcast now. We're rolling. And uh, Matt's not here. No. So uh, it's a second uh, week in a row, I guess, that we're... We're, we're shy one. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're not at full strength. <clears throat> but we've made up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, hi there, Mark. Hello there. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, if you might you might have seen the uh, MAGFest footage, but Mark Swint, a.k.a. Voice of Nikali, uh, did some script writing work on Street Fighter V as well, mm-hmm. and... All in all, chill dude that we hung out with and had a good time with, sitting in for Matt this week. Unexpectedly, I guess. This chair smells like farts. Well, it's not our chair, so, you know, that's kind of on you. I should mention that uh, Mark here is Skyping in from his own location. <laughs> Perhaps if he didn't fart into his chair. <laughs> you know, I I was just trying to create the illusion that mm. you guys were a big enough deal to, like, bring me out, sit oh, me down in your that. chair. Yeah, but, but you see, we're but, a big deal, but we don't fart on our chairs. <laughs> no, we 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 let you set it up so that we can pull it down immediately. It's it's all about the fourth wall not existing. Here. You just you just build me up to knock me down. That's, oh yeah, buttercup. Uh, we recorded a podcast from a con while it was being oh constructed around us. Cranes and elevators and like rubble for falling yeah. in the background. Well, no, the, we, we were on the ba- we were on the back of a stage and they had like what five or six guys in there with lifts and stuff pulling the stage apart, literally around the, us. The, it was a fucking the riot. The core height of that moment was the guys getting on ladders to disassemble what I believe to be the screen the the that they use for projection. Yeah, be like you you kids got to move. This is dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. You could die. You you got to you got to get out. You get get out. No, where we go no just get out yeah. just 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 uh, go record your your silly thing somewhere else just to establish the unprofessional level that you're dealing with here i don't know that that sounds pretty per, like hardcore to me that's like free oh, i range. fell asleep in a podcast once well that's free range podcasting though it's like we will podcast from anywhere we will podcast <laughs> from the bottom of the ocean if need be god you damn can't it. stop it hey we have podcasted underwater before yes it's mm. true you remember that one at magfest oh, recorded man. live underwater Oh, that's the other thing, too, uh, Mark, is uh, we just, like, are super rude and, like, we'll be assholes and, like, are you saying unfortunately that are interrupt you, each other. Are you saying that we're crude dudes with attitude? No. Oh. But we do give leeway <laughs> to guests, but by all means, if it if just hammer through your point. You, you have to give leeway to guests because of the Skype delay. Exactly. So feel free to power through our dumb bullshit. Oh, that's and- fine. I, I, I scream louder than all of you. Mm-hmm. That that mm. Mm. and sometimes sometimes there's like effects on it and things that sounds like like boats like breaking, whatever that effect is behind uh, the the growl when the Cali wins. Um, oh, but, do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the sound effect that plays over the over the voiceless outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that sound is supposed to be. <laughs> it's it's it, it it reminds me of like like the creaking of like a giant like boat or something it's really really it's weird, probably cool. up like down pitched coke can crushing or some mm. shit yeah like the, the foley noise it's always just, it's always fucking lame it's putting it's, putting in a bag yeah it's, yeah. All, it's always lame <laughs> that's what it always comes down to some motherfucker with spoons and putting in a bag it's a horse with uh with high heels on stepping on glass <laughs> i don't know though the, but but foley artists are the unsung heroes of our industry right because they create the the depth of sound that you know, like we're like, oh man, that that sound is perfect. Like that sound of a grenade going off in Halo mm-hmm. or something. Like I don't know, I still don't know what stock sound that is because I hear it every once in a while. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what is that crack noise that it makes? But you know, it's not a grenade. But you know, it's absolutely not a grenade. Like mm-hmm. you know, I I only just found out that uh the sound of like 
a hard hit in like old school Hanna Barbera cartoons. That boom sound. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a foley artist dropping a bathtub into the bottom of a pool. A bathtub. <laughs> wow, that Whoa. almost seems excessive. Yeah, no, I, I know can the see sound. It. I so. can totally see it. Yeah, that's great. Whoa. Yeah, like for for years and years, we all heard that sound growing up with like Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yeah, and, you know, like Galaxy Trio and Space Ghost and all that stuff. And then like I only yeah just found out like fucking tub at the bottom of a pool. And then you kind of awesome. hear it and you go, yeah, I guess so because it's resonant and it's deep and it's hollow. Mm-hmm. You gotta wonder if these dudes go through life just like with their ears out for weird scenarios, like and then like and like trying to recapture whatever that throw everything was. at everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you absolutely. Get paid for. Like I like I do it all the time. Like whenever it is that I have to do any like compositing for projects or things like that. Like one of the sounds I most recently used was like I need a good almost ceramic sounding sound of like of this visor closing mm-hmm. and i just kind of went like oh you know what makes the most satisfying fucking clicky noise the sound of a nerf maverick with the limiter cut off oh man <laughs> wow. like specifically oh. with the limiter cut off oh you're so right <laughs> damn yeah there's a spit yeah and i know what and then the air reverb afterwards yeah yeah that right, that yeah. punk noise punk. that it makes when it shoots mm-hmm. oh god yeah uh so this would be the point in which uh, we get into uh, our bit, Liam. Uh, our bit. I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to, for once, take the bit and yeah. run with it. Wooly, mm-hmm. you've prepared for me an esoteric fact this week, haven't you? Uh, an esoteric fact about the number 135. About the number 135. Uh, yes, uh, as I stall for time and look for <laughs> As he literally googles it. <laughs> as I is, literally, is literally googling it. Is that why you gave him the the, the bit ups? <laughs> just like, hey Liam. I saw he didn't have anything prepped, so that's I was hundred, wondering where he was going with this. Well, well, what's what's the what's the number this it's week? It's 135. Okay, and that's anyone that's divisible who is by familiar five. with. Yeah. Uh, Photography would know that the You're Canon FD 135 millimeter lens is uh, a Canon that <laughs> is a, a type of lens that you can mount and use, and it's it's You're uh, such a hack. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's pretty useful for uh, getting uh, old FD style shots. Well, that's esoteric, all right. So there you go, the Canon FD 135 millimeter lens. Wooly, while you're still unprepared, what did you do with your week? Well, uh, to throw me right in, I had a pretty busy week actually. Um, like as opposed to last week where like the seven days almost didn't exist Mm -hmm. yes uh this time around i had a chance to play photonica okay which is uh that first person res runner type thing Mm -hmm. didn't Um, matt play that and compare it to like a slower tech 3001 or is that a different game i'm thinking uh i don't know he might have been talking about the the tron game i'm gonna yeah he was he was i'm sorry Um, did you play tron runner yet by the way i since that seems like no, relatively but, up well, your alley. No, but I was I was watching Matt play it for a okay. bit. Um, and I, I yeah, I do intend to get around to that. But like only one of these games in my life at a time. I suppose. of course, yeah. Uh, Photonica is super simplistic. It's actually a one button game, and it like you don't even use directional inputs. It's just holding and timing that button release and that button press again um, to yeah run through you know uh, a multi level maze that has very. Uh, Tron-like visuals. Well, is this an Res-like Endless visuals. Runner? It's not an Endless Runner. Okay. There's stages. There's limits to the stages. In the All end. right. Uh, it's actually really fun. It's very cool. Um, there's a nice aesthetic that carries the whole pra- package. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's totally worth your time to give it a glance. Like, if you're like me, you'll see the trailer and be like, okay, visually, I have to get on board. Is this like Cannibalt or like... 
that other jumping game like Mirror's Edge, but well, not quite. Like I said, it looks like Res, but plays like uh, a runner that okay. is not yeah. endless. Okay. You know? Um, it, there's some really like uh, awesome moments of like, um, well, I don't want to spoil anything because of how simple and 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 uh, quick it is, but like it syncs up with the music really well. Mm. There's a nice soundtrack to kind of get you through things, and like all in all, it's almost it almost looks like it was made at a game jam. I wouldn't be surprised if I found out it was, and then they kind of took that idea and evolved it mm-hmm. and turned it into this. So um, I need more of this aesthetic in my life. Absolutely worth checking out, um, and. Yeah, it's hard enough that I got to a point where I was like, okay, I have to stop right now because I'm not going to beat this without, like, buckling down and okay, good. getting really, you know, focused Before on Before putting on Megalovania yeah. and just... Or something along those lines. Just being like, okay. Um, and there's, like, multiplayer and versus modes and stuff that are hmm. worth checking out as well. Uh, also, finally got to finish off Super Hot. So, yeah, I also finished Super Hot. Okay, so we can, like, like just Dude, wrap it all up. Like, I, I stopped playing a day of Super Hot, and I was like, I'll go back and finish it the other day, and I was, like, a single level from the end. And, oh. And, like, that's that, a shitty feeling. That, that scenario is, like, the, the worst letdown ever. It's like, oh, man, I can't wait to finish the next 15 levels. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you beat one, and you hit credits. Like, oh, man. No, that's a bummer. That game's short. That game's really, really how, short. How far in did we play in our video? About halfway through the entire game. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I forgot. I legit just forgot about it. Yeah, and now I'm like, shit! I have to go home and play we, it. Now. We played about halfway um, through the game. Wow! And you you get that last power, and then like you get like three levels, four levels. Like it with just it? races Wait, to the end. It, it, it's the the entire like um, not epilogue, but I guess like like third act escalation. Is yeah, pretty much all taking place in one same this one area. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you get to like revisit that area a couple times before okay. you wrap up. You know? uh, awesome, fantastic, and, really really fun. And, uh, so, what what was your like genuine takeaway from like the ending on that stuff? Uh, I I liked it, and I think that like. They could have definitely extended that, like, indefinitely and in, like, an N-plus kind of way. Um, but for what the, what, for the type of story they were going mm-hmm. for, it ended at the right time. I, I, another it, hour of that. It, it went exactly where I wanted to, it to go and it didn't overstay its welcome because it, yeah. that particular kind of thread can go to a place in which you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it left, like, Right when I was about to say, yeah, I get it, they had you do that final thing in the yeah. final level. I was like, oh, well, it's yeah. already over. No, that's it. The, the the disappointment is more just like, oh, I wish there were more levels. Uh, to I was, was going to say, are there trials or anything so after it, that? There's so, an endless challenge mode. So okay. the, the, the first thing that I love about the ending is that it, the ending is an ad. And that's great. Oh, yeah. The ending is an ad with a discount for for like a referral code. And uh, straight up, like go to ten percent off, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell your friends Convert about super hot. Uh, and make the, sure to say it's the most innovative shooter I've yeah, ever played. Yeah, say say it's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, there is a challenge. There is an endless mode. There are also a series of achievements, and apparently, if you keep doing those achievements, you unlock a hard mode for the entire game. Okay. Um, so there's some more stuff in there. And, uh, I was hearing people talk about, you remember I mentioned that it felt like Hotline Miami, but first person? Yeah. There are hidden story elements in the levels, just like Hotline Miami. Okay. In some cases that you would have to clip through walls, or, or just find items that give you little pieces of story that aren't that big, but apparently, if you get all of them, there is, like, a big extra reveal on top of that. 
Uh, as a side note, someone made Super Hotline Miami. Yeah, it's hard. I saw that a little while ago. It's, it's really hard. It is, but it's, it's a fun concept. Uh, you can kill all those guys in the second level, but then the the machine gun guy just gets me every. It's time. a lot easier though when like you can see yourself in the map moving yeah. while that while time stops. Yeah, most stuff. of my deaths in the final level were like I got shot in the back from a guy I didn't know was there. Um, but no, but on super hot, uh, it's super hot. It, it's yeah. The, the challenges you get are, are later on. Like the first one is like Katana only. Yeah. Right. So you mm-hmm. can imagine like the rest are like kind of limited limitations yeah. like that. And, um, that, yeah, once you get the final power, you're definitely ready for like another anything. hundred levels <laughs> yeah. of, you, of just you working it all together. Anything <laughs> with that last power. But, um, and the level complexity jumps like a whole order of magnitude. There's that spiral level. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like that thing, that one's awesome. So, so with that, like, you know, the story is exactly as long as it needs to be, but the gameplay, we could definitely. I, I would uh, buy like more. an expansion pack of That's levels. That's no story, like, just, like, just levels, 100%. That's what I'm getting. One at. new ability and like 100 more levels. Yeah. And furthermore, when, uh, the ability to play this in VR makes itself available, yeah. uh, I absolutely am down to go back through the whole Oh, thing absolutely. Again. With your with your fifteen hundred dollar HTC Vive, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, we already got to that, but we'll yeah, get we to already that got to that. No, the the playing. The Wait, o- so you won't get to that, or you? He'll get to that in like six years. The, the <laughs> Oculus uh, when you find version, one at your local thrift store. When I got to try Super Hot on the Oculus over at PAX, like uh, that for me was like a very different experience from playing it like normally on the controller because you can dodge bullets by like just leaning your head a certain. Yeah, no, way. you you have like hmm. tangible like. Gameplay bonuses by yeah, having and it, it and it, it does make the game easier, but like also but who cares? Fuck it. Yeah, but a lot more fun yeah. in in a, in in a different way. So it's worth a revisit once once that's around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, did, did you uh, get on that at all or no? Get on what? Uh, super hot. Like I said, I totally forgot. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm now just, I'm reminded just, of it, and I'm just, probably gonna go buy go it after. Home yeah, and crush it in a single okay. go. Because there's uh, there's, a, there's a particular <laughs> part in it that like I I think I, you, I, dude, I I'm building up to a day where I have like I have super hot I have unravel I have firewatch like all untouched. oh just crush it I'm building up to a day where <laughs> it's just gonna be like bam bam <laughs> bam, yeah, bam, bam bam the, the weekend of indie game like destruction yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I also uh, again and part of this 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 catch up busy week checked out uh, what was hailed as one of the most complex sci fi films ever made this movie called aliens primer <laughs> primer 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 now this is uh, a, i've heard of it i don't it know anything is, about it though. yeah it's like about an hour and 15 it's it's, it's a, a film that was made in like i think 2004 mm-hmm. uh, maybe 2006 i forget um good research willie but uh <laughs> the the gen, the gist of it is like okay if you like the um if you like the the thought experiment of like time travel and like things like Looper and things like it fits right in right, with the rest of them, yeah. it, it it's the ultimate pure pure version of like no 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 throw out all of your <laughs> your useless action and and stuff just focus on the insanity of time travel. So I am losing it because did I did you typed, just look it up. So I typed in Primer movie into and, my phone and did you see the picture? And there are three images. <laughs> At the bottom of Google's, like, you know, yes. built-into-your-phone image so, search. Don't yes. talk about them, though. One is the poster for the movie. Yep. One is what appears to be a Subway Metro-style, like, uh, a, a spiral with blue and green that says Time Travel and Primer. And the third is an incomprehensible, like, gibberish, uh, gibberish for, ant- like, letters for ants level, like, timeline breakdown with, like, 
seven to eight different Dude. like rows Dude. that I can't even. I'm like looking at it so, in full screen and like look how look at this, Liam. Cripes. <laughs> it's super interesting and worth checking out. And it, and it is entitled plot explanation. Can someone explain the sequence of events in Primer? It's, 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 it is next level because the basic premise and, and, and again, I, this is not even spoiling. It's just your, the basic premise is these two guys accidentally invent a time travel device. Whoops. Sure. Right. And it happens. And then, uh, once they do, it's like, okay, what, where do we go from here? What do we do with it? What can we, you know, like yeah. make work? And like from the simplest ideas of like, let's just go see how the stocks did. And try to game the system. Sure. As your most basic level of like. Step one, get yeah. that, get that, uh, sports almanac. And then just, yeah. and then ramp the entire concept up from there to like the dumbest things where it's like, oops, I accidentally went back with my phone. And now there are two copies of the same phone exist. If someone calls it, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> Okay. And, yeah. and the way the system is set up is an interest, a really interesting one too as well, where it's not just like jump in the thing and now you're back or whatever. It's like, uh, it is a, a box, like a coffin almost that you go into and you have to turn it on. And then, uh, say so you turn it on at, uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Sure. Right. Uh, you then have, you then leave, go on about your day. Right. And, um, if you're smart, you isolate yourself. Yes. And then you come back at, say, 5 o'clock when it automatically has shut itself off. Right. Get in at 5 p.m. and then wait the same amount of time going backwards, and then you will get out of the box at 9 a.m. So you literally have to prime it, is the premise. Uh, you have to, you basically, and you have to ride out the amount of time going backwards in real time to yourself. Right. That is so, crap. So, you're, <laughs> so, so your distance in time is very limited. If, if you, you have to want, bring food, like, yeah. yeah. If you want to jump back twelve hours, you've got to wait twelve hours. Well, because my brain didn't go twelve hours, man. It went like a hundred years. Okay, well, no, not and that is that it, is you go, not you go feasible. Back, you go back to the point that you turned it on at. Oh, yeah, right. Uh that's your cut. So your, they can't oh, go back to point. before the machine. No, because existed, no, basically. because the way it's set up is like right. that's the beginning. The, point. the re- you know why you can't Neat. go back in time to before the machine existed. You can't travel back in time because you didn't. You already didn't. It would have happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would have happened. Now, here's the other part, right? When you turn that machine on, that's the point that you're coming back to in the future, right? right? That's your your anchor. So Therefore, you don't want to be around actually right <laughs> when you turn it on because what happens? You turn it on and then you get out of the box <laughs> immediately. Okay. Because you've already waited, gone back, mm-hmm. and then reemerged at 9 a.m. You want to turn it on and run away. You, exactly. This so, is like the plot to Time Cop 3. It, but, but way more interesting. And not with splits is, and is, people. Is, no one melts into each other is, when they touch is, each other is, is like the a time of, block. Uh, is the theme of Primer, don't mess with time travel? Uh, in so few words. Yeah, okay. That's what but I then the But you saw that picture. Of well, like, because because a story like that, it's not about like the specifics. It's about like you walking out with your mind so broken that you're like, I don't want to try this. This seems hard. Well, it's just it's like when when obviously when things go wrong or right, yeah, and you need to figure them out, you got to jump onto that insane chart you saw, yeah, and make that happen. So, or or alternatively, turn the machine on and smash it. Uh that's not gonna. 
Oh, really? Well, I mean... See, here's the thing. Like, if you had a time machine like that, would you bother? It's like one of those asinine, you know, like, if you had a superpower, but it had a massive debuff sort of question. Like, you can fly, but only three feet off the ground. Would you Mm -hmm. take it? Mm -hmm. Well, the three feet off the ground one was always, like, always, like, a a trick. Because if you could fly three three feet off the ground, like, that wouldn't be useful for anything, but people would murder you for it. Uh... Like the time travel debuff, like yeah, go go get the stocks, come back, destroy time machine, yeah, you're done. No, do it once. <laughs> it's not ethical. Do it once. Get your money. Destroy it. We've already we well, move on with your life. And and the thing is, you, like you have to also consider the the possibility of like it's like what are you coming back to? Is it actually your timeline or yeah. is it a new one you've created? Probably. Yeah, or is it like Flashpoint where you know you save your mom, and then apparently your mom is this fixed point in time where it's like, oh, no, and now everything's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Let's not even get into the the ideas of what if somebody that you don't like uses the time machine. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, but like, anyway, so that's just your setup. Mm-hmm. And you take it from and there. And it just goes. And, it, and again, yeah. and they, they definitely, they put the work in. The only thing it's limited by is it's, it's, it's budget. So mm-hmm. um, there are points where it's like this could have been better represented but they kind of had to pull back or something exactly yeah. unfortunately um, still sounds neat though just the the premise of how the time machine works is makes it interesting different. So. it's different and interesting yeah. uh so yeah give that a shot um bunch of other stuff real quick started gravity falls uh, uh how far'd you get uh, about five episodes in it's pretty and good pretty good yep gonna continue that uh i, I just want to tag uh, uh my my comment to the end i finished gravity falls Ends strong. So I hear. Real strong. The the collages of people bawling and weeping. I was really emotionally affected by it. Like, really, I got all teary-eyed. Yeah, totally. Wow. I'm secretly, like, an emotion-y baby. You know this. Okay. Uh, Well, I don't watch romance movies because I will cry. But, um, no, it ends strong, but not just, like, from the, oh, the feels. Like, they build up to their climax, like, expertly. And it pays off all of it. Two seasons, right? Yeah, just yeah. two seasons. Well, I, I heard recently that they wanted to re-up them from a third season, but they declined it because it yeah. was written for two seasons. And and like, which is why it ends. You, you, so you get you get you, you get to the the final episode, the final series of episodes, a three parter, and like that, they it's perfect. They it's perfectly it. okay. paced. It does. So you see that there's Paul Robertson characters in there, mm-hmm. and there's a, even an anime character in there. Mm-hmm. You can tell that the showrunner or head writer, when he wrote that finale, watches <laughs> a lot of the same shows that we do. Mm, okay, okay. And I was very surprised to see the direction that it went. I, I actually, I thought you were going to say, like, you could tell that they introduce people that they're like, maybe spin off with this character? No, okay. no. All right. It's like there is a, like, there is a very clear anime influence to the point where a character looks at somebody and says, you don't know about anime, let me tell you about anime, and then it affects the remainder of that episode. Okay. In, like, a stylistic and... Cool. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, no, like, seeing... Because the thing is, I, I, I follow Paul Robertson's blog, and, like, I so while I have no context for Gravity Falls, I see, like, when he posts his work, mm-hmm. and yeah, just go, yeah, like, yeah. What, is, what is that? What is that? Where is this from? <laughs> what? You know? So, yeah, I, I'm excited to get to this uh, So I forgot to say it last time, but I want to give a shout-out to the guy over at Mother's Basement, because his dissection of the Gravity Falls OP is what got me to start watching it in the first place. Oh, there you go. You're Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff through uh, Professional Shitbag. Good job, Professional Shitbag, Jeff. Yeah. Um, his his video on the anime Erased, which I which I recommended a few podcasts ago... Uh, has this one gag 
I think it's the first joke in the video within the first 30 seconds. It fucking cracks me up every time. You should go check that out. He's, uh, he's, he's doing good work. He's oh, doing yeah, good work. definitely. Um, so there's that. Uh, also on the anime thing. Um, anime. The anime thing. The anime thing. Watched episode two of Gundam Thunderbolt. Officially. So I hear that was shit. I saw you talking about that yeah, on Twitter. Was, was shit it was. What a piece of garbage. Yeah. Should have never happened. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a mistake. Nothing but trash. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's officially <laughs> cemented with two episodes. With... Bear, what is this? Uh, 60 minutes of, mm-hmm. like, runtime. Of Gundams. This has cemented itself as the absolute best Gundam. I've ever watched. I remember, I remember seeing people saying stuff like that when Unicorn came out. Uh, I yeah, Unicorn see, was, like, incredible. When people, it came people out. just going like, oh, fuck all that shit. Unicorn's the, the <laughs> new shit. Yeah. No, this does it with brevity. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, oh. and because it's, because it uses its timing and oh, it's, man. it's, like, money. Money. And everything so well, and the mute, I just, it's firing on every possible cylinder, including the ones I didn't know existed. Man, you know what doesn't do it with brevity? Hmm? That original mobile suit gun. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. You're, now you're in the meat. We're like, me and my friend were like 35, 36, there you go. To to four of 48 or something. And like, man, Uh, just. Monster of the week. Just. Monster of the week. Just get on with it. Infinite number of new clawed little Zaku types. Ship of the week, toy of the week. Wow. That's the problem. Wow. So that is why those summary movies ended up existing because of the part where everything slows down to get your, here's a new toy. Now, now luckily, like, uh, the, the, it's so bad now that it's still entertaining. Like it's so it's so oh old. like it's looped it's all still, the way yeah, around. It's so old. But the start is still and, and, does and like you know my friend and I were getting massive kicks out of like they forgot that cell was not supposed to be there. Is that a hair underneath? Is the it like frame? is it like <laughs> is it like Rocket Robin Hood tier or like I'm not familiar with okay. that. Okay, but like What's Rocket Robin Hood. It's just a, it's an old TV show that played in North America. There are was, some sev- well, it was poorly animated. Okay, there are some severe animation mistakes going on, and I'm getting a massive kick out of that. And man, Char's the best. He is, and Sailor. Get in there. Get in there. Pretty good. Get in there. She's all right. Pretty good. All right. Um. But yeah, fuck all that shit. Gundam Thunderbolt. No. Yeah. yeah, No. No, no, Totally. Totally. (laughs) I will never say fuck 007. No. I'm really. I'm really glad that like at the end of this journey that I've gone on, like there's at least one more good thing left. Because the worry is is that when you start like and you're like you commit to like I'm gonna do all of this series right and it's like what if I get to the modern one and the modern one that I would get to at the end sucks because that would sour like the The journey the the trip to a degree so i'm glad that like they're not gonna make a new series after gunderbolt by the time i gunderbolt (laughs) gunderbolt you heard Uh, it here first yeah okay fortunately you have a lot of exit points on the way yeah there's a lot of places where you can just get off the ride yeah if you want to um but i don't suggest it um (laughs) watch the first episode of better call saul and (coughs) oh i really want to watch tell me tell me Excellent. Okay, good. Great. Good. Excellent. Good. So what's his name again in this in this series? Oh, uh, um. Uh, oh, um, um. He um, doesn't go by Saul Goodman. No, no, yet. no, no, no. Because no, he's he's uh, um something McGill. Something McGill. Yeah, yeah like, I can it's, remember. It's like 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 Pete McGill or something like. I, that. I was mm-hmm. really really like James McGill. James, James McGill. McGill. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. I was really iffy. I was really worried. Because it's like I don't want to even see but I'm only, any I'm only, of this. I'm only one episode in. Though. Okay, but uh, have you have you gone into it, uh, Mark? Uh, first season, yeah. Even though I didn't see the finale for the first season, but I just showed up on Netflix, so I got to catch up with that. Like I've got too many shows that I'm watching right now, to be really honest. God, don't we all? <sighs> like, because with all the with all the you know like DC TV universe stuff and mm-hmm. 
Gotham on top of that, which I, I'm just like, that's just... There's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Is Gotham better than it appears? No, it's not. Okay. It's worse. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I, I wanted to ask that in no. a very tactful way, but it's like, because it looks really bad. No, no I, like, what, what it is that it's so bad it's good because someone said, like, okay, I'm going to have you sit down and watch Batman Year One, and then I'm going to come back and interview you about it. Okay. And then they came back and they said, all right, so what, what, what did you take away from Year One? What was the best part? Oh, like easily Jim Gordon. Like Cranston as Jim Gordon was amazing. Now, yep. what if that was a TV show? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that. And then someone said, well, w- well we need an aesthetic to, to wrap it in. Uh, who's treated us well? Oh, I know, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that's the premise. And, and that's it. Well, it's, no, it's, the, just, the other it's just part Tim Burton the, year one. Like that's oh, okay. the, the other part of the premise <laughs> is that little baby Batman let, met little baby Han Solo. And little baby Joker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. And Actually? And yeah, and no, totally. See, and the thing that's really annoying is like if you're going, if you're going with the whole... Is that like, canon with the cinematic universe, oh, too? it's or? totally I, canon now. I, all I know is that there's there's that scene I saw with little little child that may or may not be Joker. I don't know. Well, was, the, the the Joker one is like maybe, but like the the yeah, cobblepot or jokers. poison ivy one is like yeah. But um, <sighs> but I mean, Year One is a fantastic book, and I can see why even I know everyone that everyone wants mm-hmm. to reference it. But it's just like you already kind of did with Batman Begins, yeah, and like you and going back this far and trying to make the same thing happen seems like a terrible idea. I don't know. Um. But no, the, the last thing I was going to say on Better Call Saul is just, uh, it is, the, it's all the humorous parts of, like, uh, Breaking Bad, at, isolated. Okay. And it, then, like. And that's pretty much the deal? And then just drowned in, like, feel bad. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. So I, just off, just off of that, that pilot, I was like, I'm so in, uh, for sure. Um, I don't know where it goes though. So obviously, like, and you know, maybe that kid. Well, you technically do know where it goes. You do actually, <laughs> somewhat, yeah, to a degree. But the less I say about that, the better. Um, uh, and I guess like since I, I uh, this weekend I, I was like carted off to Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately against your will, against my will. But uh, no, I, I hung out with some friends there for a birthday and it's to um, time. Uh, on the the six hour journey back and forth, I was able to. Uh, go through some music and stuff. So, uh-huh. uh, here's the part where my annual, I'm just gonna talk to myself here for a minute. <laughs> yeah, move the mic away, said those pat, pat gestures. No, it was just, there's a new, uh, there's a new, uh, uh, Kendrick album that dropped out of nowhere, and, uh, it's Untitled Unmastered, and I thought it was... Is that the one where he's singing with the anime girls again? That's not the one, oh, okay. no. Um, this is just, like, uh, extra tracks that kind of didn't make it onto To Pimp a Butterfly, and it's worth your time, so we're checking out, it's really good, Kendrick's awesome, I super like what's going on there. And in contrast, you have the new Kanye album, um, Life of Pablo... And that's like, I don't, the running time, it's, it's so long. And honestly, it's like, as much as he's an, like Kanye, Kanye is Warhol. He's an, he's an idiot, but what Kanye West, but but at the end of the day, right? For the most part, you can always go like, but goddamn it, he knows how to make good music. And that applies up to even his last album. Mm -hmm. Easy. Uh, this new one, there's three good tracks on it that I really, really like. How many tracks are on it? Uh, I think like 18. Okay. Uh, it's a really long one. And there's three good tracks on St. Anger. That doesn't save it from being I, like a garbage album. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to take like perhaps an, a third and fourth listen to really judge it. But right now I'm feeling like save those three tracks, delete the rest 
and then just go back to his it's, last it's, words. It's one of Draw those, your own album It's cover. one of those yeah. albums that you pick up and go, man, you should have just made three singles. I, the, the further back you go in, in his discography, the better the music gets. Yeah. Like, it's one of those uh, Let me ask you a question about that Kendrick Lamar album. Is that the one called Untitled? Untitled Unmastered. Which is just seven tracks in a row called Untitled? Yes. <laughs> And they're all just and like That's him. Sick. That's so good. In different scenarios that recordings happened in that weren't finished for just, whatever reason. Are they literally unmastered songs? They're literally unmastered songs. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Man, yeah. I can appreciate this gimmick. It's a really interesting It's a listening. strong gimmick. And it's a nice companion piece to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, which is fucking mm-hmm. not going to be beat anytime soon, I think. Mm. That album was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the listening that is uh, out there for you to do if you want to check that out. Uh, that's me. It's out there for you to do. Out there for you to do. If you ever, if music wasn't stupid, right, Pat? I'm jealous of people that care about music. <laughs> I wish I cared, but I don't. I really don't. And that that that's that's a that's a hole in my soul. Unless it's playing behind a, a, a sick boss fight. Yeah, basically. Right, basically. What did you do? With I'm your dead. Week? Uh, so of the things that I mentioned. Uh, on top of that, wait, hold on. Let me interrupt you. Uh, Congratulations. While we take a quick word from our sponsors, books. Who needs them? Am I right? Well, they they do have like <laughs> just throw them all in a pile and kick them around, they, right? They do occasionally have valuable information inside them. Sure, shit, sure. But that valuable information, I would argue, is restrained by in uh, simple form? by simple ink and paper. So you're saying that the physical corporeal manifestation of knowledge need not be the only manifestation of knowledge, especially in this internet age. Just the- just like the human body, we are trapped. We are not yet liberated. But but wait, the the pearl that is the information within this book is is bunkered down. It's held down and chained by mm-hmm. the vessel that is the the page. So you're, and the physical it. form so restricts the knowledge. So you're, to cover. so you're saying like the book is itself, like the object is like the body, and like the knowledge is like the soul. Yeah, I'm saying books are a mistake. They're nothing. Is but there trash. is there any way that I can get like a soul NATO going and like absorb that soul into my body directly? Uh, yeah, is, yeah, there okay, is. Okay, well, I I would like to know how, please. Well. Audible.com is your soul NATO of information into your mind, through the holes in your ears. Oh, I mean ear holes. Ear holes. Ear okay, holes. that's a good way because I don't want to go through my eyes. I'm tired of that shit. I got to do other stuff with my eyes. Some animals hear through their eyes. It's true. So for them, they can appreciate this in other ways too. They can see those. And holes. they wouldn't be able to appreciate the books in the first place. Yeah, because they're dumb animals. For animals, they can't read. For animals, Audible is the first chance for them to gain human knowledge. You just put the headphones on the platypus head. Yeah. You, you work around the weird mm-hmm. shaped eyes. Mm-hmm. And as it barks and barks and barks. Woof, woof, woof. It, it will learn. <laughs> soon. It will It'll, learn. He, will, he will be your doctor soon. Yes. Pikachu learned. Pikachu Meowth learned. Meowth Pikachu learned. learned how to talk. <laughs> That's a little weird. Audiblepodcast.com slash best friends. You head on over there. What do you get? You get a Solnado. You get a 30-day trial to try out... Uh, over 180,000 titles. Ding. I don't think my body can actually handle that. Nope. Not but, your body. But it's meant to overwhelm you. Yeah. Oh, See? man. It's not a true Soulnado unless it it's too much to be contained. I got audiobooks up to here. You take it, you head on, you, and you, you choose from over that many titles. You listen, and you start to experience this book-free lifestyle mm-hmm. that we're promoting here. You know what you can do? 
You, you can't read a book while you're doing lawn work. Nope. Well, guess what? It's starting to get warmer. Lawn work is coming. Mm-hmm. You can listen to an audiobook as you do lawn work. It's fucking mm-hmm. sick. And transfer your soul to the Shangri-La of knowledge that is audible. Now, yeah, the, now, little, now, now the, the soul transfer, <laughs> it's actually interesting. Yeah. They have a name for it. It's called WhisperSync. Oh, what it does is it gets you from your different devices, whether they're Windows phones, iPads, Androids, Kindle mm-hmm. Fires, over 500 MP3 players, your home desktop, you know, everywhere. It transfers you from exactly where you were in that book Right into the same place. So what you're saying it's is... It's like Serial Experiments Lane for your books. Is, mm-hmm. is that once they were freed from the bookshell, these book knowledges became body jumpers. They can go mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you can, and multiply infinitely. They can even go into Wooly's beard. And maintain the exact <laughs> same page that you were at. So you, nothing's lost. Mm-hmm. No. Never again. Yes. You know that feeling you get when you were like, Oh shit, I remember this page, but I don't remember what led up to it. You gotta flip back a couple. Read the whole chapter before it. It's again. gone and fixed now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's a t- there's a tap a button. You go back thirty seconds. Salt. Oh, problem. that's total. Oh, that's great. Listen, guarantee you don't like the book. You don't want it. No worries. Exchange that shit. Get another book. No questions. Bam. Audiblepodcast.com slash best friends. Uh, and yeah, you support the friendcast. That's a cool thing, right? I guess. Maybe. That's a thirty day free trial. Thirty day free trial. That's crazy. Uh, every time I jump on a bus to to, to shitty Toronto. You can be sure I'm going to be using Audible. In 30 days, you could listen to more than two books. Sometimes you need books to drown out the sounds of, uh, of, uh, of Brantford and uh, uh, what other shit towns Cornwall. do you... Oh, oh, Cornwall is such a garbage town. You really need Audible to get through Cornwall. Oh, it, it doesn't smell anymore, though. No, but it still lingers. <laughs> so so Cornwall doesn't smell anymore, but the reason but why the it doesn't smell anymore burns. is because the paper mill closed down, so it's no longer smelly, but there's no jobs and everyone's out of work. The people that <laughs> remain still act as if it does smell, though, because yeah, they remember. Because they smell. They were born into it. Audiblepodcast.com slash best friends. Use it. Thanks, Audible. Thanks, Audible. Okay, yeah, what'd you do? Uh, on top of the things that I've already mentioned, uh, beat Super Hot, finished Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. watched some Gundam, mainly been playing FF14. That patch is, like, killer. I always forget what it's called, and I try every time. Gears of the Gears change? of Change. Gears of Change. Okay. So, uh, I don't want to go into it too much. But I would, I would like to go into some of the, the mechanical things that are interesting from a general MMO perspective. Because an MMO comes out and you have your raids. And unless your raids are super, super fucked up hard, people are going to beat them. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat them right away. They're going to beat them within a second. You're going to launch it and they're going to be like, three, how? Three of the four super hard raids have been beaten by, you know, those super groups, the crazy no-lifers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you grind for, out for your new gear and you do all that. And there's a new super boss. There's an EX Primal. But, like, people are going to burn through that EX Primal pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And people are going to grind, you know, hit cap on their dailies pretty soon. It'll become part of the routine. And there'll be a catch up patch in four months. But for the most part, all the high level content that we have right now is going to be the same for the next six months. So, what do you do? They introduced two new mechanics, one old and one pretty new, that are genius from a get the crazies to keep grinding forever perspective. One is that there is a jukebox that you can make for your house now, and almost every track in the game will drop off something now. Funny thing, almost every track in the game is not stolen as well. <laughs> it's... 
Oh, fuck off. Power you, man, got, you got to talk about that for Power a second. Power Man 5000 are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. So, so the, the boss fight uh, came out, and it sounds similar to When Worlds Collide. And I say similar because the beginning part, the mm. the, the, the beginning vocals, do sound similar. Like almost homage-ish. But then the song turns into a completely different track. And Power Man 5000 came out. It's like, it's crazy that Square Enix just plagiarized our song. And, and you when, listen to it, and it's totally different. And when so. when the development staff made a comment, and Square Enix made a comment, and the, everyone, the, all the fans from both sides went, "What are you talking about?" All of a sudden, the lead from Power Man Five Thousand, like, "Oh, we never said we were going to, you know, sue or anything. Just mentioning you know, how how weird it is." Okay, bye. So our new concert it, tour is going to be on these dates. Yeah. And then just disappeared from yeah, the fucking face go. of the earth. There you go. Like jackasses. I was just pretending to be an idiot. I was just pretending. I, I trolled you, huh? <laughs> but no, the, almost every track Vanilla in the game. Ice, Blurred Lines, Power Man 5000. Yeah. That's, that's the... Uh, the almost every track part. can drop from something. So you have the crazies who want their full music collections running everything. Old content that doesn't matter anymore. Just to get the songs. Like... Uh, there, there are raids that were for the old game, the 24 mans that are totally, like, inconsequential now. Obsolete. For, for gear, there's no reason to ever run them, except they all have some of the best music in the game. The only way to get them is to win, win the random drop off of them. Wow. That sounds so that, disgusting. What? No, it's great. Really? It's just stuff. It gets people running that old stuff. <sighs> you don't have to. I just, I, that type of RNG just, I, I, is, is, it, is RNG the right word to use there? RNG is explicitly yeah. the right word. I can't. So here's what, so Wooly, here's that. what they did. So a while ago, they had the problem that every, almost every MMO has. You have your raid group. You have your eight people, right? Okay. We're going to run the raid and everyone wants their weapon, right? Well, the, the warrior weapon, it just never dropped. It just never dropped. You ran it 16 weeks in a row and it never, ever, ever dropped. Fuck you, right? That's a problem. That happens. So what they did is they instituted a token system for all of the gameplay relevant drops. If you can, if you get absurdly unlucky and never ever get your weapon, every time you clear it, you will get for sure a token that you can cash in after a certain number to just buy that weapon outright. So the RNG on gameplay relevant items has been dramatically mitigated. Because you can there's, no, there's no way that like say there's a, a an EX primal, I want the sword from him. You know, we I ran with some people, and my sword dropped five times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was five times that no one else in that group had even shot. But they all come out with it. five tokens. But once we beat so, it ten times, yeah. everyone went and bought their weapons. Fair, fair, fair. Cosmetic items, though, yeah. no. Well, that's where they're... That's the point where you're almost like, okay, fine. Cosmetic items have what appears to be a 20% chance to drop if it's music, and a 10% chance to drop if they're a pigeon. Pigeon are fancy, glowy mounts. They play the boss themes when you ride around on them, mm-hmm. and when you eventually get all of them for, through the next year, they will give you a super shiny, super exclusive mount. Uh, those things... So here's the deep, dark path that I went on. I don't particularly care about the music, but a mount in an MMO is something that everyone can see yeah. that you have and they don't. So there are four of these currently. I spoke. We are I, listening to a meth addict describe his high. I, right now. I, no, uh, I'm busy thinking about if one of the mounts was lightning, but <laughs> <laughs> and what Toriyama would you, feel. You, you, uh, you can buy lightning's clothes now. Yeah, but can you ride on a rose? That's no, the question. No. So, what I ended up doing first, I was like, okay, I want to get. Are too skinny. I want to get into this crack addict pigeon game. 
But first, I need to know if it's feasible because when those uh, original uh, mounts dropped in the last sequence, because they they're going to do this every time, the drop rate when they first showed up was one percent. That's not worth doing. That's not worth doing at all. That's a hundred runs to get the chance to fight eight people. Sorry, seven other people for the drop. No, no, that's not what that means. Not, not. It doesn't compound each time. It's one percent each run. Doesn't matter how many runs you do. It's still one. No, 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 no. no. You're misunderstanding. You, it's a hundred, it's, it's out of a hundred runs on average, one will drop, right? Yeah, so it's one percent. And then when you get to that, then you have to fight seven other people because yeah. they're all going to roll on it also. Oh no, I'm just saying a hundred so runs doesn't guarantee you it. No, even. no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't, 1%. E- it doesn't even it's... guarantee you a shot. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's uh, 1% divided by the number of people that you have. And, to and then it, it rolls every time. So then I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the, my server and I'm going to ask anyone that I see with the bird. How many runs did you do? How many birds dropped? Then I went on to the FF14 Reddit and said, Hey, how many runs did you do? How many birds dropped? And so once I got a sum total of several hundred run statistics, I was able to determine myself that the drop rate is 10%. 10%'s worth doing. Because a good group can do like five an hour. I can't, I can't deal with this. So, there's oh four God. birds. I have two. <laughs> already. And I almost got that other, I almost got the third one last night, but I missed the roll. I was the second winner on the roll and I almost got it. Um, I'm, I was so upset. So I was so upset about it. I actually like just stopped talking to my group and like, like turned it off and like nearly went to bed and like was just, oh, devastated. That's a problem. That's crack addiction, but whatever. Aren't you glad you're not spending your time on Street Fighter V instead of this? Dude, come on. Ugh. That's why, like, I, the fact that you're like, I want, I'm not spending as much time on five as I want to because of this fucking. Pat drop. still has to get lucky to win matches, so I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter which one he hours in. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, t- <laughs> What's the percentage of a chance? Well, ten percent. It's ten percent either way. So. I, I, do, I don't know what to tell you other than I feel like doing this now, and I'll feel like doing Street Fighter later. Yeah, I hear um, you. Man. But, man, I, I want... So, get this. I found out that there's a guy on my server called Avatar Korra, who is apparently famous, because what he does is he'll go into these farms every day until he gets them. But when they drop, he's a very rich player, and he will just pay people to not roll on it. He will <laughs> okay. pay them a million dollars in-game money. Yeah. Don't roll on it. Yeah. And that's how he's, like, one of the first people in the world <laughs> to get all of them. Right. Like, f- I want to get in a party with him because it's win-win. That's- if, if you, if it drops, you can roll on it and you only have a 50, you have a 50% chance of getting it or you just make a million dollars. Like, it's, it's win-win. Virtual fuck you money. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the end result of that is adding those, the adding that music and adding those mounts to the game, like, makes for long-term goals that aren't related to progression, which, helps a well, lot. It just gives everyone a bunch of shit that they can do if they like, want. Like, for me, That's my all. group is not good enough to be cool. attempting the Savage Raids right now. So, like, what are we gonna do Monday night? Well, we'll probably try and get some birds for some people, because that's a, a tangible goal. Oh, yeah, it's, it's your, you have a locked-in time frame yeah. now, right? Tuesday is the night that we run the normal raid and get gear up, and then we may bird or try the, the X-Primal. Thursday is the day that we go against the X Primal. Wow. Sunday is the maybe day, and then Monday, which is tonight, yeah. uh, is like uh, you you didn't gain any power, 
So you might try another run against the hard thing, or you might just go do some easier thing that can get you stuff. Yep. Yep. Hey, look, you t- bird up. Tuesdays used to be yeah, bird up, bird, bird up. up. Tuesdays used to be a uh, 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 Montreal Street Fighter. Week, I I had so. that example in my pocket. Just I waiting. was no, dude. Just I'm waiting. not even gonna bother. I had I was I, like I would lug the console out and yeah. we'd we'd all do the thing. No, so, so like so the, there's there's two ways to go about that, right? There's there's the no lifers. Those people, crazy people. Those people are like, okay, so what's raid time? What day? No, not what day. Why Wh- aren't you doing? When's that? raid time? Oh, raid time's nine p.m. Okay, see you tomorrow. And the day after, and the day after, and the day after, Jesus and the day after, Christ. until we get it. Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. And th- okay, that th- those people, you see them walking around. They look cool, but like Jesus Christ, man. Well, we've all been there when we've played a game like obsessively for a while yeah but it's it's just like hey five hours every night is dedicated to this bird up bird bird up, up. i've been saying bird up, maybe. <laughs> uh and then there's the other people who pick two or three and do it only for two or three hours snail down so that you don't like just burn <laughs> out right just burn out uh that game's the, good the system does it doesn't have that whole rested and uh it totally does it they has all do. that okay yeah. okay uh but that doesn't matter when you're a cap okay because who cares uh, my so bird, I, I, my birds are so pretty. Yeah. I, I have, have the Bismarck Mark, and Ravana one. Get if jealous, you If you're fuck. still there, and if you're not, I don't blame you. I apologize for that. <laughs> Why? We, we okay. get the, the FF14 power hour. The just power hour every just... now and again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Only when new stuff happens. Maybe. Mark, what has your been week been like? Uh Honestly, I've just been playing ranked. Like, I mean, there's my normal comings and goings and voiceover stuff occasionally, but for the most part, I just kind of work on my personal projects and uh, the work of Anime Abandoned with Ben at the Sage. Right. Because um, some people know I do that. Some people don't. Uh, that I work in the back. Like, I work in the background of a lot of stuff. But um, most recently, my... Uh, my week has become just staring at my table stick, just going like, what is wrong with this thing? And why can't it throw diagonals? And it just <laughs> involved so much research. Just as like, is it me? Is it that I'm it's dust, bad? Man, it's dust. So you still it, have the octo gate going, right? Well, I have a circular gate because I've got the JLW, which is what I built into a lot of my charity sticks mm-hmm. um, at the time from a few years ago. And I found out that it's because the the JLW uses uh, leaf-springed cherry switches that it has bad diagonals. Huh. So uh, I ordered a JLF, yep. which um, showed up. And now I'm waiting for the universal adapter plate because I don't want to have to drill new holes. So after that, I'll wire it up to the Cthulhu, and then I'm going to play a few matches with it. But right now, it's just the waiting. The waiting is yeah. fucking killing me. Uh, back, <laughs> no, I hear you, man. Back when Lizard Lick was around, it was just like, okay. It was so easy. Everybody get together. What do you want? And then we do the shipment, and you get everything. Get and hundreds and it. hundreds of parts and build everything. Every yeah. say, you, would, you would go around and talk to everybody you knew, and everyone would say, oh, I could go for some buttons. I could go for this. I could go do, for that. Because and, and, and the- you realize that it doesn't actually cost a lot. Like... Yeah, and Lizard Lick was the best. Like the mm-hmm. the owner, if you ever had a problem, you could talk directly to him. Yeah. Like he he was the greatest. It, w- it was it was really cool too because like we would all we'd have a chance to like order out up different stick parts and different types and mm-hmm. like actually try out. Hey, what are these like Korean style sticks like? Right? There's the with the uh, elastic kind of circular gate yeah. on them. Um, 
and and those are weird. I don't they, like, they were, they, they, like straight up. It's not just Sanwa and bat sticks, which a lot of I think a lot of people think that it might just well, be those. And, 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 and your, and your I mean, in your competition push buttons and stuff, if you want to try yeah. and get like an American style thing, hap. You yeah, know? that like this wonderful sound. That's the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. There's a lot of different uh, parts to try out, and like you want to get what feels comfortable. So you, uh, yeah. So you, you that, that's something we kind of briefly talked about. Like you build sticks too. Yeah, um, I had started. It. it was just kind of like a, a idle conversation with me and one of my friends, where it's like, how how boss would it be if there was just like an arcade stick built into a table? Um, and you did. I've seen those things. Those things are fucking awesome. And I just kind of like whimsically one day said like all right well what's the cheapest table i can find you know the lack table from ikea and, oh i know the one yeah yeah 7.99 <laughs> in a myriad of colors cuz you know like the most the single most expensive thing on the table stick is always the art because i have to like go to a kinkos and have it laminated and yeah. you know like if i do the art myself then that takes a while so whatever it costs to make to to have me do my own art but um yeah, like I, I just kind of did it one day, and I did it with like a Justice League poster that I bought like on clearance at Kmart at the time, and I just said like, "Oh my god, it actually works!" Okay, that's cool. And I did it with a with a board that I directly soldered from a, one of the old Xbox game pads. Hmm. And as I did more research, I found a Cthulhu, and I found you know like I like there was no there was never a point when I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll totally go for Sanwa or Simitsu buttons." Mm-hmm. I just went straight for Hap Competition Concave. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I because I knew them just by look and I said, "I know that if I get these, they're going to make this wonderful sound." <laughs> you need that sound to play. Yeah, and there there are people um I recently got into a conversation where it was, you know, like like why would you bother with those buttons? You know, and I said, like, because the feel of them, you know, like, like that feedback, you know, what's, what's called haptic feedback that's trying to be emulated through phones and touch devices mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like, oh, remember the, remember the feel of buttons? We can emulate that. It's like, no, no, you can't, you know, like you can't emulate that, that sound and that click and just that perfection, you know, like why are people spending so much on mechanical keyboards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, even though they may not have even grown up with mechanical oh, keyboards just because they are deeply keyboard. satisfying to use. Yeah. The, I feel like the uh, the modern sticks that you have like these days, which I'm totally happy and fine with, that uh, use the same uh, Japanese parts mm-hmm. are uh, s- totally like solid for recreating the Japanese cabinet feel. But yeah. if you want an, an American cabinet feel, there's still no real. Um, no, no, out of the box uh, solution. No, off the, the shelf for not solution. for uh, for current gen at least. Yeah, yeah like, there going, was there was the Mortal Kombat controller, yeah. and that was dodgy in the sh- first place. And, and I mean, yeah, because so. its configuration, the button configuration was like super weird. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, and the, the build block, itself block, was block dodgy in the too. Middle. Um, absolutely, you know. And then uh, you, you like going further back, there were um, oh God, I, I forgot the name of the, the type of stick, but it was a very generic kind of like. Um, uh, Can- uh, American style uh, mm-hmm. arcade stick that you could buy, but for the most part, a lot of friends here would have to like build their own giant boxes because even the amount of space that the buttons take up when you insert them in, mm-hmm. if you take like a any sort of Mad Cat's box or anything that sort of comes pre canned, it's not going to fit. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, which is why I like the table. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like like the table is large, it's cumbersome, and it's like I have to have a place to keep it. Mm-hmm. Of course, but. It's but it's really convenient because you know like I like I have all the space in the room for my gorilla paws, <laughs> and you know like I like I can build it how I want it. Like and the spacing of it all uh, came from the I actually dismantled. I went I went out of my way to dismantle a Street Fighter Four 
Mad Cat stick and just went like, and that's where my button pattern is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I tried some of the slag coin patterns and mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's all fun and games until you're trying to drill through a printed pattern with a hole saw. Yep. Yep. Been there, bought the drill press sitting next to my window like breathing in all kinds of terrible fumes. Breathe it in, man. It's yeah, good for you. Totally been there, man. Yeah. So, like, so it was after that that I said, like, okay, what's what's the easiest way that I can find a pattern that is reusable? So I'd found a, like a deeply discounted used, like I'm sure it barely worked at the time, uh, Mad Cat's Street Fighter Four stick, and I just went, all right, and screwdriver, and just as I thought, metal plate, good, mm-hmm. bang, mm-hmm. flatten mm-hmm. it, done. Yeah. <laughs> The, the 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 Cthulhu boards you mentioned just to sort of explain to you guys like it, it, they're a godsend in that they're just these uh, PC- screw terminal they're and they're PCBs that you can just use for it to output to anything mm-hmm. if you just wire it up no they're it'll super work. universal yeah, yeah and I've like seen pri- that prior to that like I, we were like me and, uh, and my friend Mike would go hunting for uh, wired three sixty controllers yeah no to dismantle get, them because those were the ones and you dismantle it and you find out oh this one is not common ground it's <laughs> oh, it's going to so take junk. extra work yeah. so don't even bother because that's like like twice as much soldering you have to do mm-hmm. yeah plus getting that rubber crap off forget it you know oh my god so yeah like those cthulhu things an absolute godsend um you mentioned you're you're playing some ranked i gotta ask did you go through uh the the survival hard challenge to get your colors eight nine and ten uh i've gotten through easy and normal okay put that 50 um, that 50 game thing I got up to 25 in the 50, and then I got – my eyes just stopped focusing after a point. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I, I had just finished normal, so I have, like, Broly Nicali now, which is awesome because it turns out to be my lucky color. But, um, yeah, that 50-man that melee is just fucking harsh. And I'm staring at it because I want that green. The shade so, of green you get for beating normal mm-hmm. is not the e- one I want. E- everyone's best color is either like eight, nine, eight, or ten. Eight, seven, eight, nine, or ten. Oh, God. Like I they fought, knew. I fought a Mika player that had like all green, but with black boots and black. Like, oh my God, that's the best. Co- oh, of course, it's like seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You got to earn that shit, man. Yeah, like, like the like black. They call it survival. They need to rename it endurance. Like it is just. Yeah, uh, no, it's, <sighs> it's well, like, it, like hell is aptly it, named. It, it's because you know, it's because like thirty five of those opponents are brain dead, and fifteen of them are really real. Yeah, you just and it's it's a complete waste of time for the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, where you're just well, you're just, just that's plotting you're, through the you're beginning, farming points that you're going to spend on the back end. Yeah, no, exactly. But like, I would rather just do fifteen from zero. Then, you know what I mean? And, and then you the get thing is that like by the time up. you get up there, though, like by the time you get up to thirty five. You've already got points to blow on whatever you want multiple times. Like, yeah. It's like so long as you haven't been wasteful. You know, like like wasteful, you know, like at like on normal because mm-hmm. on easy I was like screw it, double down five every time. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> you know, like I can ace this very easily, mm-hmm. but you know, like as soon as it's like, well, if I do double down five in the fifty man and I'm an idiot, then I'm just gonna cry. Yeah. No, you double down a bunch of times in like the first 10, 15 matches, as many times as you can possibly realistically get it, and you and you, then you stop forever. But like you feel confident going in, like yeah, I can fight this with no, without getting touched. Ko, yeah, there yeah. goes like half an hour or more. Fuck, yeah, yeah. exactly. So like my policy on normal at this point is like double down one through four. That's perfectly fine. I'm like, it's, there's no real penalty other than other than a point loss yeah. to to use uh, health up. Yep. Yeah. So. At that point, it's like, all right, well, so one through four, everything's nice and safe. Double down five, five is too scary. 
like five is just no yeah like you do that in the lower level and the higher level it's like <laughs> you obviously like wasting your yeah. time uh, I no I I never do five yeah. I did it like twice and I just I lost both times for, so I was like it's not worth for it for those unfamiliar double down five is basically it's like in the survival mode in Street Fighter Five you can choose what po- post match bonus you want to get and, for the and next match double down five drops you down to one point of health and let trip and triples your score and you don't gain meter and shit if I'm not mistaken uh, no, no 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 it's oh, no, 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 still no, gain it's meter just, it's, it's just, just life? one okay, it's yeah. just one health yeah one pip. either you way still it's get like, meter you got it perfect you got to do it perfect that's it yeah. Um, which they refuse to call it perfect because you only have one health. Yeah, so th- exactly. It's it's just like this perfect all, name and, only. and even if you finish double down five, you're not guaranteed to have a full health recovery. It could be a health round, recovery yeah, low, that's, that's you true. know? That's true. Yeah. And then you're really fucked. So then Less you got to like claw your way up and then it's like, okay, so here's my low health recovery. How bad could it be? Yeah. Kanzuki. Crap! <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate, though, like thought put into like survival modes beyond just like, Play the next match. So the next originally, match. I was very disappointed in survival mode. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to grind all this." And like, the longer it's gone on, and I've I've poked at it here, there with some characters, and seen like, here's a video on tips on how to excel at survival mode. I'm like, okay, no wait, this is kind of a real mode. <laughs> yeah, you I got you have to really think this, about this it. This is kind of way more strategy and and min maxing than I would have ever expected. And, and gauge from, your own like skill level appropriately. Yeah, it's it, weird. It's yeah. a good mode, but I kind of wish hard and hell were like 35 and 50 rather yeah, than 50 and 100. Of course, and yes. Because like 100 stupid. Like I, I can't even I can't even imagine it. Like I, especially since you you get points. And mm-hmm. you get some fight money out of it, and I'm just sitting here like, can I get like color eleven? Yeah, yeah you no. get you, you get a title for beating. Uh, oh, who cares? A, a title no. and a billion gazillion experience. But you're gonna see, which turns into but fight you're gonna money, fight but... that one dude online who's got the glowing crazy title yeah, that like yeah. shoots out at the Satsui. No, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> You got you would make fun of me for grinding all that bird out because it's shiny and you can show it off uh-huh. to people. And now you're talking about grinding out oh, like yeah. hundreds of matches oh, yeah. in survival mode to get that color. To get that color, oh, yeah. that's totally different, though. It's totally different, huh? <laughs> no, Wooly Wooly was complaining he didn't like RNG. Yeah, there's no RNG to this. Well, if, if I got skill. if I got to the end and well, then there was a chance I didn't get those things, like if it was a one percent draw, everyone can go fuck well, themselves. Well, yeah, around. no, well. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's defi- like it's definitive to play the survival mode. Like there, there's a, a definitive beginning and a definitive end where it's it's not like oh, I, I've been doing this for five straight days, mm-hmm. you know, pissing up this rope. Yeah. Well, the 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 only the only joke I would add to that is that like I started uh, the level fifty, uh, not the the fifty fight one, and got like thirty five in, and then the server dropped me, and it be- Ouch. and it became RNG at that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah all right, all right. I remember the other day. I think I, I played as I think I was playing Zangief in the in the uh, heart. No, the thirty one, so normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost at 28, and I was so fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's well, because 28, so 29, annoying. 30 are for real. There's the, the step up, you know, exactly, yeah. yeah. No, no one... But see, that's why I built my stick into a table, so that I immediately have something to flip. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, eh? <laughs> Some of us are thinking. Uh, it's something, like, no one's really commented on, but I just want to, like, actually shout out the, the, the UI layout of just being, like, sectioned off as, like, these blocks on the main menu. I really like it's it. Good. It's, it's simple. It's simple and good. And you just like, yeah, go to that tile. Go to and, that tile. I feel the, like I'm using like, almost like the Metro there, Windows layout. There's a couple UI garbage. things that I, I that are totally baffling. Like the player one, player two rematch thing is super weird. But like online, the the options like in the lobbies in order to like rematch or mm-hmm. continue. Like 
in the lobby, you can just hit the button, go go again, and it will just go again right away. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Like, God mm-hmm. damn it, that's such a time saver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and the um, uh, turn on fight request. Another fight is coming your way if you want it to. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to take it. It's see what the connection quality is. No good. All right, we'll wait. I'm playing yeah. everybody. Totally fine. Totally good. I'm, I'm playing I, the I really, laggiest motherfuckers in the universe. I really hope they're able to tighten up the loading speeds a little. And actually, on the topic of survival mode, I hope they're able to improve how that flows. Because if you go watch a video of uh, survival on hard, 50 matches, right? You'll notice that, like, about two-fifths of that video is loading time. Mm-hmm. And just, like, like sure, there's some downtime where you're picking your... Um, mm-hmm. What what option you want as an upgrade? Mm-hmm. But there is so much downtime. Not for me. For it to load and go forward. I don't know. Like, there's did still you, a lot though. Did, nope. Like, have you played it without the day one patch? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, like there, there's a there's a shit ton of optimization in the day one patch. I mean, like, like I know that the March update's coming, mm-hmm. and I'm being and I'll be very interested to see you know because there's supposed, there's supposed to be like, like a yeah. a presser this week about it, but. Yeah, like if you play without the day one patch, like it's like it's uber slow. Sure. But uh, to to follow up more conclusively, like Liam, when uh, like the PS4 load times are quite long in general on everything, but when you're playing survival mode on the PC anyway, when it's when it's those parts where they don't change the stage, they just change the character, mm-hmm. it's instantaneous. Yeah, but I want it like yeah. Dead or Alive Five, where like you're gonna have to you finish it, you <laughs> walk finish us it through that because I you didn't. finish it, your character does their victory pose, and then the next you one pick starts. your item, and the next guy just hops on the screen. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. In Dead or Alive Five, there isn't even a pick your item, and there isn't even a victory. He just dies, and the next guy yeah, just so jumps, jumps in, in. Okay. without even Endurance. stopping the match. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, so it's a bit of a different like pacing and entirely, dynamic. Yeah, I've, I'm just fed up of like sitting in survival mode mm. and just just hey, sitting. Hey, is the rage quit stuff in the news or should we just talk about it here? Oh uh, well, we'll get the, yeah. We'll well, get that's there. the new stuff okay. we'll get into. But, just wanted to um, know. So yeah, well before I move on to Liam, uh, yeah, like uh, anything else that you uh, been up to, uh, Mark? No, this is pretty much the whole of my life right now. <laughs> as, as it should be. As it should um, be. Honestly, like, I've been, like, other than personal projects, it's just been every night ranked. And um, at one point I was uh, I was just trying to, like, just nail down. Because pretty much the whole of my life at this point is trying to nail down Nikali. Mm. Like, uh, like, okay, because you know what's going to happen is that I'm going to go to a con and someone's going to be like, I hear you're like one of the only people in the cast who actually plays the game hardcore. Yes. Then just like grab me by my by my badge. We're going to the game mm-hmm. room. I'm beating the college. It's like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being but that being said, dude, we we did some sets, and I mean, you you know, do you ever play you online got, you, with your play, mic you play on? The, you got the play, you play the game. No, I never do. I no one no one knows. No one will ever. No, know of course. My but like, could you imagine you're playing and he's got his mic on and that he just be, starts voiceovering? Next like, level. This yeah. guy's doing a really good impression of Nikali. That would be next level, man. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like that. That's not me. Like, no, no, I just want to. I just want to do the match, enjoy the game. Sure, definitely. Well, I mean, I mean, like uh, part of like the the conversation, you know, was kind of like before you even like got the job like you were already a fan and like really in there right oh yeah like i've 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 been in it like i it's like i i didn't just get here um mm-hmm. you know like i've been i've been a street fighter fan since i was 10 like i started with alpha 2 and uh and like a friend taught me how to play and then i just kind of worked my way up and through the games through there and like grew my love of fighting games through there 
because it's like, okay, so we'll just stack this on top of my love of action adventure games, you know, and then eventually first person shooters got stacked on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like I was, I was a heavy story guy and, um, you know, cause I, cause I already grown up watching like the American street fighter cartoon oh, where, you know, street fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Where like Chun Li kicks apart a tank and shit. So. I was I was already I was already primed to be in it by the time I was ten. Mm. Yeah, we we tried to abridge that series, and unfortunately, the we we only that, we, that wasn't an abridging. That was like a complete. You you're right. Abridge is like a total rewrite. A total page one rewrite. We we tried to whatever <laughs> fix it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I I I still think they're hilarious and worked, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, didn't get picked up. Um, At least it's better than Space Cop. Yeah. Uh, 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 before, like, we, I just want, we need we skipped over Liam, and we need to get into Liam's week. Oh no, no I'm skipping sure over. Have, I'm, I'm, he's he's, st- he's still there. We haven't jumped to the to the news yet, so no, I'm, we uh, I'm not feeling too. That, that, yet. Those are the ones that are like, oh yeah, of course, it happens all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is up? Uh, I I've been binge watching The Office with my girlfriend. Which one? The U.S. one. Okay. You, you uh, don't have to binge watch The British Office. It ends. Oh yeah. It's how, like how it, it's like le- what. First season six episodes, second season like three. Oh, and it's just and done. Then you're done. Oh wow. wow. Okay. I heard that, there's a French Canadian adaptation too. Oh god, I don't. Know uh, that's about the that. difference Not between dumb, England but adaptation. and America. So I need to look into that, that after. That, that, that might be that strong. Sounds yeah. Like it no, could Bill, be. Billy told me about it. Might yeah. be strong. Um. So I've been watching that. Uh, what a fucking good show. Everyone's so lovable except for Andy. Fuck that fucking cunt. Andy's the worst. Which one's Andy? He's the guy from the other office that Jim goes to. Oh, fuck that guy. And he's just... I don't know anything about the office, but oh, okay. the guy from the other office? Fuck he's that guy. He's a huge asshole. Uh, I've been watching a that a lot. Um, not too much to say about that, but it is it is quite good. Uh, my copy of uh, Kamen Rider Batride Wars uh, yeah. Genesis came in. Yeah. And I, I didn't play... Willie, did you end up playing the the first or second? Didn't Didn't pop it in yet. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't played the first or second. I just started at this one. Um, this one adds stuff like a tag mechanic where you have a second rider who runs around with you and stuff. Um, basically, it's a it's a warriors esque game, not made by Tecmo Koei. Uh, that's all. It's just a love letter to Kamen Rider. It's just a, a big all star Kamen you mean Rider. Mass Rider. Yes. Yeah. A big Mass Rider hoedown, if you will. Um, I wish I could describe the look on Wooly's face when I said masked writer. Yeah, well. Bemused disgust. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ew, oh, that's real, isn't it? Yeah. I, I didn't think I'd get too much out of it, because I've only really seen Ryuki and Gaim. And, like, I know a bunch of other ones just through osmosis. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's impossible to not know Black, at least tangentially, mm-hmm. and stuff like Double from when I was in Japan and stuff. Uh, so I wasn't expecting to get too much. Uh but holy shit, a lot of them are just so cool. Yeah. Uh, just just doing their attacks and stuff. Like, I know Decade is apparently a rancid piece of shit as a show. But, but oh car- my god, oh, when he's the so cards cool. come out and they line up for the yeah. shot and he breaks through each card. Oh, like, fuck, he's on. cool. I exactly. Know. Dude, I know. And I Forze, know. his head's shaped like a rocket. That's cool. <laughs> well, when you That's were, cool, when man. And he does the Yankee stomp and shit. When you like, remove all context and plot from one of these and all you have is the cool bits yeah like exactly all, all you have is, is the cool bits. is it are you playing the version with all the music as well uh no i am not playing that version because it was uh it was an extra 2000 yen yeah okay. and i i wasn't gonna get it, w- it wouldn't have made a difference it. fair enough but the other thing is uh, all versions of it have a custom soundtrack feature anyway mm-hmm. so you know if you 
if you just put the thought into it and you just <laughs> torrent all the soundtracks, you could just set it up if you wanted to. Um, but uh, real talk, I'm also playing the Vita version just because, and there was no uh, uh, like show sound version for it. Oh, uh, for the Vita. Okay. Presumably because of file size or something. That would know. make the most That's sense. That's a total guess. To me. Um, uh, I'm surprised, actually. It runs really well. Way better than any of the Dynasty Warriors games. I, I'm just having a blast with that. Uh, yeah, super man. fun game. Um, other than that, though... I don't know. I played a lot of Hitman Go. Hitman Go's fucking great. Good puzzle right. game. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just drop it there. I don't have too much to talk about this week. Mm, cool, cool. Um... Yes, no, but, uh, to, so to, I guess, get right into it, uh, official, official, uh, credits, sir, as voice of Nikali, and, uh, also some script writing for, um, things that, well, basically, obviously we discussed this before, but nothing that is, like, unannounced or not out yet is gonna be touched on, because- So who's in season two? NDAs are active, <laughs> right? So this who's in season five? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, based on, I guess, based on, like, what has come out and and, and what we do see and what is here, like, what was your overall experience with, like, working on Street Fighter fucking five? Uh, it involved me running around the block, screaming my head off, like, trying to gain enough speed to go back in time to tell my eight-year-old self. (laughs) Did it work? One day. (laughs) No, I I just, I just passed out of my driveway. Uh, I I have a follow-up question in that regard. Uh, what was the exact extent of the work you've done on the content that's out right now? Uh, I worked on combat scripts and I worked on story scripts for individual characters. Okay. Uh, do you know, are you able to share which characters you wrote the scripts for? Uh, see off the top of my head, like the, cause it was me and Bill Rogers um, okay. working on the working on the story scripts, and there was one point when I was working on them alone, which rounded out to about fifteen of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Bill and I worked together on the Cami script, for instance. Um, but yeah, like the ex- like the exact list, ugh, like I can't even that, remember. That's fair. Uh, so, were you guys writing them, or were you adapting them from a Japanese version? Uh. Well, there was already the original Japanese script, and then there was, um, then we had like a, because it was in, it's like a spreadsheet, so it shows yeah. you like the original line, translated line, and then a nice little space to do some, to, to actually do your adaptation work or your writing. Of course, yeah. So, um, the thing is, is that like my, my approach, uh, was to make sure that each character, like from, you know, like years of experiencing Street Fighter, so it's a matter of like, Okay, so what's you know like what's still canon, what still works, what doesn't? Make sure that every character has you know like an individual voice that that comes out in the dub. Um, make I was using the the radio term "hit the post," which was um, okay. that you know like we can like we can you know count the syllables and run this all the way to the post, mm-hmm. but then there wouldn't be enough room for actual acting. Mm to happen because then it's just like people like trying to rush really quick and then just like make it fit like a mouth flap recording almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like having, having no sense of like what the story mode was going to bang out to be. It's like, okay, well we just have to find the the most comfortable place um, for performances to, to kind of breathe. So there were times when um, I would use words that were that, you know, weren't as expensive, but they were shorter 
So that way it would like, you know, like someone will appreciate that in the booth where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like I don't feel like I have to rush through this line. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's some parts of the script that uh, you're saying, like, uh, there were things that just went completely uh, unnamed or like didn't exist until like you had you had to stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, like Ibuki's clan doesn't have a name. Like the rival clan has uh-huh. a name, but and that just but, and that just came up during the writing, and you're like, uh, yeah, uh. like in just like ran, just ran, just like random things like that where you find you know like especially like if you read the Udon comics, mm. um, and uh, yeah, like the so you you just try and like what you try and do is you try to to farm all of this collective data like not only from um like not only from like the official canon but from like what people kind of take away from that and you know like the people who did their due diligence um because like the ibuki's clan thing came up in in karin's script Mm -hmm. where um shibasaki was saying like ninja village ninja village ninja village and i'm just like why does he keep saying ninja village doesn't ibuki's clan have a name and no (laughs) so so you know like i have to go back into the in into like any material that i can find and just be like all right well in the udon comics they call it the glade of ninja you know like and and i have to get approval for that Mm -hmm. um and they found that nice middle ground where like he says ninja village once but then he you know like glade of ninja makes final cut and i'm like oh thank goodness yeah yeah yeah. that and like uh and the other thing too that i i feel like gets uh, indirectly credited here is because like the the stuff that a lot of what Udon did uh referenced this old thing called Tiamat's Street Fighter plot guide which people on the channel will know because Matt are, and I are we able amazing. to talk about Street Fighter <laughs> without referencing Tiamat's plot guide because it's it was before the Udon comics existed and created their own it was like, the, it was the Rosetta it was Stone. the bible it was yeah. and he's he was the only dude that went out got every one of those gamest mooks from Japan got the all about Capcom book and just sat and did the work and put it into a giant TXT file. So you find that on GameFAQs. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you find it. It sits there on GameFAQs, and like Udon, you know, has said that they've referenced that for a bunch of material because that's the closest thing you're getting to what the the Street Fighter Two uh, uh, writing mm-hmm. quote unquote well, w- would have been like or was like. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, like you said, like, and he's pulling from such us esoteric places as MOOCs, which I mean, for those who don't know, they're like little magazine, magazine books, books, basically. Yeah. Um, like, oh, boo. crazy, crazy Japan. stuff that Ugh. would have just been completely missed. Yeah. Otherwise, like, it never got adapted into any game. Like, so. the feeling of getting hit with uh, Sakura's Hadoken is is a cool, refreshing blast. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a, a team at plot guide for Virtual Fighter, please? No. No, but you can write it yourself. <laughs> oh. Man. Akira is strong. Like, there, that's the great. There Akira is isn't Ryu. A story there. He likes to shoulder block things. He there, went to Dengeki Land one time. There is a story there, but nobody knows what it is. Doral. The du- no, the Doral Project. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, the, the project to metal plate Sarah Bryant. It was, it was Sarah Bryant, <laughs> and then it was Kage's mom, and then it was uh, Vanessa. Cage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Young me totally called him Cage. I'm Everyone called same him here. Cage. Just Everyone called him Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, but uh yeah, that that that's that's always really interesting stuff is like like seeing the the old references from way back then like how many different steps away through the udon filter now and then, you know, get Yeah, and like and it's not just the udon canonized. filter cuz like, you know, cuz again, like I was already here. Mm-hmm. 
so you know like when charlie pops up it's like oh let's reference alpha two. you already knew yeah. yeah you know like like use of the words great man of justice from the american military yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like that that was just me going like okay so the line isn't exactly the way that it was in alpha two but how can i make it the line from alpha <laughs> two? hey let me uh, uh, uh let me ask you a question because we've been talking about this and kind of arguing about this forever like and you're closer than any of us to the source is Cody the canonically strongest Street <laughs> oh, Fighter character? There we go. I I can't answer that for you. I'm sorry. He throws rocks no, and they blow up fucking. He has broken. he has the most potential. He's not the strongest. Okay, we've all we've agreed on this. I, I just wanted to. I just wanted it's to. Compromise. I mean, like I mean, if you're looking for me to confirm to you that that Cody is Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't do that for you. Uh, the destructo disc argument. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's a strong argument. It is. Except the destructo disc hits cell and does nothing. Wow. Uh, he just eats it. He really? just eats it in the face, and he's like, "Ha ha." That's just like your opinion, like man. right in the back of the neck. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it's it's the back they, of the they neck. Just, yeah. They just did it on a on a bridge. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, in spirit. That argument was valid for a couple of years before right. before Cell hit TV. Because because we love because uh, uh, and again based on like the the, the different uh, covers of, of the plot and stuff like we always love debating what the power levels are in the Street Fighter stu- story universe and but only in Street Fighter. Yeah, you know, a friend of mine argues that like just, like like I have these arguments all the time. Like I came from retail. Like what like what do you do? You ring stuff up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you you have you know like little bullshit arguments about, about Street Fighter and Star mm-hmm. Wars and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and exactly. Like, shit. is 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 really killing stormtroopers murder, or is that just you know the destruction of a tool? Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, and and things like you know like is is Mister Popo truly the strongest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I feel like in the last iteration of the of of the discussion, at least between Pat and I, uh, we came up with something like, um, your 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 top of the list. Oro is at the top so far that he's in space. That like Oro as, as has been proven, no one has challenged. Like, yeah. Or Oro is off, off the scale. Off the scale, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I don't know cuz cuz Oro wasn't in Capcom versus SNK2. We don't have comparisons, right? We don't have You know, like in in the one story where it's like, okay, so we we may have figured out that Psycho Power, Satsui no Hado and Orochi Power are all the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we're we're staring down the barrel of God Rugal, and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So where so so where's Oro? Like, oh, he's just up on a mountain somewhere. He doesn't he, he doesn't, doesn't prioritize care. this at all. Yeah. Yeah. One of the coolest things from that was Mister Karate the, is the strongest street fighter, <laughs> <laughs> dude. No, in the in the Neo Geo battle, uh, Neo Geo not battle Coliseum, in the Pocket Fighters Clash game, yeah. uh, Athena and Bison. Talk to each other and they're like, "You use psycho, psycho power, power. Too? yeah, yeah, yeah." And it's the can. It's the same source in that. It's like, of course, it's, he, it's she beautiful. literally says it's, psycho ball. It is gonna come out that like, like for real, like, hey, Hashi is the strongest street. Fighter. Oh God, Akuma's yeah. canon. Well, Akuma, <laughs> Akuma's canon. Akuma's, canon, so Akuma's like, not only canon, but he's being set like directly against the Mishima family. Yeah. So if any of them beat him and Akuma is still like near top billing in Street Fighter, that puts that Tekken character over. So so, so, the, the, so fuck the list. Then it's like we have we have what we were about to say, but then you have to wrap in the SNK yep. and Tekken oh, once, world. And, and, once and, uh, Faded Revolution comes out, you know what's frustrating? We got almost none of that from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Mm, Instead, true. we're getting it from the one crossover thing into a real Tekken game. Oh man, 
It's but I'm sure there's some stuff in like, Cross Tekken. I would I would have loved like SF enough. Cross Tekken that's like Kuma canonically beat Ryu in a match. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> done. Yes. Therefore, Paul is stronger than Ryu. And therefore, uh, yeah. uh, um, what's his name? The Bruce Lee ripoff in Tekken. Lee. Uh, he, Law. Law. He's, he is stronger yeah. than Street Fighters. No, in, <laughs> like, it, Bruce Lee ripoff. Okay. In Cross Tekken, you got a lot of character interactions. It's hard for fans to get, like, jobs in writing because nothing gets done because this is all that gets talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kuma with Goken training. Wait. Yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> well, is Goken a better student, <laughs> a better trainer than Heihashi? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, like Kazuya in, seems closer to Heihashi's oh strength man. than Ryu yeah, yeah, seems yeah. to Goken's strength. In Cross Tekken, you got a lot of like good character interactions. Like Abel thinks cute, Kuma's really cute. That's the best. But like you didn't get any of the victories as no. canon or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like fighting games in general seem to have been uh, like moving away from the old days of like such and such won the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like no, remember definitely. you remember the end of every fighting game you could see like who won the t- even yes. Virtual Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Law, Akira, uh Kage, Wolf. And then uh, I don't know who won 5 because 6 didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh like who I, won? I think the only person who gets legitimate push in Cross Tekken is Ingrid. Ingrid. In terms of story, yeah, yeah, like yeah, she yeah, does yeah. a new thing, you no, know. No, Ingrid's I mean? Ingrid's the best. She's the most powerful. And, 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 most powerful and, yeah. was. and Ogre gets a little bit of push there as well. Ogre gets a little um, bit too, that's true. Yeah, because Ogre's but fucking ancient cool. Ancient Ogre, yeah. But, uh, so cool. Yeah, no, but uh, the other thing I like too is how, uh, just on, on Charlie is how, like, when it, when it's showing off w- the events that unfold and you get the, the waterfall scene with like the, the, the plane coming down and doing the shots. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's almost like a, similar to what Udon did where it's like all of the alpha one, alpha two, alpha three, all of those deaths are canon in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. And like you can actually use them all together if you include the whole shadow resurrection part mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. You know, so like we're, we're getting like an actual timeline well, out of something that was way more. Yeah, cause, cause what it is is that like I, cause this is, this is a weird thing because like in, because it it felt like uh, Crimson Viper was remembering the Alpha Three version of the death, while Charlie was remembering the Alpha Two, Alpha One yeah. version of the death. So the way that I kind of filed it in my brain is like it's it's just people relating a story, it's different interpretations. So like, yeah. like only like the only the two people who were there no, no. on that day have the know real what version. Actually happened. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie's is the definitive, and then like Viper's version. Is the intel, you know, like that, Charles Nash was killed in action. Uh, it's that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. I heard that one time. Right. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Um, I, I do have a question about Charlie, and I don't know how much of this you would know, but I always got the biggest kick in the world that Charlie is one-handing and kicking Sonic Booms. <laughs> and, yeah. like, he has, he now has the Sonic Scythe, which is like a grounded flash kick and stuff like that. But the one that has, like, my, my inner child just, like, going, ah! I can't believe it's like he's doing a sonic hurricane with his fingertips in his super like mm-hmm. with one arm and no he uses both uh he, when he, he uses both he, he does this oh in in, yeah. in five you mean yeah in five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry, he's sorry, doing yes, he's, yes. he's doing a, a sonic hurricane with his fingertips yeah, yeah, yeah and like is that the kind of thing that they were just like oh it'd be cool if he did the slice or were, were people actually being like he's doing a sonic hurricane with his fingertips that's how good charlie is now I think it's all well. That's how well. That's how good Charlie's always been. Yeah, because okay. it's that Charlie taught Guile everything he knows. Son, like the more you can like, do to distance how much better than Guile he is at fighting. Yeah, you have to do which, it. Which which come which comes down to you know like the way that Charlie got kind of set up in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
you know, like Guile is all like Guile and Charlie have always been the same where it's always been like charge, charge, be annoyed, charge, defensive charge. Mm -hmm. And now it's that Charlie's all commands. Mm -hmm. Like he just throws with that ease Mm -hmm. and he's just all over the screen. Mm -hmm. And it like, it works on another level too, where Guile is like completely one of the poster boys for street fighter. Like no question. He is one of the poster boys. And like, when you see Charlie, when people see Charlie after not having seen him for a long time or never having seen him before, it's like, holy shit, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's like that. Remy seemed like he wanted, like they wanted to do some of the same uh, elements of like he's doing a Sonic Boom style thing, but he's like he's like backhand tossing it like it's nothing, uh, and his flash kick is looks super effortless, but mm. like Charlie's one handed. Sonic Boom is it, just the best. Well, you know, it it really makes me think that it's the same philosophy that probably went into uh, how they came up with, like, Gokin's moveset, mm-hmm. where you want to show the same moves that you've been seeing for a while, but done with even less effort. Yeah. Right? So he throws out those casual one-handed Hadoukens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then he does the Tatsu that is Akuma's third strike super <laughs> yeah. as his normal Tatsu. Yeah. So you just mm-hmm. go, okay, yeah, no, that's the level that Gokin is at. Yeah. And even just seeing yeah. other, like, tangential characters like sakura where like her tattoo is really good but she like struggles with the hadoken mm. so like it, it, oh, it's cool to see that kind of stuff we're like a, a real visual measure and, yeah there's like there's a real visual language to to the way that things bang out mm-hmm. in, in, in the canon uh an, another one that comes to mind is laura doing the wheel kick that sean tries to do yeah, yeah. and succeeds Perfectly. but nowhere she's, near as she's effective not like launching into the air that like you can Sean telegraph did. it like yeah. crazy like mm-hmm. she's using it in an effective actually uh, aggressive method and like as shitty as dan is as sh- as garbage as he is and as bad as his godoken is it is energy it doesn't take super and he is doing it with one hand mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now, in <laughs> hindsight, that you see Gokin's one-handed Hadoken, <laughs> you realize that Dan saw that <laughs> and never tried to do it for real. Yeah, no, Dan's not bad. <laughs> Dan's good. He's no joke. For somebody who sucks, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's not even get into, like, the the SNK tie-in where he starts doing, yeah. like, how Shokokin-style yeah. things and, and Ryo's punches and stuff. Yeah. Um... On the on the actual like voice performance with Nikali, like, uh, how was it? Liquor up, drink a thing of whiskey, like David Hater style, and then just growl and get your metal voice on, or like what? No, that's just me all the time, man. <laughs> like, uh, like, there's no acting involved. It's just, <laughs> I um, you came in and talked for a little, and they're like, okay, you can go, and you're like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, like they they just shuffled me into the booth, and then they're like, "All right, so we we heard that uh, that you're the guy," and it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're the guy." You got a sandwich in there, and you're like, "Oh, devour!" Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, on the on the Team Four Star like uh, podcast that we did uh, the Magfest week, I was like talking about like some of the the, the cool. You know, just some of the the really good like lines that you, that you delivered there that I thought were really cool, and like probably my favorite one is the the sacrifice line that like has it goes high pitch and then low again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like see, like I take a lot of cues from um, because like you know, like you'll always hear in like voiceover interviews, like oh, like I I draw my inspiration from Mel Blanc and I draw my inspiration from like this vintage guy and that and that legendary person and honestly like since i don't like since i'm not like a person who does characters because like this is really all i got 
um, I take a lot of, uh, like my life changed when Halo 2 came out and I was like, who is doing the grave mind? Who is this insane person? And it was D Bradley Baker. So that immediately became, you know, like, cause, cause when you start out in the baby giraffe phase of voiceover, you're just like emulating performances and like, what can I do with my voice? And while everyone else is like, I can do Bugs Bunny and I can do Vegeta, you know, like for me, it's like, I can't do any of those, but I can do this. (laughs) Um, so, you know, like there, like there's definitely some shades of Baker in there where it's, you know, make you sacrifice, fight, fight. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, you know, not, I don't want you to like dance like the puppet, but I appreciate it. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, that's, that's. What was your inspiration behind this line that I clearly want you to just say? No, I, 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 I bring, <laughs> no, I super bring it up because we did talk about it on the Force yeah. Podcast. But what I, what I actually do uh, want to know is like, the Japanese Nikali, um, to some degree, like, uh, what, like what part of it was like trying to make it sound like that as well? See, that's the thing is that like I'm there. There is a definitive wedge between me and the Japanese actor. Like the Japanese actor is, is entirely more consistent. Um, and you know, like he like he produced some sounds that like I couldn't. I just physically had no idea where that man produced those sounds from in his face you, you tried i take it i tried i i genuinely tried and it was it was just white flag like i can't <laughs> like can we come up with something that that is as long but something that i can actually do because mm-hmm. this man is amazing more amazing than me um so like there because you know like there's there's a lot of call and repeat you know like just you know like wild lines that are used to fill just in case and then but for the most part you know like it's it's 500 cues mm-hmm. of just me listening to this actor just like and you know like it like deep down in 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 the core of me I'm just like amazed and I'm just going like all right and go and when the when the footage came out from Pax uh the first time that I heard myself um I had heard uh you know, like it, like it was all this stuff that I remember doing, but then there were things that, like, I don't know, like maybe I entered a fugue state because, <laughs> cause, you know, like four, like four hour sessions. Like I recorded Nikali for eleven hours, mm-hmm. so You're bound to forget some of it. Wow! And when uh, when the critical art in V Trigger pops, I was like, did I make that noise? <laughs> right when he does the uh, the. Um... the- yeah, exactly. Like, oh, exactly. Like, I don't remember making that noise. Oh god, I I I love it how like because I used to play Blanca and like it's just like well you know blank there's no Blanca in Street Fighter Five. What are you gonna do? You're fucked. And it's like nah, dude. I got there's another Beast Man and he's right there and it's perfect. Like I can make that work even if the fighting style is totally different. I'm I'm so on board with like characters that are just like I'm I'm here to be a warrior to fight because this is Street Fighter. One of my attacks is a claw move. Without a claw, it's my claws, though. <laughs> and that's it, yeah. you know? Like, I appreciate the purity. I, I admire its purity. <laughs> As uh, alien, uh, the alien line goes, you know? Like, it's just, I, I like that you have, new- I like when new characters are put into a fighting game that are like, that's what they do, and there's nothing else to it. It's not, it's like less of a gimmick, and just that's their personality. You almost want the character to be a little two-dimensional. Uh, not even that, 
more just like you want it to be believable that 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 is their three dimensionalness, and that's why that is there. all their life. And, you, and the, the reason why the camera is showing you why this this fighter and what they're up to in their life is because that's how much that's how important it is. You know, mm. it's not like someone who on their off time is like doing like a million other things or is you know what I mean. Like like Karen can easily be like someone who's just like yeah she's. Like a million other, she she has a million other things to do in life and whatnot. But when you play her story mode, and, like, and even before that, in like Sakura Ganbaru and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, no, she's rich and she comes from a rich background and the Ken, the, the Kenzuki's. But she wants to fight she all is the time. Crazy obsessed with fighting. Mm-hmm. Like no one else is anywhere near that. And then she has yeah, the resources. That, like, and I, like I love how that's addressed by Birdie. Yeah. In Laura's story. Yeah. That was that was just like one of the most fun lines to write, just because like having having barely the any sense of like what Karin's gonna be like now at like at this point in time. It's just like like in writing through all of that, it's just going like, Oh no, yeah, she's she's dumb on Kashu crazy. <laughs> like it like like whites of her eyes mad, f- f- doing nothing but fighting. And you're like, Okay, yeah. that's why we follow Karen and she's a character in this, you know? That that's the kind of the, that's what I like to see in like when a Street Fighter or, or any fighting game character gets introduced in something. Yeah, there were, there was a there was a definitive want to make sure that like all the characterization was like what that these people live and breathe in between all the shots that you see them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that like there there is a life that is lived and like on like and you know like because my favorite story like other than Cammy my favorite story is Ken because like I, I told you this at Magfest well like because Ken's story is about Ken mm-hmm. it's about Eliza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's amazing to me you know like that that you you get the snapshot of their life together where it's like this this woman married this big kid second richest dude in the world you know and just deals with it and and just deals with the fact that he's never going to grow up that he's obsessed with beating his best friend and somehow the business doesn't you know go up in flames despite this. right 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 <laughs> But um, like, because because I, I I think about things like that all the time. Like, because as I was writing, and I was just you know like postulating to myself, like, well, you know, like Ryu travels, but how does he travel? And I just keep thinking about like, well, maybe Ken just like occasionally sends him like little care packages. <laughs> like in all, like honest, Ryu's just a leech. I, I always <laughs> assume... he's just a cowardly leech who refuses hands from Sagat and takes Ken's money and I, lives I, off I, it. I had always assumed that <laughs> he's Ken an just FOK pays for friend him. of Ken. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, I, I you can buy that Ryu walks from like China all the way to like you know London on foot. But he's not getting to America with his shoe with his feet. Mm. Yeah, so like I, I just kind of like in my head just had that like imaginary fan fiction moment of like I think that Ken just like sends Ryu little care packages, you know, like completely unsolicited. It's not like Ryu's like asking for no, money. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just that Ken knows that Ryu would never ask, so it's just like like I know that Ryu's going to be here next, so I'm just going to make sure that there's you know like this waiting here, for him. Ryu, here's your forty thousand dollar check. <laughs> Now see you, see you next week when I try to beat your shit in again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and and as as uh, something else I wanted to touch on was like as, as brief as the, the the story mode is here, the like I guess kind of like almost like a primer for uh, the the big plot. It's the uh, lead up to the story story really, mode yeah. that's going to come. Um, I re- I super enjoyed the amount of like background characters that are like people. <laughs> and are treated like yeah. people and have names like Rashid's and, butler whose name I whose name and, escapes me right now and and uh um um god what uh, uh what was his name Rashid's butler no you're thinking of the kid right no 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 I'm thinking of yeah no Rashid's handler 
Azam. Azam, yeah. yeah. Well, and then uh, and then when what's his face is watching Azam in Karin's story. Yeah, when uh, like Shibasaki. Shibasaki, yeah. And he's got and he's on the the, the muscle the the magazine as well. Yeah, like he's one yeah. of the guys that's involved with like Zangief too. Yeah, like like Azam, brand new character has a full life already yeah, plotted. Yeah, out. like 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 branches. He has a he has a, a relationship chart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I like I like how that just happened. Like like almost like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like and one, I, one thing too I saw was uh, when Rashid's going over his social media on his phone. I don't I don't know if it's if it's, if it's can confirmed or not but one of the people he's talking to is maya oh yeah and that and maya is the name of um crimson viper's daughter yeah so i don't know if that's actually a Maybe. link or not you know but like just lots of little things like that where i'm like okay yeah there's actual like they're they're reaching out they're grabbing that one character that we really all wanted and um um ed yeah ed. right mm-hmm. the child that balrog found at the end of four and it's just like oh man please bring him in and please make him as scummy as possible and lo and behold yeah. he's a scumbag yeah like it was it was like because ed bosco's performance as ed is just awesome because <laughs> you know like i'm just writing like petulance and just like be, like just him being a jerk to charlie and it's like oh i hope this comes out that, right like <laughs> i remember we were talking about this Bef- like pre any Street Fighter Five media, mm-hmm. where it, it you, you couldn't tell if it was a little girl or a little boy. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and Wooly talking about how like, oh man, a female like dirtbag boxer would be so cool. <laughs> and then we see Ed, and we're like, yeah, good enough, that's yeah. it, bingo. Because no, it's like, what would a child raised by fucking Rog? What would that like? turn out like? Yeah, you know? yeah. Just, I need my fight money. That's what it would turn out right? like. Yeah, need it. And like, and I got like, and we already discussed like, oh man, and he'd have like turnaround punches, but he'd do like two of them instead because he has psycho power. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a whole thing, but I'm like, I'm like, yes, that's please revisit that thread, and we already see it there. So, uh, 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 yeah, I I I hope there's more. I super stoked for the idea that there might be. Yeah, the the spider web is is going outwards. Like it, it's interesting to see. Like it was interesting to see at the time at writing. Just like. I remember this and I remember this like this happened in four and it's like oh man like they're going they're going full tilt with this mm-hmm. you know um, I know I, you know it doesn't even need to be said but obviously a lot of people are like highly critical of how long the stories are but even just the lengths of the stories in Street Fighter 5 like without the story mode itself which which has yet to release are still longer than like the story you get in almost any other Street Fighter game. Previous entries doing just arcade mode, uh, yeah, three like, screen endings. Yeah. I, I want to say like 80% of other Street Fighter games yeah. don't have this much story, yeah. even with their Alpha full... Alpha 3 went Alpha 3 is really nuts. Intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah Al- Alpha 3 was like a lot of text wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, you know, that that definitely deserves like the, the, the top spot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously like 4 had the, had the, the, the prologues and the epilogues for every character as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's, it's there's like a, there's like a pretty more. solid density of it already, mm-hmm. without even like all the content being out. So yeah, and there there are people who are genuinely like, and this is my favorite story out of five. You know, like they're like people are genuinely paying attention, and they're they're you know yeah. like some like some people are are even affected by the stories. Like they're, I remember first day I I'd read um just some YouTube comments about like some of the story modes, and someone had had this thorough appreciation for for the long time arc of Cammy. Yeah. 
And I just went, that is the coolest freaking thing, man. No, definitely, because now she's, like, totally free and just fighting against Bison. And, and protecting... And, like, actively uh, Ju- protecting Julie. dolls. Yeah. Junie. 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 Julie is... Uh, Julie Julia. has the brown hair. Yes, yes. They Julie. can't put Julie in because it'll overlap with Jury's name in Japan. Oh, no, that's true. But also, T-Hawk is protecting her now, so... Yeah. Isn't she just sitting at, like, some lady's house just sitting by a window T-Hawk Condor spired her away. Or am I getting that confused with somebody <laughs> no, else? No, T-Hawk did, yeah. There's so many dolls. Um, and the, yeah, but uh, that, they, that's true. Like, like Cammy has totally like has this, has this whole arc that yeah. goes down there. Um, I, and I like you can go back a couple episodes and hear me just really unhappy with Fang as a concept when he was first released, and now I'm way on board. Oh wow! See, I Look was at that. see, I hadn't even seen him, but I had only heard about because I didn't get the audition for him. Mm. So I had only heard like loosely about like what he looked like, and I heard that he was kind of you know like goofy looking, and I said, well, just because he's goofy looking doesn't mean that he can't be dangerous, yeah. you know. So like every like every one of his lines where he's interacting with someone is in, is entirely built around it's like let's make him a person that makes that just kind of makes you double take at how serious he is well, he, he feels like he's the most dangerous character in the cast and well, he loves murder like, personality wise well, like bison's stronger well, they ex- but they explain already like yeah. how like he, the chances of even becoming like fang is like you go through a whole process of like death survival games of, like, oh, i just of, like, mean like his, his and, and, like and, his mo feels dangerous oh, okay, okay. like mm. like bison's stronger mm-hmm. but his mo feels way more dangerous than what bison's doing also so. the alt costume I'm excited to see really helps his alt costume is yeah, very cool really and I, I like his default yeah. but his alt costume and, and, and really in my good. mind i get to i get to say that like until it gets revealed later there's like sagat could probably beat him but mm. then fang would murder him later at dinner or something <laughs> Like yeah, because that that just seems like the guy that he is, right? Like he'll he'll take the hit mm-hmm. and he'll you know he'll crawl away Wiley style. Yeah, but then you know like in the dark moments, like when when Sagat's just like going to bed in the in the three yeah. hours a night he sleeps because mm-hmm. <laughs> Sagat was like never a true believer in the whole like Shadowloo thing, was no, he? No, he was just really. like I'm using this for my gain and, and I have revenge and I happen to be the strongest dude around that isn't magically powered. And the end of four shows Sagat being tooped a yeah. super nice guy, whereas yeah. you know Fang. Well, is, he tried to help Ryu. Yeah, yeah. Fang is a total true believer who's way down with murdering everybody for funsies. Fang has a very tiger uppercutable face. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the way I feel. I want it. that to be the rivalry when Sagat comes back in three or four years. Like, I don't want it to oh, be like, be killer. took my spot, oh, but I want it to be like, hey, you're shit because I was We're morally spot. opposed. Yeah. Let's do it. And then he poisons his food and Sagat has to fight him with poison for like, like gut rot. Um... And so, and, and uh, I guess uh, one one uh, last thing I wanted to touch on uh, as well, Mark, was like working with Capcom. Like you are now one of the people that you know, like Combo Fiend and and Haunts and some of the other guys are like the fans are people that are fans are now involved officially. Inmates running the asylum. Yeah, and like that is just the greatest thing for Street Fighter. I'm so happy that that's where the franchise is going. And like, uh, yeah, I I just like is that. Something that you kind of, I don't know, like recognize as well amongst other people that you worked with that were in, on the staff, or is that just me like reading too far? Well, see, into I it? worked, I worked separately from everyone because really, what it is is that like I work, like I worked for New Gen Pictures, working for Capcom, like contract. So work. like I, 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like exactly that. Yeah. And like I, I only got to meet like two people from Capcom, one from Capcom Japan and one from San Fran. Um, and really like the sequence of events was, was that, you know, like Bill Rogers was the guy who they originally got. And then he was like, well, my friend Mark is a really big street fighter guy. Like he knows, he knows the story up and down. Um, can I like, can I use him as a resource? And he got approval for that. So it just happened to be that, you know, like it's, it's not just about me being res- a resource or an asset or resourceful. It's like, I'm also a writer. So this, this all kind of perfectly works out. And, you know, like did it immediately dawn on me that it's like, I'm here, I'm inside, you know, like I'm through the freaking looking glass. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. like, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm absolutely, I was absolutely immediately aware of that. And, you know, like the thing is, is that, you know, like acting is 1% of what I do and the other 99% of the time I'm doing like all the other things that I do, which is up to and including an anime review show. Mm-hmm. So there, there was that little part of me that's like, if you know, like, like we sit around and we critique anime and how it's written and how, how it's directed all day. And like, and if I, and if I make the same mistakes, can I not work on that show anymore with impunity? Um, <coughs> so I, uh, like I, it, it was it was like being giving the keys to a Lambo and they're like just bring it back with gas, mm-hmm. right, and, right, right. You know, right. and you're just, like immediately you're just you're, you're skeptical. You're like really, just bring it back with gas. Uh, I can drive it how and I all, want. And also, like want. underneath that is the implication: like don't trash it. <laughs> like don't like yeah like yeah the the mm-hmm. unspoken rule is like don't don't trash mm-hmm. it. Don't write your own fucking shitty jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, like treat like treat it with respect. And I did because you know, like I I come from. I come from anime fandom. I come from comic book fandom. I come from video game fandom. Like I, I came, I came up. I grew up in all mm-hmm. of this. Um, I've seen it done well, and I've seen it done poorly. I've seen it done poorly, but it's so endearing that you don't care. So, uh, for me, it was you know like in this whole sense of inmates running the asylum thing. It's like, yeah, and you know what? Like I'm like I'm not like I'm not writing this for any sense of like my own personal victory. Like I'm writing it for for that guy that's like me for that, you know, for that kid that's going to pick up street fighter for the first mm-hmm. time. And it's like, like, here's something for you to see, to sink your teeth into at any age, mm-hmm. you know, like something that you're going to carry around, like something that's quotable, you know, like when Fang says, allow me to teach you the hierarchy and your place in it, you know, like if, if Fang's going to be here, Fong's going to be here. It's, it's going to be with a big splash, you know? Yeah. No, like, thank you for not injecting the dankest memes into the script. <laughs> <laughs> Because not every yeah. other person that works on scripts can resist that urge, apparently. But they would have been so dank. <laughs> uh, they would have been so appreciated t- by, by kids for like a, a, like and, a like, and like Capcom is a not company that has like done that explicitly, like with the Ace Attorney uh, localizations. That, that yeah, I mean, every project's different, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, like... It you you always have to be mindful of who it is that you're that you're selling this to. Like who is your viewing audience? Naturally. Because mm-hmm. um, the thing is, is that like your audience and what they recognize and what they and and what they are going to recognize as, as something that they already know or something that's relatable is extremely important. Like you can't really get people on side for something that they don't you know quite understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like in anime, it's always you know like sight gags. And sight gags are always funny because it's a person falling down or a person getting hit. But, you know, what about all the dialogue in between? So it's important to, like, like you look at, um, 
look at some of the jokes that have been written, you know, like because you know, like I, like I've had conversations about, you know, like align what maintains the integrity of what's trying to be said while being completely different from what originally got said. And that should be the method. That should always be the method. And this method is always uh, supposed to be in service to the audience who otherwise, you know, like if they're not, you know, super Japanese initiated in terms of culture, because like a lot of the jokes are, are culturally mm-hmm. derived. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you if know, you say so. something too foreign, you run the risk that uh, the the reader or listener think like just gets stuck thinking about it too much and it spoils the it, experience. Absolutely. The difference between transliterating and translating. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like like ah, oh, just throw in the articles and the particles and make them fit. Bah, yeah. You know, like yeah, none no, of that. like like a good a good localization should elevate the source material. Yeah, while still, you know, like if you have two people, like one who watched the sub and one watched dub, they should be able to have like be able to tell the exact same story. Mm-hmm. Like even though the even though the dialogue is different. Like the story should still be the same between the two in terms of hitting yeah. all the ten. All all of the the core beats for sure. Yeah. I yeah. feel like uh, one of the best slash worst examples is uh, the old boy dub for not not the not the Spike Lee old boy but the original. Um, I, I something I didn't know I when I was telling people go watch old boy it's amazing and loaning them my DVD uh, and they don't naturally oh no they, they don't went naturally to the dub. switch yeah. it over to the sub to, to, they listen to it in dubbed English and the dubbed English. Like, just based on the way the language is used and how it's delivered, it gives away the entire plot well before anything happens. Ouch. See, the thing is, I never got the Tartan Asia version of Old Boy. I had the original import version, so I didn't even know that... I didn't know that the Tartan version had a dub. It, it does, and it's not good, you know? And it just spoils the whole thing. So, when I get handed back the DVD, like, this is garbage. Why'd you recommend it? <laughs> and I was like, what? What happened? You know, and then only no. See what you oh. hand him is you hand him the MTV cut of Volcano High. That's what you do. <laughs> what is that exactly? That is a bunch of rappers oh. dubbing over. Oh my god! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vol- what? What is? What is essentially like this weird Yu Yu Hakusho bleach hybrid Korean fight film, which okay. is amazing all by itself, but more amazing because Little John plays uh, plays the the anti hero antagonist wow. in it, Zhang Yang. That sounds like and that could be really like, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. They, <laughs> they just they scrapped the entire soundtrack and voices, redubbed it, and put hip hop in it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it was it's a, it was a whole. Yeah. Thing. That's a hell of a makeover. That. Cool. Uh, well, Mark, you know, pleasure, man. You know, uh, uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, like as much as we want to like be like, what's coming out? What's happening? What's going to happen? Like. No, just we're not going to bother. No, just who's in season two for real? Just, yeah, just break your NDA and never work in the industry again, and blow it all up right here on the podcast. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get the news. Yeah, so. and that's worth it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> no, I, I, I can just drop out of voiceover now. You know, I've, I've had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting old. You're, you know, about time to retire. Yeah, you got to you know, those Start yeah, family. That's it. Those sticks need attention. You know. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll just go back to where I came from. That's all. <laughs> right on, man, dude. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun, guys. I'd love to do it again sometime. All right, man. I hope to run into you like somewhere else down the line, if not uh, Magfest from this time. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to be at uh, Anime Fan Fest New Jersey in May. I'm going to be at Anime Next in June. I'm at Anime Next every year. 
um, as far as like upcoming cons. And those are my only two for the year. So, and uh, where can people like check you out online or like find your stuff? Nowhere. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me alone. That works too, uh, I guess. I mean. <laughs> Um, like if you ever want to see my writing work, it's on bendthesage.com. Um, me working on anime abandoned. Otherwise you can find me on Twitter at TH3 engineer, but there's no website. There's no, there's no like markswint.com or anything like that. Just cause like, I just don't really feel like I need one right now. Okay. Right on. Uh, cool. Well, with that, we will transition into the rest and, uh, say goodbye to Mark. Uh, thank you kindly, Mark, for coming on the podcast. Very appreciate it. Yeah. So, who wants a big long podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we we're just we we're just talking about that was two hours, that's, right? Yeah, about two hours. So this begins part two. We did the the Final Fantasy Power Hour, then we did the <laughs> Devour Hour. Yeah. And now it's time to roll into the Act, Act two. There's news this week for Act real. Two piece. Yeah. Can we just start out though laughing? No. Can we just start out laughing extensively <laughs> at a couple things? Because you can't get mad anymore at nope. the idea that nope. Shadow Moses is shut down. And no, that, that that's we're not I, like that's you all, can't get mad. I, I saw that on the docket. You can and I'm only, like, how is that even on the docket? That's a one sentence like teardown of like these yeah. guys are idiots. Like, so what happened? Tell me the first the first part of this saga. There, well, there's only one reason to bring it up because mm, okay. Like we've yeah. we've we've promoted the campaign of shut up and release it when it's done, or else till we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone knows our mo by now, and and when the news comes out that oh look hey look it's shut down blah, 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 wow right it's like yeah well we move on life goes on who cares because they're dumb for letting us know about it in the first place. This one has a special wrinkle though the fact that on the Facebook the person the people in charge or whatever were getting really really angry at everyone telling them hey guys you probably shouldn't have told us about this mm-hmm. project nope uh, and there's speculation from some that maybe. The reasons why the guy replied, oh, you people don't know what you're talking about, is because mm-hmm. there might secretly be a team that was working on this officially for Konami. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? Back when this was originally announced, people said the same thing that we always say. I'm glad to see that other people are aware of this. this yeah, it's starting to get, it. get around. They st- we're, we're I'm it, starting to see it show up out. in general. And it's not just us. Other people had yeah. to have noticed. Yeah, yeah. But it's a general feeling, right? Of like, guys, idiots. So they were told this day one that this got announced however months ago. And they had a, they put, they put a big post up saying, hey, uh, Konami owns the Metal Gear Solid IP and we're aware of that. And uh, instead of spending years working on something only to get it shut down, we've decided to come forward, announce it, and uh, we are going to attempt to contact Konami in order to reach a solution. And yep. then, they, then they said, they announced, we're in talks. We're in talks with Konami. Yep. yep. And everyone went, yeah, good luck with that <laughs> shit, and forgot about it. And this is what we have now. Which is... Those talks were talks between lawyers. And the talks went poor. What? Because the t- one person has all the power, and the other person is just like, no, come on, though. Because the fan <laughs> the fan remake is something that, like, if it's not on their agenda, on their timeline, for what they want to do with the franchise, yeah. like... They don't need it. They don't need it, and they, will, they don't want it. With the one exception being Capcom. And uh, Black Mesa. And Black Ma- and, and Valve yeah. of Black Mesa, where they see it, and they go, sure, oh, that could work for us. Yeah. 
polish it up. We're not making games anyway. You know, but uh, um, uh, uh, Capcom got to put a little, uh, nice little mini game in their release calendar to pad things out. Yep. And uh, Valve is selling Black Mesa and makes money off of it. Yep. So win win, right? And yeah, and, and definitely win win. And definitely the dream for the the fan uh studio it's is official endorsement. to go official yeah, yeah to get endorsed and then and, and, and like it brought into the family and, and you're never going to get an official endorsement by just kicking it out into the wild no but no. that's going to get it out there oh wow yeah. you know yeah. so it's like yeah i just i don't know i don't i don't know what else to say so here's anymore. here's it's hard, what, it's hard to have sympathy here here's what i here's what i think because we don't want to tell other people <laughs> that like our fans that are talented of things like you know Slave at something and then, well, no, I don't know. We're not going to shut you down. It's just, if you have it, here's what it is. If you're passionate enough and you have it inside of you to want to remake a giant game in its entirety Mm -hmm. with a team of your friends and you like, and do it like you're building a boat in your basement. And exactly. And you have the ability to do so and you're not just coming out to get other people to join the staff. Mm hmm. If you're just coming out to let people know it, it's, it's out or mm-hmm. you're doing swallow it. Swallow your pride. Fucking mm-hmm. swallow that pride. Yep. That's it. Totally. And, and like, especially when it's a title that can still be purchased and played. Especially MGS when... MGS1 is still available for sale on PSN. It's, yeah. Especially yeah, when yeah, it's owned by a company that hates you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like... Definitely for something like, I don't know, like, uh, like Mother 3. A yeah. title that is just not on sale any... I'm not sure if it's on sale in Japan on the Wii U, but I don't think it is. Doubtful. But, like, you know, that kind of title I could have some sympathy for. But you, they're selling the title, so you got to be extra double careful. They really don't... They, uh, this remake's going to cut into our profits of the digital sales of MGS1 it, on the PSN. Because guess what? It legitimately could. Yeah, could. It legit could. So, yep. yeah. So here's what I think. I think Bleemcast did it right. I think they were trying to make a fucking Unreal Engine 4... Complete head-to-toe remake of a large game and didn't have the resources, the time, or the people. And having already announced it, knew they were fucked and just canceled it and said that they got, uh, like, a, a desist. Possible. Who knows? All I know is it's gone. Because, like, the, the amount of people you would need to do that game to that quality and that fidelity is, like, a real development team. Yeah. Not three guys. No. Yeah. Not no. five people. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. Like you know, maybe maybe there are people that are working on crazy big fan remakes. And if things. that's the mm-hmm. case, if if you were right, Wooly, and it's all just a ploy, and there's a secret team working on it, great, awesome, that's sick. Ten years from now, we're gonna get really hype. Yep. <laughs> and then we're gonna play it and be like, oh, it's not very good. Oh well. Which is the usual way. That Why the- is there Euro Jank in Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Capcom just lets <laughs> Euro Jank. Oh, you're not familiar with Euro Jank. Define Euro Jank. Willie, have me. you ever played any of the Stalker games? Uh, no. You like- ever played the first Witcher? You ever played the first Witcher? I've seen it played. Have you ever played? Yeah, uh, anything by the Farm Fifty. You ever played Two Worlds or Two Worlds Two? You ever played Gothic Metro? Metro. You ever played Metro? Metro. Metro. Okay, Metro, Metro One. I played Metro. Metro 2033. Not last Met- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I tested that shit. That. You, you know, know how it all just feels like it's trying to be AAA, but yes. it falls short at and, every... And, yes. and, and you're just like... Okay. Euro yes. And then that so, Enki Bilal game. Yeah. And yes. Two Worlds Euro 2. So, yeah. So it, oh, wow. That's see, true. See, uh, what's that fucking pirate game uh, that you guys play? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that pirate game that oh, Matt and Pat so played. Guns of Icarus? See, you, you, no, 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 that, no. That Matt and Pat played. It's uh, wait, wait, the, the, the thing James wanted us to play. Yeah, the shanty thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, Wooly, everybody's known this for a while. I'm kind of shocked that you didn't get to it, but I guess you have better taste and that is <laughs> that just like you could always tell that a game was from japan or from england mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, Europe, western europe mm-hmm. or 
the states or yeah. Canada. Like I'm going to count North America as one big bubble. Or China recently. Yeah. You can always tell that you're playing a Chinese game. You can totally tell if you're playing a game from Eastern Europe. Yeah. It is so... Eastern Europe, yeah. It is so... Very uh, transparent. It is so obvious from the instant that you touch it and you look at it, it's like, oh, man. This is a whole different the, branch. There's yeah. a couple yeah. of... Uh, there's a couple people who fight it. Like, I think Napnock is from Europe, and those guys have, like, good good shit that doesn't yeah. feel Eurojank, but, like, it, was, it has a... There's a word. Cause, cause there's a word say, to yeah. define you're not, you're it. Because so, like, like, you're not counting, like, IO or, like, Codemasters. Uh, oh. Yes, IO for the first Hitman game. Yes, I absolutely for, has for Hitman tons of Eurojank. You're totally right. You're yeah. totally right. Not anymore. You ever play Hitman One? Yeah, it's yeah. jank, isn't mm. it? It's Euro jank. But it was <laughs> old, so I didn't know. Yeah, no, that no longer. Yeah, because you thought but... it was just like, oh, this is kind of clunky, but you didn't know it was because it was from from yeah. the east. Totally. Yeah, totally. Euro jank. Euro like like jank. the the bad grin games, like yeah. have Euro jank in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, loves to, the grid like games. to an extent, even Bionic Commando has no, some no, of no, that Euro Wanted and, ter- and Terminator. Yeah, yeah totally. Hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. Oh wow, it's sick. And, and like this is fascinating. And like this with, is like making and like a concept. Witcher Three is like, an astounding, fantastic game. Just burst like the blood is bursting out of its eyes with Eurojank. Yeah. Like it can't contain the way all Gerald of its... controls. The, like, the way you used to control. The way anyway. you used to control, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the way the way the the way some of the menus work, the way that people talk to each other in cutscenes, the way things are framed by direction. It's 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 super, super it's awesome. I forgot the name of that shitty company that made Jumper, but like they're not European, but it, it Mastiff? Made... No, no, no. No, it was Mastiff. Yeah. yeah. But they have they they suffer from that as well, even though they're not. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. And I, I am very excited to see what South America jank like seems like because Brazil's going to be making some games in the next decade. Jogo jank. Jogo is, jank. Oh yeah. Is uh is Rebellion from the states? Rebellion is. They make like Sniper Elite and stuff. I can't. I remember. believe I think they're from Rebellion the states, is from England. Are they? Okay. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. All right. Well, but we can... uh, I will check that out as Wooly segues into our next topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about uh, the, the Eurojank of the first Hitman game. A smooth segue um, is always if unnoticeable. You want, if you want to go back to Hitman and enjoy, uh, if you're a fan of it and you want to enjoy some of the good kills over the years, I, I suggest checking out the Hitman Legacy trailer that just came out for the new Hitman game. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not you are on board with the direction, uh, the episodic direction Hitman is going in, uh, I really enjoyed that legacy trailer. The dude, the contents as, there. Like... As a, as a fan of like the, the, those games, I think like it's really cool seeing some mm-hmm. of the best ones in cl- up to the fucking blood yeah. money one mm-hmm. on the. I- on the the, the veranda, Ugh, I played a li- I played a little bit of the beta this weekend because it was open for uh, PS Plus users. It's good. Mm. It's a good game. So and it's, like it's, it, it's going to be a mission a month, basically starting like starting yeah. this. For month. How many months? For f- I don't know actually. I didn't buy they, it. They listed out three months, and then after uh, May, it's just like there's going to be more shit. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, I just wanna I just wanna uh, get our clarification out here. Rebellion. Was invented in 1992 by Jason and Chris Kingsley in Oxford, England. Ah, <laughs> fuck. Ah, United okay. Kingdom. Well, there we go. There you go. Throw Sniper Elite on the pile. Even though it's not Eastern Europe, it might as well be somehow. Might as well be. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
It's a, it's a whole genre you didn't even know about. Yeah. It blows me away. Well, it's not a genre. It's uh, an a classification that or... like just starts linking to parts of my brain. Because you did. Because like, you, you always felt it. You always. Get... You always. I know exactly what it is now. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But for some reason, well, we you, saw the epiphany on your face. You never. You never gave it a name. Yeah, and you yeah. never connected the dots. No. And for me, it's when I played Stalker. When I played Stalker, that shit was unavoidable, inescapable. Mm-hmm. That is the jankiest of Eurojanks. The there there was a game. I don't even know if it fucking came out, but there was a game that I tested that was based on um it was based on an Anki Bilal story, and it was like super duper Euro, <laughs> and like just walking from room to room was like. <laughs> Oh God! Well, you, know? you and I should play The Witcher One for a little bit, <laughs> and you can ju- you could just feel it. Oh. That game's rough. That game's great, but it's rough. <laughs> Have a little button that like points it out on the screen every time it happens. Have a little button that shuts down the game. See how you can't turn around in this room for some reason? That's Eurojank. Mm. Um. So. Uh, I guess we can we, we can start off with something exciting. Is there's been a lot of Dark Souls three news coming in? I'm uh, excited. Um, I'm excited. And uh, the 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 newest piece of news, the newest hottest, was uh, a leak of the DLC plans. Uh, apparently, for the season pass, for the season pass of DL uh, of Dark Souls three, I already uh, bought it. It's dropping <laughs> on my birthday, which is pretty cool. That's um, cool. Yeah, on December fourth, they're having. That is really far after the game's release. It's December fourth. <laughs> Expand your Dark Souls three experience with a season pass. Gain two campaigns uh, and challenge yourself with new maps, uh, enemies, weapons, etc. Etc. But so it's the same thing they've been doing. So FromSoft has shown themselves to be a developer that really gets to like the heart of what we all wanted DLC to be, which is look, guys, we were, we were never going to be able to finish these levels in time for release, and otherwise you would n- just never see them because we'd be working on the sequel. But instead, you get that cut level or whatever, and they just finish making it a year later. Well, the, the, the only thing that strikes me as odd here is the fact that DS3 is supposed to be the ending conclusion to the trilogy, right? No. Is that not what Miyazaki said? Not really. Didn't he specifically say Dark Souls Three is the end of Dark Souls? <sighs> it's, the, it's the end of Dark Souls, but like the, the like labeling it as like I know a, I'm not crazy. Like I remember a, this. no, but la- labeling it as like a trilogy. I, like whatever. A, like I'm a, not going to say the well, but uh, like a planned thing. trilogy or not. The point is, is he said it's, this it's is the, the end. end of it's the, the story. End. Yeah. Well, it's the end of Dark Souls. It's the end yeah. of Dark Souls, right? Yeah. So what? However, that wraps. Uh-huh. It's not really gonna wrap because we know there's gonna be two more campaigns. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but like, uh, like, um, the old hunt. Well, like all of it. It's all just ancillary stuff. You know what I mean? Although, but this game is now showing itself to be the most specific sequel. It is. Sequel. But but what I mean is like what I mean is like Orphan of Kos isn't like the last boss of Bloodborne. No. Like he's not. Like the canon end, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, but uh, I think that distinction is largely whatever. It's there. <laughs> there'll be more things, and some of the things in these DLC areas will be super important if you want to go digging around in in like the lore stuff. I, I mean, like in every game, it's, it's different. I suppose I can't obviously comment on, comment on what I don't know, but I do know that like uh, finding out about the the uh, the Ivory King and such yeah. is important. Yeah, right. Finding out about, um, uh, what's the, the fucking dust, uh, the, the witch, not witch, um, the, the other queen. Uh, the queen that, ser- that, that, um, the fume knight serves. I forget her name. Yeah. Um, finding out about her, not as important. Right. 
but still like, oh, that's one well, of the big players. The, the, the one, the, so on. the better, the better ones to compare it to are, are Bloodborne and Dark Souls One because that actually because the DS2 stuff really felt like these were levels cut from the base game that you just remade, whereas DS1 expansion and the old Hunters really felt like these are additional pieces that probably were concepted at some point, but really add like a big deal to it. Like, so in DS1's, it, it, what you said about like Orphan of Cost is not the final boss of Bloodborne, uh, of Bloodborne. Manus is totally the final boss of Dark Souls 1. It's, uh, you know what? Yeah. Also, seeing Cause's kind of. bloated whale He's body the other final boss. on the yeah. beach. <laughs> like, right? is like so, a plot point. So, you know? the basic thing that I expect from this is that there will be the final boss of Dark Souls 3, which will probably be at least somewhat familiar to me and Liam and Plague and all those people mm-hmm. in some form. Probably won't be a returning character, but it could be could be a returning something. Character. Could be be cool. If I know exactly who I want it to be, but um, Solaire. No, <laughs> though his shit is in the game. No, I know. It. No, it's just like I, like just take the meme and push it as. Hard I want it to as, be as the protagonist of Dark Souls One. Yeah, okay. I want it to mm-hmm. be the chosen undead. I want it to be the Wearing former. The armor. I want it to be red, standing on top of the fucking mountain. Yeah, right pretty much. Uh, and I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but. There will be that final boss, and then at the end of the last DLC, there will be the alternate final boss, who is just as important, but kind of hidden away somewhat. Just like DS1 did it. Where the final boss of the DS1 DLC is just as important as the game's final boss. What if the final boss of the DLC is another dude sitting on the throne of want? Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah. Wrong guy. Unless it's the player character from Dark Souls 2. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I would love... Man... I want to fight former protagonists in everything. At. I want to fight Dante. I want to fight Master Chief. I want to fight, like, whoever. Yeah, yeah. I want to fight Bayonetta, you know? I want to fight Sam in in Vanquish. The rate, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that... And hey, man, you want to talk Dark Souls leaks? That fucking soundtrack leaked out. Don't look at those names of those songs. How spoilery could they be? How many bosses do you think are in the game? Yeah, of course. What do you think their names are? Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I realize. It's a facetious question. Uh, like, there are, there are, like, you know, there's a good amount of bosses, including some returning ones. That's yeah. been, that's been confirmed now. Oh, yeah. cool. No, uh, I Not did. by name, though. Nobody, don't know what they are because somebody, uh, a rep said, there'll be over 15 bosses, not including returning ones. Yeah. And people went, what? And he went, mm. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Plague a little bit about this, but like, yeah, I think we're, like, Liam's staying clean. I'm pretty I like, have ambivalent. already like, seen you're... so yeah. much yeah. of yeah. this game. Yeah. Vati I'm... got really really far i'm in that tempo so i'm i'm not trying to stay clean but i'll take what comes as it comes and i won't go hunting i need it um so i think for the <laughs> sake of people listening yes we're not going to be no no not 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 no 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 absolutely assholes. not absolutely not but the one the one the everything. one thing that i will say about ds1 is that there are retu- uh, ds3 rather there are straight up returning characters from from ds1 just walking around there's Explicit mentions to people that you thought would be dead after a hundred thousand years. Um, they they have what appears to they seem to have like that when they listed weapon counts and stuff like that. They seem to have listed them, assuming that every other weapon that's ever been in the series is also in there. So like nearly every piece of gear Jesus. is in there. 
Like the in that leak from the No, like a million years ago, like the weapon list was like, there's 40 new weapons in addition to all the returning ones. And when people were going through that demo footage, they uh, demo um, the, those demo was, builds a while ago, tripping over weapons. They, the, like yeah. there are like 35 in the first two hours, and they are the they are the best <sighs> move set variant of 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 because th- there's been Demon Souls now, there's been Dark One, Dark Two, and Bloodborne. There's been a lot of these weapons, and some of them have appeared multiple times. There's always been a katana. What is this MVC two philosophy <laughs> of just throw it all in? They're, they're, well, we're at the fifth game, yeah, so it's like there's, it makes sense. Uh, Wooly, let me <laughs> let me point this out to you. There's always been a katana, right? You saw the Chicago, you saw the Black Steel katana. They had Uchi katana. They, there's the Uchi. There's been varying move sets, yeah. you know. They've usually had a, a stab, as there are two, and they, you know, but the the Chikage had that sheath stuff, right? Yep. And there was another uh, weapon in Dark Souls One called the I uh, Aito I I I can never remember what that one's called. And that I know it's yeah, it's a it's the Virgil style. And that thing that thing was a short katana that all of its R two attacks were sheath attacks. Yeah, yeah. So somebody found the Uchi katana in Dark Souls Three in early early in the game, like. As a direct result of like people in Dark Souls two and Bloodborne going, where's my katana? I want my fucking katana. Yeah. And it has all of the Dark Souls one katana moves, in addition to its power stance moves being all of the Ito's fucking sheath Chikage attacks. Mm. Uh, every variant of every weapon I saw, like the 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 halberd in the game is the Dark Souls one halberd, not the Dark Souls two halberd. Like it seems to be like a greatest hits of every element yeah, and every spell and every fucking MVC too. Yeah, just totally. Throw it in. Yeah, um, it's and you get that full red eye orb real early. Now I know for you, like you obviously like. You, I'm gonna invade some people. Sure. Um, this like you don't care about waiting for like the 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 fucking plot. Of of what what's gonna happen in this game? Or what do you mean? Like you want it all as much as possible. Well, I was watching Dark's. If- I was watching Dark Souls one streams before that game came out in the West, right? And it took me a year to understand the plot. Okay, <laughs> like it took somebody telling me what the plot was what's, until I understood. What, the plot. what feeling do you get when you're doing it for yourself, and then you just encounter the same thing? So I was you, actually talking to Play and, and Spy and uh, uh, Dropout Dragon and Nick and all those guys in that in that Souls Discord. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I realized it, and it's like Dark Souls One broke spoiler culture for me. Because it's, I feel for these games like it's like spoiling Castlevania One. Like, oh look, you fight death at the end of the game. I don't care. I want to fight him. Okay. I want to fucking fight him. I want to crawl through this area. And no matter how many times I see the high wall of Lothric in that preview test footage, I still don't have that layout in my fucking head. It's so confusing. Well, you know, uh, I, I will say that like for for Dark Souls, that's that's just how I'm approaching it. But um, meanwhile. Hey, it's, it's preview footage. It's all good. I will look up as much preview footage as possible for Neo, which <laughs> yep. is the same yep, shit. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they they just released six minutes of the 2015 walkthrough that was hit behind closed doors mm-hmm. uh, from TGS. Mm-hmm. And you can take a look at like just what normal gameplay pacing looks like. They are not even pretending that this is them not trying to do Dark Souls. This is this is like Tokiden was to Monster Hunter. It is yes. so This is like blatant. Capcom's Sengoku Basara was to Dynasty it's, Warriors. It's, it's so unbelievably over the top mm. blatant that it's like we're doing There's bloodstains. There's bloodstains. We're on doing the we're doing our ninja we're doing Ninja Theory's take Good. on Souls. Good. There's there's room for this yes, genre. Absolutely. Looks fun. 
You know, you, they pull up a menu and they scroll through it, and the noises that the cursor <laughs> makes ching 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 are the ching, same ching. fucking style. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. they level up armor, and oh god, yeah. like it's just not trying to. to but that's different. fine. That's what I, I am so happy it with Tecmo Koei and like the direction they're going in because all their shit looks super good. Maybe not the most original, yeah. but really good. No, but that, th- it's a weird feeling of like, this is an, a blatant clone, but the quality is there. Yeah. Is a very weird feeling that I'm not used to. Yeah, it's the feeling you felt when you played King of Fighters. For the first time. And you were like, this is a fucking, oh, no, look, Terry did a power dunk. Sure. <laughs> like, it's it's that. Mm-hmm. There's room. Yeah. There's room for Street Fighter and King of and, Fighters. And if they can evolve a, a hypothetical Neo 2 in the way that Tokiden 2 seems to be evolving off the first game, totally. they can totally make it their own as hey, well. Hey, you know, it took a decade, but Capcom is finally changing parts of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Because of competition. Because of competition. Mm. So... Man, if, dude, if there weren't other hunting games... They would never change they would that never PS2 change shit. Yeah. Never. They would never change the control. And, so, and you can still see the touches, too, that yeah. they're putting Ninja Theory's putting in. Uh, Ninja Theory, God. Yeah, you fucked that up twice yeah. now. Team Ninja yeah. is putting in because... Uh, you, they're, they're stylish combo endings mm. and then dramatic camera cuts. Oh, they're cool, like, Sumie effects and stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that Okami really nice. filter that, that the bosses and you know what? have where the mm-hmm. smoke shows up and you and, see like, tech the manga... Yeah, and Tecmo's telltale, like, semi-historical fantasy yeah. uh, trappings. Yeah, Like, yeah. hey, guess yeah. what? Dark Souls has, you know, Wooly, your complaint about Dark Souls always being, like, a, a, a Western fantasy, and that originally boring you before you saw more of it, right? Yes. It's like, four of those now. Dark Souls 3, I'm still on board for that art style. I think it's great. You know what I could do for? I could do for some, like, high Eastern fantasy. That's I could, what you're going to get. I could do with some techno future shit which they've said is totally the game coming after i can't believe it oh man oh explicitly said that the next from software souls like game is going to be in the future oh my god oh oh but neo looks fucking awesome yes i'm sorry i'm getting all excited that's okay dark souls no No, looks super good um i'm really excited to see uh some of the environments in presumably more rural areas yeah. with like Japanese like cities and, and towns of the period. I, I feel like I'm caught in this. And perfect, their castles in particular. I feel like I'm caught in this perfect place for Neo because at the same time it's like it's like Souls, but like to me and Matt also mentioned it. It's like it almost looks more like Onimusha. Well, that's the thing. Is <laughs> it looks a lot like when he and walks uh, through visually. an area that's like that's Hemwick, and, and then he turns a corner, and then it's like that's Onimusha world. And I, l- yeah. I miss those games. Those games are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, continuing our our, our Eastern uh, trends, we've also got the confirmation that hey, Way of the Samurai Three is popping up on Steam. Weird. This okay. <laughs> this was the shittiest fucking announcement in the world. Uh, so it's Rising Star Games, right? Uh, a European company, I believe. Um, they usually localize a lot of games, and they were teasing for a little while. We have a highly anticipated action game that we're bringing to Steam. Something that lots of people are asking for. And boy, is that a little misleading when well, the result I, I, is Way of the Samurai well, 3. Well, yeah, I should point out the Way of the Samurai 4 is better and is on Steam also. But Way of the Samurai 3 is coming to Steam. It's coming to Steam. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, no, like, Weird. Like, Weird. like, like, good, good. But, like, the, the lead up to this was, like, 
pretty overstated. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It wasn't Language. exactly. Yeah. Hey, this dude. There were people going nuts. I, and I'm not <sighs> saying they were right to go nuts. They were stupid. But people saying like, yeah, it's gonna be Vanquish. It's like, no, fuck off. You're an idiot. But why would someone other than Sega? Yeah, exactly. That? A highly anticipated um, thing can be anything. <laughs> <laughs> someone. Well, now now that we it. have this precedent, yes, it could be anything. Yeah. Not that this precedent hasn't already been set of like teasing something and then announcing fucking Fable Legends, but hey. Speaking of Fable Legends. Speaking of Fable Legends. Goodbye to Lion That was Studios. a good segue, Liam. I try. Goodbye to Press A good segue is imperceptible. So I'm. And I'm elevates the Microsoft podcast. Microsoft is closing Lionhead and, and Press Play and uh, also. Oh god, what was the word? They were sunsetting. Oh fuck off! Project Knoxville. Project Knoxville and Fable Legends. Can I canceled. can I point out how disgusting I find the use of the term sunsetting in corporate environments? Because sunsetting is what you say about Alzheimer's patients as they start to to come apart at the seams as the day goes on. Well, sun, sunsetting is accepted terminology for when a product reaches its end. Like for example, um, uh. uh I don't know. When the PS2 was uh, was going down, they they were referring to it as they're sunsetting the product it line. It just irks me. But but it is accepted industry I terminology. Know. That's fair no, that it irks I, you. It, the, but, the, yeah. the double ver- variant of that irks me sure. greatly. Yeah, sure. It, um, it feels, it's a weird And word. also, on its own right. merits, it's also disingenuous and shitty and corporate as fuck to say. Say you're closing it down, fuckers. Say you're quitting it. Soft language feels better. Oh, eat shit. So, um... Now, <laughs> I'm re- I'm torn on the story. I'm really torn. Well, on it. it obviously sucks when a studio gets shut down. Because I'm sure a lot of talented people um, work there that were very nice. Yeah, of course. And, and and were nice to their mom. Well, and as usual, like hope everyone lands on their feet. But but the, the first, reality the first is, thing that I said to Liam when I came in is like that's what happens when you make bad games for eight years. Yeah. Um, like so. So I, I guess let's start with well, let's let's start with press play. Let's just get yeah, that. Yeah, okay, fine. Let's start fine, with press fine, play. Fine, all right, fine. Let's so start with I press think, play. I've I think, never heard of them. Before I think a today. lot of people don't know who press play is. They made uh, Max and the Magic Marker, or whatever the fuck it was called. Do you remember that? Don't know what that nope. is. That was so there was a WiiWare game, and then after they made the uh, Xbox One and I think Xbox 360 Xbox Live game, where you play as this little boy Max and you have a magic marker and whatever. Uh, not not a huge get, and I think they put out Kalimba as well. On I don't Xbox know what Live. you're talking about. Uh, I I think they did that, and and now these... they're working. They a little while ago they put out a vote where it was like, which one of these three games do you want us to work on? And that was actually really cool. And Project Knoxville was the one that won. Okay. Um, but I... honestly, when Microsoft acquired them, I always questioned that acu- acquisition. It they were not like a like a big talent team or. You know, they didn't just put out Rocket League or or some big yeah. indie hit. They were, you know, it was an odd acquisition. Well, look, <laughs> I didn't hear like you know what, what whatever the term is, head or head or high water. I haven't heard anything about any of these guys at all prior <laughs> to today. To today, isn't that the shittiest of us though? It is. Like the first thing and I've then ever pro- heard. I'm like, about what's <clears throat> I'm like, what's Project Knoxville? And I looked it up, and I went and I checked out the footage they released in September mm-hmm. 2015 of. The alpha for mm-hmm. the game, yeah. and I watched the first four minutes of it as the guy went through it, and then I closed the video, and I went, okay, I completely understand why that was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that game, at the mm-hmm. state that it was in, it was alpha, but conceptually, while there was interesting ideas on the table, it didn't look like it wasn't gonna, it didn't look like much at the time. And, like, yeah, you know, no, and like, 
For you know when you hire, well, you know this is just armchair executives. It's totally, totally just. This lay, is armchair lay, lay, executives. Ar- I see that your arm is on the armrest. It is on the armrest. We are like, CEOing. If, yeah. if you're gonna hire a studio, you're gonna oh, as a first party, you're gonna hire them because they can sell hardware. And yeah. and these that guys, seems a pretty cut and dry assumption. And I don't feel like anyone was buying hardware for the you know yeah. some in like imperceptible amount maybe, but. <laughs> If Phantom Dust couldn't make yeah. couldn't muster up like so, enough yeah. for them to consider it worth so, it, I, I never thought Press Play was like a value add to Microsoft it, Studios. So I'm not even so, like batting an eye. Like in regards, to... I do hope they land on their feet. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope but, everybody lands on their feet, except yeah. for the jackasses. You know, there's a couple. Those, yeah, they don't deserve. You it. know, there's a couple people on that team that are assholes, and a couple people that suck at their jobs. So not them. All the rest, though, which I bet is 99%. You wish them the generic goodwill that you wish for anybody exactly. in the industry. Uh, but about Lionhead, like, man. Yeah, Lionhead. Fable 2 is the last. Molyneux world. Fable 2 is the last good game they made. That came out in 2008. And even that game, correct me if I'm wrong, but that didn't set the world on fire quality wise. It, 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 it was good. It was right? a very nice 8. Okay, yeah, that's so, kind of what I heard about it. Yeah. Word on the Which street, is great, word but... on the street, rumor has it that rumor Family has Legends it. has been in turmoil for some time now. Yeah, I heard that rumor also. Uh, not rumor. It's also been playable in closed beta for a long while. Uh, and, in and... Fact, and does have microtransactions in and people been playing and buying and... It's um, been out. Yeah, you know, like, um, like, like, but yes, rumor is it's troubled, and rumors is that there's been like huge, like weird balancing problems and stuff. The concept is super interesting, where you have asymmetrical play with one person playing the villain, and DM the, or some sort, and then yeah. the other, well, the villain side, yeah, and then the other person playing the heroes, and they have to go up against each other and. Uh, um, cool idea. Have a exactly a sense of like a uh, 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 tug of war yeah. to get through these areas that that the the DM person is dropping enemies into. But um, rumor has it that it just wasn't coming together. Wasn't coming together for years. And <laughs> uh, you know when you see, I guess this kind of escalation, it's kind of almost like that. Uh, what it's the it's the it's the punctuation at the end of uh, a really long ellipses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of like, what state was this in? Well, last time anyone took a look, didn't seem great, but maybe they can fix it. I yeah. bet, I bet if Lionhead I guess they can. did not have the, like, the legendary pedigree that it had with Bullfrog and all that, that it would have closed years ago. Yeah. Um, probably. and I bet that if Molyneux still worked there and was behind this, that he could have totally gotten this out the door by talking a good game. He did ship games. That he, is one thing was, he could he do. He was able to convince whoever it was at Microsoft to let them keep working on whatever for forever. Um, why? It was why? his masterclass superpower. In in a world where like Fallout goes from its first game to what it is now, and XCOM goes from its first game to what it is now, switching developers entirely in both cases. Fucking Syndicate. <laughs> Just didn't get that same. It never legacy, went there, yeah, well. and it deserves it. Well, lots of, I mean, lots of stuff got lost in the middle. Totally. You want to talk? Hasn't been a new Dune game in a long time. You want to talk? Fucking tragic reboot like attempts. Let's talk about Rocket Knight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't want to talk about that, I huh? Really don't want to talk about <laughs> it. What I do want to talk about. <laughs> oh, um, no! It, it's really, like, it's telling that they decided to can it. Like, considering how far along it's it was, it's very far along. For so long. Yeah, and people have been playing it, and, and I, I I looked around because I needed to see, I needed to go into the communities and see how the players actually felt this morning. Mm. 
people are crushed. Like, there were people who were really, really into it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shit, man. Their forecast for this must have been so well, dire. And you have to remember, Liam, that when you go into the closed beta forums of people actually talking about a game on the closed beta forums, you're going to find the true believers. No, for sure. But I wanted to see if they and existed. And the Kool-Aid drinkers. Yes. Yeah. And they did exist. And, oh, man, they their must, forecast they, for the profits of this game must have been they, so that, those dire. Those believers must be yeah. like a very small subset yeah. of the grander scheme. Speaking oh, of sure. dire forecasts. Hey, let's, mm-hmm. hear, let's hear about some dire forecasts. Let's talk about uppers. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. You got those uh, You got those drugs? I got those drugs. All right. Uppers are great. Good. Just, you just want some downers? down a whole bottle of them. Yeah. Which do you prefer, uppers or downers? I prefer downers myself. You start with one and you work your way to the other. That's a bad idea. You don't do that. No, you drink two bottles of each. D12 taught me. Don't listen to rap. <laughs> but then what do I do with my life? Uh, what role models would I have if not for proof and bizarre? Yeah. But there's always the ICP. Oh. Drink some Fago. <laughs> you guys want to drink some Fago? Oh, Fago. God. Oh, my God. It might um, as well be uppers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've announced our, we're going to announce our transition to a dark carnival based <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, man. The and ICP, the photoshops have been made. You gotta respect <laughs> the fact that those dudes have that one fan base that they've been appealing to for years, and it's still alive. They, they, they have still have Juggalo Fest they, every they, year. They have stood by that fan base. You gotta and respect that, it. And yeah. that fan base has stood by them. And you know what? Uh, what's, it's Shaggy Too Dope and um, Dean Malenko. Just their no, name. Just the no, name. Shaggy, it, who was the other guy? It's Shaggy Too Dope and the other guy. Uh, they are very entertaining wrestling announcers. They are very entertaining wrestling announcers, especially when they call their own matches in post. <laughs> because they have a wrestling league. Of course, of course. Right. Of course they would. Yeah. Yeah. So, the game, Uppers, uh, which is like Marvelous, Kenichiro Tataki, and, uh, Bullet, the company behind Kenka Bancho, uh, they announced that the game is delayed to an undisclosed date. Future date. An undisclosed future date because their pre-order numbers are so bad. I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. Their pre-order numbers are so bad that they can't release it. And now, now, now I had to ask it's like you, releasing this game into the void. I yeah. had to ask you to repeat this a couple times because because I have I've never seen this what, before. Yeah. What is the actual game plan? When you do this, push well, it. I, I guess you, you go back in. You know, he, he alluded to improving the game, but it was really just an illusion. So who knows if, if he meant they're mm-hmm. going to add features or anything, but they clearly have to rethink their marketing. Here's what you or do. Something. All right. You add one new feature that you can do in that a, you can, a short and amount you can of time. Market it nice. That you can market it. And then you just, you know what's cheap? Trailers. Make trailers. Make a lot of trailers. Just blitz that shit with trailers. There's already like five or six. More. Yeah. They put out a good quantity. There's so. a lot. For, Except for um, every two characters, okay. every every two characters get a share of trailer. Yeah. Okay, so here's, okay. It's, you, it's crazy. You know who's good at trailers? Game trailers. You send trailers over to them, and they're going to broadcast oh, that shit, out. Oh, no. shit. Uppers yeah. is doomed. It's crazy, because um, <laughs> Marvelous and, and uh, Takaki, the, the same producer, put out a game called IAVT Colorful last year. And that game didn't sell particularly well. Yeah, your, your well. context here is very important. Yeah, and that game didn't sell particularly well. I think it did uh, 20-something K in its first week. And in Japan, 
95% of the, of games are 100% dictated by their first week sales. Yeah. You were saying that apparently, um, like, it's, with the normal numbers they had, it would be beyond sent to die. It would be completely nothing. Yeah. If it was it's acceptable to ship IAVT with pre-order numbers that would guide you to the 20k region. Which I'm going to assume are not 100% pre-order numbers. No, I'm going to assume not, yeah. it's less than that. It, well, it's always, yeah. Like, how much? Could it be fifty percent? Could it be ten yeah. percent? Who knows? How bad must the uppers uh, numbers be that they uh, straight up like this is bad PR? Are, are we looking at pre? They're order like now? literally accepting and making yeah. bad PR for themselves. Are, are we literally set, just to is, do this. in a situation in which pre-order numbers come back and they don't crack four digits? Because th- that's right? not like exactly <laughs> because you see that and everyone comes in for a meeting. Yeah, and yeah. you go, "Hey guys, we have a problem." And like. Like, say, let's say the numbers are that low and they're not cracking four digits. So they're sub 1,000. Let's, that's magic Pre-order. town. Pre-order. Right. That's magic town. They're not, like, at that point, they're clearly not, like, holding the game hostage or any, like, narrative like that. No one is going to buy it. No one is going to buy it. They're going to lose millions of dollars. They won't recoup costs from shipping out the discs yeah. at that level. So, I don't know. I guess, like, so fini- finish your master. Hang on to it and try to get the marketing going again, I guess, right? Like, I, I just, that's it. It's like, if it's just for marketing, if you're just stalling for time so that you can get, take a second stab at the marketing, yeah, I guess, yeah. And maybe, but I can't see a delay doing anything else really like for yeah. them, you know? And no, it's kind of, it's, it's crazy. I, I can't name another instance like this, like, yeah. like we mentioned. Um, like, there's been. Last minute delays, like, you know, Little Big Planet getting delayed a week at, like, at launch and shit like that. But never for this kind of reason of, like, we're gonna sell so goddamn bad, we, we can't. Man, at the very least, just on a level that is like, I wanna support Hiroaki. You know? <laughs> the at artist, the very yeah. least, cause yeah. his art is the fucking best. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think I don't know what he's been up to since KOF 11. So mm-hmm. now that I see this, it's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the one thing we all kind of know is like, there's no way this is getting canceled, but yeah. who knows what exactly they're going to do. Hopefully, have, hopefully have it be a packing but... game for those boob mouse pads. It'll probably yeah. sell more. And you also did confirm that uh, bad sales in Japan has never led to. Uh, no localization. Yeah, there's options. been there's been games that sold terrible in Japan. Because that got the, I, I imagine the mentality is like maybe it'll do better in the West. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe mm. there's a lot of games that sell better in the West than in Japan that you like, wouldn't expect, like, like Zelda. Well, like <laughs> like Metroid, like Neptunia. Yeah. What? Like yeah, no, no. There there are there are games that totally do. that. Am I in a nightmare world? Yeah, exactly. So, like, no, this doesn't really affect the localization. Because at the end of the day, Xseed or whoever is going to look at how well it can sell in the West as opposed to how well it sold in Japan, you know, so. Mm. Different market. Shitty news. Shitty news. I was excited for April, but now I'll be excited for an undisclosed month. Well, April, Dark Souls is coming out, so you can still be excited. It's true. Yeah. Um, hey, I just I was the, thinking about the Dark Souls. You know, Dark Souls Three is getting delayed three weeks uh, for the West compared to the uh, the, the Japanese, Japanese release. release. Yeah, I've been wondering about that for a while, and I think I have the answer. Uh, I don't even know if the PC is getting a fucking Japanese release for this game, and the Namco representatives at events don't know if the game what frame rate the game's gonna run at. Oh. <laughs> Probably. So the PC it's probably then. the extra time for the PC that a PC possibly yeah. usually need. So. Oh, that'd be good. Um, so, so an article pops up, speaking of PC things, PC gaming, an article pops up saying that the future of Xbox looks a lot like PC gaming. 
Uh, what is the gist of what Phil Spencer said here? Phil Spencer said a lot of crazy things at this event. How crazy is crazy? So he talked about the Windows, what's it called? The Windows app platform? What the fuck is it? The name their, their store, their so Windows 10 store. The Windows then... 10 store is, is like a, like an iOS style walled garden. And so far, I believe only Tomb Raider and... As far as big releases? Yeah, Tomb Raider and something else. Tomb Raider is... K- KI's not out till yeah. soon. Tomb, Tomb Raider came soon, out. Isn't it? I can use Tomb Raider as an example. Yeah. Yeah. And this platform has issues. It's super weird, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, like, cross-compatible. The idea is, is that developing with this platform in mind makes porting from uh, the Xbox One to the PC and other devices that Windows, may run tablets, Windows anything that runs makes Windows it really 10. easy because there's yeah. like a common base, right? Yeah. But it's got weird things when you play it on PC. For one thing, it has to be borderless windowed. Oh, uh, Gears of War is the other Gears one. Gears of War is Ultimate, Ultimate yeah. Edition, yeah. It has to be borderless windowed. You cannot full screen it for real ever. It has to be 60 FPS maximum. So if you have 144 a uh, Hertz GP, a uh, 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 G-Sync monitor, fuck off. V-Sync has to be turned on. Uh, and there's a couple other ones, like, like needless arbitrary restrictions. In addition to them saying it's a totally open platform, everyone can use it. Except for the part that every single file in every single folder is complete head to toe encrypted and cannot be changed any way. So it means no mods, mm-hmm. uh, to change any of these things. It is a relatively closed platform. It is like an Xbox game state, yeah. on the PC. Some people don't like that. A lot of PC people that play on PC primarily don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. This has pretty much killed any desire for me to buy Killer Instinct on the PC because it screams games for Windows Live again. They are saying the exact same things that they always said. It's like, we're d- dedicated to the PC platform and we're gonna, mm-hmm. and, and it, and it's tied to our store though. And it's like, uh, so he said, you know, he talked about that and how we're gonna work on, uh, we're gonna work on upgrades to that. And they, they made some lip service to like, uh, uh, what's, what's the, uh, SLI setups not working properly and that stuff and how it's gonna change. There are legitimate fixes coming. Now, yeah. in response to that, Tim Sweeney comes out and Tim Sweeney is basically saying the same thing that Valve said. Tim Sweeney comes out Sweenin. Yeah. He's- same thing that Valve said a couple years ago saying the Windows 10 huh? store or when Valve was saying it, the Windows 8 store, is a direct attempt to create a walled garden for the PC for everybody, and it fits into the 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 Microsoft strategy of adopting standards, then adding proprietary standards, then using those proprietary standards to disadvantage their competition to hopefully get a monopoly, which and is a leg what, up. Yeah. What the European, I believe, Department of Justice hit them with with those that browser shit mm-hmm. a million years ago. So he said all that stuff about the PC. Guess what? I don't believe him. I'm cynical. They've always been terrible on PC, and this just reeks of that. But whatever. The much, much more interesting stuff is what he was talking about with the Xbox. He says that we live in a world in which the PC gets stronger, and tablets get stronger, and your iPhone gets stronger, but consoles stay the same. You're always locked into the same software and archite- and uh, hardware architecture for your, for your, hard- your console hardware. Mm-hmm. It's basically stuck in the past. So us at Microsoft, what we're thinking of is that we want to decouple that software of mm-hmm. what an Xbox is from the per- the Xbox One hardware, and we're thinking of maybe creating like iterative boxes. I'm paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. but he all but says that they want to move to like a kind of iPad release schedule 
in which do you Just have a more flexible schedule than 10 years? Do you have the Xbox One? Do you have the Xbox Two? And it, what is it? It's an Xbox One that has better guts, so your games run better. Um, and that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it also, like, it kind of, uh, echoes a lot of the rumors for the NX. Yeah, no, no, heard. yeah, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. Yeah. It echoes a lot of the rumors we've heard about my, the NX, where like it's a, a single hardware platform. Yeah. So, so well, I, I, will I, there be games that require the Xbox 1.3 that don't run on of the Xbox One? Of course, there will. So here's the deal. Here's how I see this whole talk. What I got out of this whole thing was good job, Microsoft. You've discovered the worst of both worlds. You're locking down the PC in order to achieve like an easy user experience, like the console. And you're adding planned obsolescence to your consoles that the PC has with video cards. Yeah, the the, the key the key thing is seeing how hmm, how should I put this? How aggressive or not aggressive they are with the obsolescence bit. Now this is because well because what I mean is if third parties are still making stuff for PS4 and Xbox One, let's call it the baseline yeah. one, then doesn't really matter. So the Xbox One Plus the, will be suspiciously a little bit stronger than the PlayStation 4 and run at well, slightly better the, frame rates. The, the, question, the question is, like, okay, is it the difference of Gears of War 4 comes out, runs at 30 on the Xbox One, runs unlocked on the Xbox whatever? Yeah. Or is it Gears of War 4 comes out and Xbox One is completely locked off? And then the next year, Gears of War Five comes out, and then that previous one is locked off. Like, it's I don't. Also, it's, I, I think because again, this is like, I I know they want to decouple it, but I don't see them doing planned obsolescence as aggressively as like Apple. No, you're or, you're or totally like. right. But it, it's 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 to me, it's ignoring <coughs> the best part about owning a console. The best part about owning a console is not having to deal with all of the shit that you and I had to deal with, Wooly, when we tried PC. to record games for Windows Live games. Well, yeah. It's consistency right? and standards. Yeah. It's, I'm just going to hit the button and play my game, and, and it, in, it, and it will goes. run to an acceptable degree mm-hmm. because it's a closed system. The thing system. that I've dedicated 10 years of my life to, you put it in and it goes. I bought it. And it's done. And then I can buy the other one, and I can have it all, and I can just do it all. And the PC loses that, and it has. It's very frustrating. You got to upgrade, and you know all that shit. And what's the trade-off? Unlimited power and unlimited options yeah. to do whatever I want with those games. Yeah, it's it's uh well whatever under the hood of your own car, right? This gets double weird though when you consider <laughs> the usual lifetime of of a SKU where. Yeah, it gets seven cheaper to ten. Yeah, because the parts get cheaper, yeah. and thus the price goes down. Well, luckily, the, well, so yeah. So hey, so what do you do now? Well, you if, buy if, though. You do what everybody does with their iPhones, and you you when the new iPhone comes out, you go onto Craigslist and look for people selling their old yeah. one. I was gonna say if they play their cards right, this would be a really good opportunity to have a bargain model. Um, that would be the Xbox One original. You know what I mean? You're totally right, but. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. That's not how exactly. these companies do. What they do is they say that the price of the Xbox One is $400, no matter what year you buy it. No, it just sure, de- sure. It just depends how good it is at the time. Yeah, that, I'm just well, saying that, 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 like was, that, was, that was Nintendo, basically. With like, that's iPhones. That's yeah. the a- Apple's thing. It's It really just screams like worst of both worlds. Yeah. Like Again, we're reading into his words here, you know? Well, so. you know what? Let's let's look at Microsoft for a second. You know what they're bad at? Messaging these bold new ideas. You would think, you would fucking think 
that after the disaster a couple years ago, they wouldn't say a goddamn thing unless they had a proper plan with details and reasons why you should like this. Yeah, Phil Spencer's been very uh, forthright about his thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I know a lot of people have objected to. Yeah, but it's like we're like, hey, like what the big value add for me as a PC owner is I get to play uh, Killer Instinct and Scalebound and and Scalebound on the PC and Quantum Break on the PC. Well, the that would be nice if you weren't like handicapping it. Like you can like the the great example is Tomb Raider on uh, on uh, uh, is on Steam as well. And I, I, it might even be on Origin, but I'm not sure. But it's on Steam in the Windows Store for sure. Guess what? Patches come out later on the fucking Windows Store version too. I bet because they have to go through fucking cert. Like, ah, uh, just. <sighs> I remember, I remember when Killer Instinct got announced, and I was saying that like they need to put this on Steam, and Matt took umbrage with like just buy it wherever it is, right? And I can understand that frustration from somebody who primarily plays console games. It's like, there's a lot of PC games that I can play. I don't have to play them in your... Like, guess what? If there was a Uplay exclusive game... Like, me and you, Liam, we're excited to play The Division tonight, around midnight. I, I Well, you'll be playing it tomorrow. You'll be playing <laughs> I'm it I'm going to see if I can rent a copy at midnight. Well, I, I, I got I got, st- I got the refund thing, so I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, sure, and, yeah. Um, yeah, do, I, let, do let me know. I'm excited, and that requires Uplay as a secondary... Yeah. Log in. If I had to only play that you play, guess what? I have other games I can play. Right. I don't need to go through that. And I think that the core like distrust level, because I remember the look on your face, Willie, when we came over and you had been trying to get a Games for Windows Live game ready to record for Fisticuffs or something like that. And you had never dealt with it before. <laughs> right? You had never ever had to deal with it before. I, here's what's up. I act I had done it I had dealt with it in cert. Okay. But not... Well, in the wild. Not in the wild. Okay. You, know? you had never known the agony that is Microsoft trying to proprietorize the PC life or whatever the fuck. Like, I have no doubt that it will be better than it was before. It can't be as bad as it was before. Definitely. I have no doubt that uh, they will eventually add uh, SLI support, mm-hmm. Crossfire support, uh, G-Sync uh, support. Etc. And, and some of the existing hooks, like the cross buy that they're adding in already, that's great. is fantastic. I think that's great. Yeah. I also have no doubt that Microsoft is a company that doesn't learn from its ways and tries the same business plans over and over in the, the attempt to get a monopoly because they've always done that in every single one of their business ventures, mm-hmm. and they keep getting slammed by various courts around the world because they go, "Hey, fuck you, that's bullshit." Uh, it's why certain uh, software can't be packed with your copy of Windows in Europe. Because they got found, uh, they got caught on monopoly charges. So, like, t- I think Tim's, I think that M- Phil Spencer's right in that, yes, this will be a good platform if you just want to play games. But I also think Tim, Tim Sweeney and Gabe Newell know what the fuck they're talking about when they're talking about the PC ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't like any of this. Uh, it's weird yeah. for everyone. And I mean, if if you know other people <laughs> catch on to this as as uh, and speak about it, I guess in similar ways, then you know it might lead to another like, let's reconsider what the fuck we're talking. Like, this this plan is like, like we'll situation. Leave. Yeah, but the idea of an iterative Xbox One sequel piece of hardware coming out with different guts just to make uh, 
games run a little bit better, <laughs> but also now have lo- like games that only require that require that as a method. hey Wooly. It's crazy. That's that's you, just you, baffling. You boss. It's the new 3ds. Bafflingly, it's the new 3ds. It's, it's the the new 3DS. 3DS. Oh, and God, how many no. new 3ds games came out? Like you know, Xenoblade two, Xenoblade one, oh. Xenoblade. Hey Wooly, you bought a fucking right Xbox One with Connect for its original price. How good? Does that feel that there will be an improved version? Because that's a social contract that you make with people when they buy a console. That this is it. It's an unwritten it, rule, it, it but it's might, unwritten. It might, it might, you know, be quieter yeah. later. It might use less heat. It might have a bigger hard drive. Yeah, but it's gonna be the same box. No, for sure. And like, like I said before, it all comes down to how they execute this plan. Oh. And if how they execute it is, well, your games are going to work just fine on Xbox One for another yeah. five years, well, that's fine. You got yeah. your full yeah, but here's eight the, or whatever years. What, what if what if they work fine on the new one and they run like absolute fucking dog shit on the old one? They still work, but they well, just no, run like that's shit. That's a problem. Right? But that's not what I'm at. That's not what I'm... I know. That's not I, the situation I, I'm I have, posing. That's, sure. And that that's different. Yeah, it I, is. That is that is entirely different. I, I have yeah. like I have no Because that's obsolescence. This. But I'm saying if they manage yeah. to skirt that and say... Say... This is just pie in the sky. But yeah. say everything ran just fine on the old Xbox. Fine. That'd be 30, cool. whatever. Yeah. And then on the Xbox 2 or whatever, it ran uncapped or at 60 or whatever. Uncapped sucks, actually. So you want to run it at 60. Sure. But, sure, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fine. Oh, yeah. But, no, totally. You're totally right. I just wanted to point that out. In a situation where it's like every three years and the exclusives. Every two years. And the, or two and the exclusives immediately lock out the previous one. That's not great. So, so I was listening to the Beast cast and they talked a lot about this and I've been talking to other people like this. So I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a couple factors. One, they really want to link those two ecosystems because they own the PC market and they own, uh, how come we can't do this? That's smart. Evil maybe in a couple ways, but smart. It's good for that. Well, dude, when I bought my, uh, when I bought my new laptop, I turned it on. It already had all my wallpapers and settings and all my games and accounts were already hooked up. And I was like, fuck. And that's both cool and and horrifying. In a Uh, sense. In a sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, I see a situation in which we're looking at a 10-year console cycle. I don't think that's crazy to say. No. Um, and Microsoft ends up with the weakest horse in the race. And, it- and we're seeing a push to VR. Xbox and they're One not ha- ready for it. Yeah. Xbox One probably can't do VR. And even if, even if it could, they don't have any fucking thing for it. So what do they got? Hey, well, what if we got a much better box? Well, the thing will be... That you can just plug in Oculus. The the thing will be Oculus, because guess what? Oculus ships Microsoft controllers with every unit. What if the new Xbox One, uh, you know, it just has Oculus support? It's it's not a hard, fast rule, but it's just like when you work towards uh, changing things about your console, your philosophy should probably be... Whatever the new version of what you're releasing is should probably be about trying to get new sales as opposed to cannibalizing your existing ones get new people in not make double the down old on people the wa- buy the, the same thing of, the, of yeah. the people that already bought it that seems hey. reasonable hey guys remember us all trusting in the infinite power of the cloud yep. well let's trust in this new this new strategy which has worked so well for apple but didn't work so well for sega every time they tried to do this mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh so uh speaking of the sega cd and the 32x were Amazing devices. Speaking of... That totally revitalized. They, they played Night Trap. <laughs> Double dipping into the wallets of the old fans. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we've got Resi 4, 5, and 6 getting re-released for current gen. In the most cynical order possible. Reverse chronological. Mm-hmm. 6, 5, 4. Exactly the, the reverse order that you want to play them in. 
fuck you, says this Capcom. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Hey, you want to play Resident Evil? You, Resident Evil 4 is coming. Yeah, awesome. Play Resident Evil 6, though. No, I don't. I want to play Resident Evil. Mm. Oh, my God. That trailer is a trip. You don't have to, though. That's, yeah, I know. But that trailer is a trip. We're, like, we're announcing 4, 5, and 6. and We're the- announcing 6, 5, and 4. <laughs> and then the trailer for 6 happens. And it has a quote or two. Mm-hmm. It's bigger, better than the old game. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they're, H- they're probably just going to be HD remasters. Then the, like, oh, they, of course. Yeah. They didn't specify. Then the trailer for 5 goes out, and the trailer for 5 has some review quotes that are like, a bombastic, excellent experience, and fantastic co-op adventure. And then 4 comes out, and the reviewer quotes they use, one of the greatest games of all time, uh, it, uh, yeah. an unmitigated masterpiece. And it's just like, you can see it. Yeah. They know it. We know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. That's the plan. And the, what most people took away from this is like, oh, RE5 and RE4 are coming in like six months and I, eight months, I, respectively. I, I know people won't, but I really hope people try RE6 Mercenaries. I tried it. Because RE6 Mercenaries is genuinely like a masterpiece. It's not worth $60. The campaign's not great, and it's not, I don't think they're even, I don't think they're <laughs> the, selling it for $60. <laughs> the, the, the Liam RE6 Mercenaries campaign continues. Dude, Mercenaries is masterful. It's <laughs> no, literally no, the character will, action will, of third person yeah, shooters. This is, this is yeah. like Wooly saying buy Kirby All-Star Super so- Star Saga even though the rest of Kirby All-Star sucks for the sword fighting game. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's just but a, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, it's yeah. the only example I could come up yeah. with. Like, what? Whoever recommends a game for its tertiary mode? Who would recommend DMC2 for Bloody Palace? No, sure. I know the campaign's not that, they're not that good. But like, Mercenaries is fucking incredible. If! And it's like, you really like Mercenaries. Sure. I, I don't 60 care for bucks Mercenaries. Sure. I oh, these won't come out. These won't be 60. Cause they're all supposed to be a disc. I bet these Together. are gonna be 40, 30, 20. Oh, maybe. You think so? Well, that's what RE4 costs on the PC. Hmm. So at twenty, okay. they're not going to okay. be sixty each. Yeah, and no uh, RE five, I'm not sure, but even I bet uh, it costs thirty. Even RE four Wii edition wasn't yeah. like full price. Capcom's not afraid of the full price. They're not afraid, you know. But, but like DMC definitive edition, the definitive was 40. edition was 40. DMC yeah, four was. special edition it was. was not. It was. Yeah. I, I'm looking. Capcom's at... also like they do a lot of budget releases. Yeah. So. I'm seeing forty uh, thirty twenty. I think that would make the most sense because RE six, despite its. Uh, Arguable quality, let's yeah. say. Oh, the campaigns suck. Has gonna... uh, has a lot of those campaigns, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's got the quantity. <laughs> One of the only games we ever decided to LP and then started to think about it. We're like, no. Right up there with Dragon's Dogma. Just, I still have it up there. Oh, you're crazy. Well, you're crazy. Speaking of Dragon's Dogma. Um, speaking of Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> I don't know. You looked over the thing. I was like, maybe? No, I was, I was going to say you were using that Kirby example, and I just wanted to remind people how awesome Kirby Planet Robobot looks. Yeah. Looks that's really not, good. That's not news, but okay. It's not news, <laughs> but if you missed it somehow, check out Kirby Planet Do Robobot. Do you think you'll be able to use compatible amiibos with Kirby Robobot? What is news is the, some of the, um, the, the details that were not in that Nintendo Direct, which included uh, Meta Nightmare Returns being listed as a, seg- a, part, a part of the game. Cool. Oh, cool. And I don't know what that means, but Just I another, hope, another campaign, I I hope it means Lazengan Overload yeah. <laughs> yeah. with a Meta Knight mask on it. Here's hoping. Must be nice to have a good sequel that you want. A good sequel that uh, I want. Um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I'm not even sure which game you were referring to. Were you referring to talking about Paper Mario on that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, a good sequel that I want. Mirror's Every Edge Catalyst. Every day I look at it. Mirror's Edge Can't Catalyst. Can't wake up. Just released a trailer or two yep. Yep. Uh, specifying how the combat works and how the movement works. 
They now in- they introduced the new flow feature. Yeah. Which I, I, t- I talked to a guy about that at PAX, and it wasn't in the game yet, but he did explain it to me. The, Sounds fucking awesome. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It's how you fix combat. And that so yeah. you don't need a gun, period, is the way that that, oh, that section opens up on combat. And what you do is you fight, but uh, f- for everyone that you take down, you build up flow. Flow. And flow makes you faster and stronger. Flow. And the next person you approach, you dismantle them quicker. Disarm. Dismantle. <laughs> no, you don't dismantle a person, Willie. You disarm a person. When you see what okay. she does, yeah. it lo- it, you yeah, might as right. well be. Okay. She breaks people open, and it looks fucking cool. Um, and you get to the point where you can be doing um, takedowns that do not affect your speed at yeah. all. If so you so it, it if, you've, if you've been running your run, if you've been hitting guys as fast as you can, you get to a point where you're just running... You see a guy, kablamo, didn't stop running. Well, the dream, the dream is the Goomba hop. Yeah. Like off of, off of the, the dream is like, uh, well, that was in the first game, yeah. but like without the, without the delay, without the stomp. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, so that's cool. And then of course the movement part, uh, just kind of details. She's actually going to have like some tools, including the little um, grappling hook thing. Cool. Uh, for like some, you know, tr- like mm-hmm. reaching li- ledges and shit that, that's mm-hmm. a little bit farther. Come on away. dice, don't fuck it up. Yeah, you're so close. Uh, you're so close. I, I, it doesn't seem like it's heading towards fuck up land. Like, sure, but you know, you like, never know. Like <laughs> at this point, it looks like gameplay is probably a lock. The only thing we'll pro will likely be complaining about if any flaws come out will be like a really weird story. I would be totally down for or like just a, a shitty game length. I, w- or something I would like just that, be super down. One for and like, a half hours. Yeah, long. well, like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. Ninety minutes. I would be totally down for like an objectively terrible, up its own ass, preachy story for this game. Hmm. I feel like that would like really that would enha- benefit it. That would enhance my enjoyment. <laughs> of like faith is just like but what about the system man it's yeah. and it, like some guy gives this big speech about freedom and then they drink from juice boxes and jump out windows uh like i'd be so into that pirandillo is just a donald trump wig yeah just <laughs> like, the wig yeah no um, i'd be i'd be so down for just this it's it's uh, we're too far in at this point for it to be anything but like at least pretty damn good. at least no it looks good yeah it looks good um you killed my sister what also looks good I'll get you. <laughs> is we got some footage of gameplay now, uh, a breakdown of the new KI characters. Breakdown. We got the Arbiter. Arbiter looks so good. You hit RT and he shoots the gun like in Halo. Yeah. You hit LT and he shoots the grenade like in that Halo. That one I can't believe. Like the gun one, I'm like, oh, that's a long range normal. The gr- what? Just think about the stick. <laughs> just think about the stick commands. Mm-hmm. Three three kicks and uh, hard and uh, dude, hard kick, dude. Yeah. So good. Yeah, there you so go. So good. So, um. And that's it. And that's then it for new characters. And then there's Tusk. Oh. Okay. So I know you guys think Tusk is boring and stuff, but I, li- I really like I'm Tusk. I'm glad Max convinced them to put him in the game. I'm, I'm really happy <laughs> with Tusk. I think he looks really cool. I, I think, I think, like, real talk, I think Kim Wu and Tusk are the two worst looking characters in the game. I agree. Um, uh, I think the originals were the worst. No, no, no. In in Killer Instinct, the new one. Wait, do you huh. mean do you mean Jago and Saberwolf and the current Killer Instinct? No, Ki two. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just no, talking about we're Ki talking 2014. About Ki 2014. I think they you. I think those two characters used to be terrible, and I think they're great in their new. No, I, I think I think Kim Woo and Tusk look the worst, and I, I'm 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 a little, I'm a little nervous about about uh, Iron Galaxy handling it forward. Wow. Because 
Because in season two, they were working off of the stuff that was already set up for them, right? But season three is the first time that they're really, like, starting completely from scratch on it. Uh, and their guest characters look amazing because they're, they're like, raw recreations of sure. the guest characters. But I think Kim Woo and Tusk look weak. I can, and I think some of the texture work on Tusk is really bad. I completely agree with uh, Liam. I disagree. I think uh, the combat, the systems they're putting in place for Kim Woo and for Tusk look really interesting and exciting because they're, they're continuing that um agonos kind of trend of thought where it's like let's play with mm-hmm. fighting games in a weird way okay I, oh their systems are I, fine i need to be clear yeah we're not talking about their systems we're thinking we're saying those characters look lame as fuck okay i, I yeah. still disagree <laughs> their systems are fine uh, because aesthetically i think like kim woo the approach like i thought that was an, a, an unsalvageable character I thought, well, you were right. I thought you that was you couldn't do anything to that, and re and we t- Matt and I talked about it when she first came out. But like reimagining that in a Buffy kind of way, where you kind of just go for the new young like student graphic designer fighter thing here is like oh that's why Wooly likes it. It's, it's him. It, well, it, it's this, <laughs> yeah, that's why. Anyway, like I thought that's like you know what. That's a character that was nothing before. You took something that's different from Maya and, you, and is different from uh, uh, Orchid cause, and Kudos because you had zero to work off she, of. She's the better of the two. I think yeah. Tusk um, is like a significant so step let, let me, down. Tusk is also someone who had not I, much going I, for him I, as a sword guy. I don't think they should have brought Tusk back. I think they should have made an original let, sword let me, character let me, or something. Let me, let me take my perspective because I don't play the game and I probably won't now because of the stupid PC thing. But... Uh, Killer Instinct was a game that I totally discounted and dismissed. It's like, oh, Killer Instinct's dumb, and I never liked playing the old games. And over time, particularly when Spinal came out, I couldn't deny that, man, those characters all look like the coolest, man. They all look awesome. And it's been the case every... Who needs Darkstalkers? Every single time. Mm. Every single new character. I'm like, that is the coolest version of that type of character ever. Like uh, a TJ combo and even even Raptor whatever, but Spinal still oh Spinal, and I saw Tusk man and I'm just like, go back to Eternal Champions. Yeah. So Tusk has always been just Sword Guy, and I and again I looked at it as like you don't have much to work off of here, so I get mm-hmm. I get it. But I think um, they should have, like they could have used the exact same move set they're using and mechanics, which are fine and good, but I think they shouldn't have used Tusk as a base. I think they should have made something new. Because I think Tusk looks just, really if, if we're, boring. If we're not talking about gameplay, if we're just talking about aesthetics, like I'm, I'm fine with the whole thing. And I really think the the glowing tattoo that like heats up the sword, the sword transfer uh, of like the the glow. And the more you swing the sword, the more the sword heats up, and then eventually the whole thing is like almost like straight out of the kiln. I think that looks fucking awesome. And like the spark effects that are go that match it when you use it a lot. Like are a really cool visual thing that no one else is doing right now in the game. So, yeah, I have, no, he's different. That's for sure. I think but. I think that's fine. And there obviously are limitations with like you know how much they can do and still call him Tusk. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of what Matt said when you got when we were talking about the podcast that Tusk was the next to be revealed, and Matt was really excited going. Oh man, I can't wait to see what they do with Tusk because Tusk is just a big dumb sword guy. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he is. And He's that's a big, what dumb he is. Sword guy. big dumb sword guy. And yeah, well, I don't know, man. He should have been a robot or something. But, I don't know. But, like, but but at the end of the day, I also have to say that like a lot of the way I feel also comes from the fact that I give way more of a shit about the game mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so the fact, so like the way he's set up is he's got those hard buttons with 
the the parry windows in front of them, mm-hmm. but you can't combo off of them. Like that's really interesting for a game like this. Like to have someone that's like not just going for the the uh, opener uh, opener ender type thing, but is actually like you can play him in a defensive way where you're trying to time your parry windows, and then you use his instinct, and then you. You get to cancel out of it. That shit's yeah. Fucking so crazy. I guess I guess I'm having an anti Fang reaction cool. here, where instead of being like, "Oh, that character looks so dumb," I'm just like left with like, what "That's is that? the word." Uh, your hands dragging by. Yeah, the, but it's the same thing as Fang, where like you didn't like Fang yeah. when he was coming out, and you didn't say there was anything wrong with him mechanically. That's what I said too. Yeah. So you know, exactly. no, uh, I'm ex- but I'm but I'm, they're the opposite like, ends of the spectrum where it's like Fang was like that character looks absurd and stupid and Poison, all that. Yeah. Where like Tusk Poison is, had a place in Street Fighter because we hadn't really seen Tusk it before. is just like. But I'm I, what I'm saying is that I'm excited for the characters mechanically and and so far I uh, like I think it's kind of I think it's a bit extreme to say like you know that you're worried about Iron Galaxy's handling because I think the opposite. I'm super happy that every character that they've brought into the game has been someone that is like doing something really new for fighting games. Well, because what I like is like... Because the, the worst possible thing would have been a boring drop. For sure. You know? But in season... Like, I feel like in season one and season two, we got the whole package where the characters were interesting and they did cool things and they did cooler things and they looked really good. And now these two characters don't look really good visually. And they do cool things, but they're not the whole package like anymore. Like, the, the difference between Arbiter and, and, and Rash Tusk. and Arbiter are still the whole package. Yeah. But they didn't need to be designed. I, I guess, you man. I, mean? I, I don't know. Like, to me... Like, I just I just don't like them. And, I'm, I'm, and right now, that, that's it. I just don't yeah. like no, how they and, look. And, and, I'm and, super... Let's ask Matt what he feels about the opinions, this, like, next it, week at the fine. beginning of the podcast. I can tell you what Matt feels about what it. What does he feel? He loves both of them, and how dare you. Because I don't have any attachment to Arbiter. So when I look at Arbiter, there's there's only one. I think Arbiter's a slam dunk. Only, I, I, when I look at Arbiter, I'm like, oh, that's a cool alien guy, and he's got the sword thing. Uh, Arbiter, Ar- I don't, you know what I mean. I'm not going like crazy about that visually. In uh, any Ar- way. Arbiter is a slam layup because, sure. because they couldn't get Keith David to do the voice. Sure. Uh, the the guy they got sounds really really. Oh, good, but it's though. not Keith David, man. God damn it. Keith, Keith David's the shit. Keith hates you right now. He yeah. fucking hates Ar- you. I think Arbiter looks great. Well, yeah, um, whatever. Arbiter, but, but here's the thing. Like, that character is... Do you is, think he is, looks great because that's what the Arbiter design is or because they did a good job both. translating that? Well, they, nail, they nailed how he should look in Killer Instinct, which okay. is to say he fits right in with the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. And his stage is amazing and his so- song is really great and his gameplay looks really interesting. Like, and I'll- then when I look at Tusk... He has all the rest, but I don't think he looks interesting. Because, I mean, at, like, I feel like... Visually. I feel like, like, Arbiter, like, being nailed is is one thing, but I also kind of look at him like, it's it's an alien, and he's got a... Well, ultimately, spin. ultimately, the... I mean, you know this as well as I do. The the affection towards cameos is going to vary by person. By person, yeah. And I've never even played Halo 2. I just always thought yeah. Arbiter was a really cool character yeah. design. No, and if someone... So it, like, it struck a chord with me in the same way as uh, Rash did. If a mysterious you know? per- extra person here had never doesn't give a shit about Battletoads and they see Rash, they go, okay, it's a Yeah, toad, exactly. It's a, toad it's a stupid frog. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, no, exactly. Like, so, but that stupid frog is more interesting yeah. than Tusk. But I look at Arbiter and I go, oh, I like what's going on with the grenades and the gun, and I think that's cool. Uh, honestly, no, mechanically, I, I, he's I, really cool, And the mid-range zoning is I think the most interesting thing about Arbiter is that because a Master Chief is a gigantic human, uh, you never got a sense of how big uh, Arbiter actually is. Yeah, because uh, Master Chief is like seven and a half feet tall. And well, he's like, got the suit on. He's like a thousand pounds yeah. or some shit. But Arbiter is like legitimately massive. But they're always smaller than you in the Halo games, mm-hmm. the elites. And now you get to see like, no, actually, these things are fucking huge 
and total badasses, and it's not Keith David. So, uh, <laughs> spe- uh, speaking of total- oh, we got we got Anderson in Mass Effect, but it's not Keith David. We'll get out of here. Another total badass is uh, Keith David. Fucking Nilo from that new Kickstarter. Put on the glasses. Check out this thing on our. I guess we can put on the kick watch. Put on the glasses. What? I don't want to put on the glasses. You ever see They Live? Oh, no. Yeah, oh man. man, you were talking about it earlier. It's not canon to Halo. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Anyway, so on Kickstarter, there's a thing <laughs> called Nilo, and it looks like a shmup, like a third person action. I thing. don't know how to describe it. It looks game. like Zone of the Enders. It looks like everything and nothing. I don't well, know it's what's a twin going stick on. Shooter. But it looks really cool. Hi, uh... And <laughs> that got my backing. And I, I haven't the... tried the playable demo yet. Mm-hmm. Or before... the, the only thing I'm really curious about is their budget is. Or their their the money they're looking for is really low, that. and it's. Curious. It's they have yeah. they're at seven point eight out of twenty five k is what they're asking for, and that's an extremely low number for a game that looks like that. Yeah, and it also looks like most of the work has already been done. Yeah, no, and and that would explain why the budget's so low, but it's still just a bit curious. What's the history here? You know, because yeah, uh, yeah uh, that exactly. game looks What's like it's budget? on its way. What are they twenty five k? Are you fu- what the fuck? What well, are they, they going to use it for? The game looks like a lot of it's done so it lo- and it looks really polished printing discs i don't like, i don't i don't know <laughs> like the kickstarter fu- like like cut alone is probably a, a chunk of that let's fund that not- entirely ourselves <laughs> <laughs> not insignificant like- yeah um the art style is really cool uh i i don't know what the mystery is here this is the opposite of every like where's the budget thing on kickstarter ever right because they asked for a million or whatever and yeah. you go, oh, well, where's that million going? Yeah. And here... Look, I mean, most of it is... 9% is, is Kickstarter fees, so already yeah. take uh, uh, just under 25, uh, whatever, K. Okay, 5% oh, sorry, is... Sorry, is sorry. Uh, 2,500 from that. 5% and, oh, that's Kickstarter. is Epic's royalties, which yeah. I believe when Tw- you use 20% Unreal- you can just write off as not the game. Yeah. Because missed costs also include stuff like rewards if they have to buy yeah. keys for the game. Tech cetera, and equipment's thirty percent, and audio and soundtrack. So is twenty thousand dollars. So here's yeah. so I'm looking at this list, and you know what I see? I see miscellaneous costs and hiring someone to make the music. <laughs> like the game is the game's really cool. It's neat. I see I see a game that is ninety nine percent done, but the music doesn't exist, and there's a couple cutscenes they want to render out. And these guys are bad at marketing, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm what, are they, just, what are their stretch goals? Well, hold on. I, I'm just I'm just uh, glancing over like what, what what's here. It, it this might be something where they're a studio that was working on this independently already, and they're coming to Kickstarter to get just enough to finish the get project. the get the last yeah, burst so to saying. get over yeah, the finish exactly. line. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we got uh, competitive maps, multiplayer, maps, multiplayer, uh, new mode, more weapons, more armor, more maps, multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. If they hit 90, which is, like, again, nothing compared to what other games ask for. Yeah. This is weird. How, how much How much low. time have, has it already gone? It's already been two weeks now? Ah, uh, no, less than that, right? Uh, who's ma- yeah. It's already been 11 days, so almost two so weeks. So who's okay. making this? Magic and Mirrors? Uh, Yeah, Magic and Mirrors. Uh, it's their first thing. It's their first thing. So You can a- click see full bio or hit their uh, website right there. Relative unknowns. They're in Portland. Yeah. Um, um, not much to say here, but... You know, take a look. And again, I don't think like I, I backed it. Uh, I just I uh, from no, the game looks the trailer, cool. but I do want to try out that that thing because so, there is a demo. The demo. So, I, I haven't found the time. I, I I'm in this to. weird place where it's like you know, gear w- that when me you a see lot. games like this that that have like when you see a game made by people that you've never heard of, 
that are basically new to the to the to the scene, right? Well, you you I, have, I'd, you lo- have, I'd love to see their backgrounds, yeah, actually. But you you have this this thing of like, well, I don't know, should I? Can I trust them, kind of thing? But then most of those new people don't have lavish, clearly near complete demos to show off on their page, and they're asking for suspicious amounts of money, not twenty five thousand, right? It's very strange. Like, the circumstances of its bizarreness almost make it seem more legit by comparison. I mean, if it is what it claims to be in all ways, then this is the perfect Kickstarter. Because <laughs> it's, like, almost uh, too good to be true. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the perfect Kickstarter. If it was the perfect Kickstarter, then we it all would know, be funded. We all know that the perfect Kickstarter is money number nine. Okay, okay. That. Well, that, yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're right. The <laughs> yeah. perfect Kickstarter is the one that knocks it out of the park on day one and yeah, goes I, crazy. I would say but the, the like, perfect Kickstarter was probably, like, Pillars of Eternities. The perfect, where they just, the perfect small, like, you know what I baby mean? Baby Kickstarter. Like, where it's like, you're not going to blow it up on day one, but it's like... The game has so and, much to show you already, it, uh, and they're not asking for a crazy amount, so it's the, really, there's really a, There's a piece of news on the docket that I'm stealing from another podcast. I'm going to ask it, Wooly, if you've included it. Have you uh, heard of the Coleco Chameleon? Go on. I've been following this for a long while. How long have you been following it for? Like two years. Okay, so the Coleco Chameleon... Is. Previously, it was the retro console. You remember the retro console? Yeah, yeah. We talked about the retro. So have you, have you followed up on the past no, couple weeks? No, we, but we talked about it because so. of... well, they put it on Indiegogo. It was a disaster. Uh, it was an unmitigated. And that was disaster. a little. That was quite a while ago, right? Yeah, and then so, and then they got Coleco's name, branding, and they put out their their pushing forward on yeah, we the. Were, we were talking to someone involved in it a little bit. So um, I've spoken to him a bit more. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's so they... some things that have been happening in the past couple of weeks at trade shows and, yeah. and such. So they were showing off uh, some Super Nintendo games running on on the Coleco Chameleon at a recent event mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and it was weird because you know they, they're they're in Jaguar molds, right? They're, they they got they the rights the Jaguar, to the Jaguar. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And right. uh, I what was weird is that they were, like all the sides of the Jaguar molds and all, were all covered in electrical tape, yeah. like entirely. It wasn't properly closed off. Basically. And uh, some people from uh, what's the name of that forum? There's some technical forum uh, for super nerds for arcade boards that looked at those slots. It might have been GBA Temp. I can't remember. Uh, it's not GBA Temp. It's another one, but. Uh, Ultra Heavy X, is that them? No, anyway. They looked at the the, fo- the photos of this thing, and they looked... Like, if you took off the electrical tape, these ports and that... That would look a lot like a, like a mini Super Nintendo. You remember those the Nintendo put out? The mini Super Nintendos, the small board and all that? Oh, the 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 the, 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 like the release that came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah those yeah. look a lot like... And it's like, hey, did they show anything but Super Nintendo games at this show? Like, nah. It's like, okay, well... They were supposed to do a Kickstarter, and for Kickstarter now, because of all that egg salad shit, you need a prototype. Yeah. Right? Kickstarter didn't go up on the day it was supposed to. And, uh, people were just like, well, is this a, did you guys rig up a mini, do you guys not have a real prototype? And they said, no, no, we totally have a real prototype. We totally and, got it. And, it was in the machine. And in response for your bid for transparency, we are going to release these photos of the prototype in a translucent, completely clear Jaguar case, so that you can see the entirety of the guts of the Coleco Chameleon. And they released, you know, dozens of photos of this thing. And the people on the same forum start looking at it and go, that's just an old PCX card, capture card. 
inside inside a transparent inside a tra- transparent jaguar shell. Like that's not a real device. That's a card you pulled out of an old PC and took a photograph and of and slapped inside a jaguar mold and took photos of. And Cali- and they immediately took the pictures down. And Coleco has come out and said Hey, we have a lot of faith in this company. We've given them our branding, and we're sure that they're on the up and up. And to prove that, we're sending a team of engineers to their to their studios in order to independently examine the prototype to see if it's legit. And nobody can delay the inspection. The inspection will happen within the next seven days, mm-hmm. and we there will be no excuses. We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a there's a guy I don't, there's, right? a, there's a guy we know who worked who wrote a bunch for retro magazine yeah. and he recently uh left over this uh because he's like this isn't what i signed on for um and i spoke to him uh a long time ago before it was the coleco chameleon before the indiegogo campaign and he was really pumped it was gonna be a real thing that was gonna be a real goddamn machine and he was really like keen <laughs> And yeah, holy shit! This thing looks like this... it's it's turning out. It seems like it may be turning out that the higher ups are just pulling a complete work on everyone. This looks like the Gizmondo uh, that came out though. That that it did what you just <laughs> kind said. of. So Coleco says we have faith and trust them. We so... totally trust them, one hundred percent. So we're sending. Guys so we're sending down. a team of independent engineers to examine the prototype <laughs> and uh, help them out. If they need any help getting it, like... And Coleco said that publicly. Yeah. On their Facebook page. Wow. Can't hide that. Oh, wow. And wow. we're wow. in that wow. countdown right now. <laughs> All right. So they're going to show up. And, like, the the image you have is Jimmy. You got to put something in these Jaguar molds. Yeah. Nah, brah. It's a chameleon. The, you, you fulfill the fool the engineers. It's a chameleon. Like... They're going to pop open the shell and go, dude, that's a 970. <laughs> you, just slapped a, you just slapped a Raspberry Pi in there. You can't even play a game on this. Like, yeah. Is it a video on it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Is that a PlayStation 1? <laughs> just in the case. And with this things on it? This is just eight Nickelback CDs. <laughs> what, what, what are you? It it's, runs. Oh wow! It's, this, uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that happened. It's, I didn't even know the name changed. I want to. I want to credit the giant beast cast who I'm stealing all this information from. Oh well, uh, there is a lot more in the middle that uh, you <laughs> that yeah, mentioned. I glossed over. So uh, my my technical terminology is or, a little rusty. Of such as no, it's poor. Yeah. It's not rusty. I never had it. Uh. Um. So what was supposed to be in this machine, I believe, is called an FPGA chip. Which is a, uh, basically a board that can somewhat reconfigure itself to different hardware configurations as need be. So you could pop in a Super Nintendo, uh, cart or, well, it was a universal cart with different types of ROMs or whatever on them, you know? And you'd be able to pop in, say, a Super Nintendo one, it would configure itself to be a Super Nintendo and it would run. You pop in a Genesis one, it would reconfigure itself. This isn't theoretical technology. This is technology that works. And it does exist. It's not it a pipe It does dream. exist. It actually sounds really crazy, the idea of a board that can reconfigure itself, but it is real. 
Um, well, the, the, basically, the BIOS would boot up and determine. Turn this what, part on. Turn that yeah, part on. The, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but more than that, the hardware reconfigures itself. Well, it doesn't it's slide not, around like a transformer, but I mean, but it basically it uses does different parts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's yeah, it's it. like hardware emulation. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Um, really cool stuff. And this guy uh, who's a, a a total pro on it, uh, Kevtris claimed that they just couldn't do it without like he's the best at it and they couldn't do it without him because he couldn't like even approach that in yeah. his own in his own work um and they claimed that they could and for months and months he's been calling them liars we can and, totally do it no you can't it's impossible yeah and it's just been it's been an utter farce it's, ever ever since the indiegogo it's been a farce it's an adventure uh, yeah it's a phantom and it, it's the been Infinium it was a joke labs phantom yeah it was a joke even before it, but after oh, totally. the Indiegogo, it really. What is up with exploded. all these retro consoles running into like absurd scam problems? Like well, re- the Retron Fives, like whoops. Yeah, we used a bunch of illegal shit in this box. Yeah, well, that's the one thing you had to not do. This thing, farce is a good is a good word the, for the, it. The only difference is like this was meant to be like an original yeah. platform. We're gonna make a uh, new retro console it'll just play these old games but it will have its own games we're getting people on board kind of thing how much money did the indiegogo make barely anything okay but it, it needed like it needed over well over a million i can't remember how much maybe it was even two or something mm-hmm. uh the consoles were selling for 300 bucks a pop it it was a disaster i think i think it would cla- categorize itself as laughable failure it was a huge disaster mm-hmm. like, okay so yeah uh man what a what a cock up adventure I hope that Nilo doesn't <coughs> experience the same like crowdfunding fate. I don't, see I, I, it would, I don't yeah. think it's possible for nearly any project to take the journey that this shit has. You hit your Steam key and you turn it on, and it's just a fucking nine seventy just sitting there. That'd be a good deal. That'd be a really good deal. Yeah, but yeah. this isn't a game. This is just a nine seventy in a box. Yeah, you, just that, you, that you just, just you just scribbled the word Super Nintendo on top of. <laughs> Uh, I just I, I want to give a, a shout out to this article that was written called "Things Less Expensive Than an HTC Vive." Oh <laughs> man! You could get certain used including, cars, including my last used car, the the maintenance on the used car, and the cremation of an unloved dead relative. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, and I guess we'll wrap. Man, that there's just the title of that. Did article. you guys talk just about that last week? Yes, we did. Did you talk about how? Um, when you were showing it around, and me, Wooly, sure and did. Matt's first glance just, at it just was like shock. All, all of you went, oh! <laughs> it's just too high. Yeah, it's just too high. Especially the Canadian, like, especially the Canadian version. version. I mean, our dollar's bad, but that's just too high <laughs> for any market. Too, yeah, too damn high. Uh, and uh, let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's let's whatever. We're almost ready for letters, but I also want to thank uh, NeoGaf for delivering the purest purest laughs i've had in quite a while <laughs> what's that with the hogan case oh oh the the, the well that well who's uh, who's tweeting that i don't fucking know uh but uh the that hogan case Anna uh d- the the lawyer being like how did you feel when uh, when hogan slam body slammed andre at wrestlemania 3 just, would that interfere with your ability to be a good juror i from from time to time you just you need a good belly laugh and hulk hogan is wearing his dress bandana today this is uh Re- anna phillips reports, reporting reports from the uh um, the, 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 the the case whatever with 
uh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan versus Gawker. The, this this one is the best. It's Judge warns jurors about against going online. Says several when asked if they could stay off the internet, simply said no. That's the reality of our time. They just say and, no, we can't. And uh, yeah, if oh, <laughs> I this this whatever, I'll just link to the page. It's it the 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 string of tweets just gets worse and worse as you go there's, further there's down. Mo- the page. There's more. There's it's crazy. And these are hilarious. <laughs> and uh, attorney asks somewhat seriously if anyone was upset when Hollywood Hogan slammed Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I fucking, I love it. I love everything about this. It's hilarious. Reality is an absurd farce from which we cannot escape. On Um, to emails! (laughs) Let's take some. Speaking of an absurd farce, if you want to get your letter read on the air, that's superbestfriendcast at gmail.com. That's superbestfriendcast at gmail.com. Alright, blind pick time. Blind pick! Bam! This always works out. That one's been read before. No, it hasn't. (laughs) Totally blind. Uh, uh, Cameron says, Hey, I just recently was playing through RE Rev 2 and came across, uh, the mine area in episode 4 and wanted, and washed over the wave of, oh, I know I'm not going to have fun here feeling. Uh, so I wanted to know what's been the most apparent area you've seen before going in where you knew it was that's, not going to be a fun time. That's actually a really good question. Uh, I think that was, um, that was when I picked up Mindjack to play it before the stream. Uh, <laughs> and I was, uh, I, the first area was fine where I was just in a little airport. The minute I got the gun, I was like, oh, um, this is not going to be a fun I, time. I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go walking into the gutter in, um, Dark Souls 2. Just like, it's the worst oh, of yeah? that type of area, and I really don't like it. But I'm sure I can pull another one if I, if I try really hard. Uh, actually, ironically, RE Rev 2, the gas area yeah, in you episode didn't, you 5. Yeah, you didn't really like that area. The instant I saw it, I was just like, oh. And you I can remember. hear that on video if you check out, uh, our YouTube channel at the, the www.youtube.com switchers. So uh, there's an we example. Do, we do videos. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember specifically, but I, I feel like it's happened to a couple of games where you hit that point. Where you're like, okay, we're almost at the end of the game, and here's where you've decided I, to. I, I think the, the four fifths mark artificially th- extend. I yeah. think the feeling yeah. can be summed up with the phrase, "Oh, one of these, huh?" And it sucks yeah. because, like, you go back to like Mega Man, and like the boss rush at the end is awesome. It's the best. I love it's the that. best part of the game. But, all the Mega Man. But in spirit, that version in modern day is just becoming the most predictable, awful thing used to extend the, the life. Yeah. Of the game. Uh, Shadow of Mordor. When you fight that boss, that teleports away, and you have to stealth kill him. Was well, it a great boss? The instant, the instant he teleported away, and I noticed there were multiple of him in the environment. It's like, oh, one of these. One of these, huh? Oh. All right. Uh, oh, they, those those types suck. Kevin bad. says this one's for Pat on an earlier podcast, and also in the Broken Bond, you guys mentioned <laughs> suffering from "oops, ran out of money," "oops, ran out of time," uh, problems <laughs> in games. Uh, during the discussion, I was surprised you didn't bring up Xenogears Disc Two, which is one of the worst examples out there. It's one of my top five of all time. Boy, but it's a real bummer that the majority of Disc Two characters are just sitting in chairs telling you about cool things happening that you won't be able to see. Boy. Did or about dungeons or bo- and only letting you play boss battles. Uh, yeah, I've heard about this from multiple so, people. So uh, I'm, uh, it's the fucking dumbest thing. So, and Zinig- I believe it's always been attributed to directly. Okay, so Zinig- is taking uh, its money. I'll, I'll give you a little bit uh, of backstory on this. So Xenogears Disc One is pretty like sprawling and gigantic in its scope. 
It's got a quite a large world map. It has a shit ton of characters. It has a ton of music. You, it's really, really long too. There's a lot that goes on in that this one. And then you hit disc two, and it, it starts with a, a your your gear crashes, right? And you're going to be nursed back to health. And there's a guy talking, and then it fades out. And Is there like a time skip in there. Like a week okay. time skip, I guess. A couple days at least. You get nursed back Barely to health a time from the skip. crash. Yeah, okay. And um, lots of talking with the the person at the hut and uh, and the the girl you crashed with. Lots and lots. And then you know you go back to your team and you're like, hey, we're back. And um, they're like, hey, we got to go do this thing. And then it just smash cuts to Ellie in a chair, sitting in front of concept art. Great. And. The, like, you've played enough Xenogears at that time to know what the story beats are and how long each story beat takes. And in that first conversation, she probably describes, like, three dungeons. Like, it's already an outlier. And, like, full ten hours of content. And then she's like, and then we turned off the limiters. And then there's a cutscene, an anime cutscene, one of only, Where they turn off the limiters. They turn off the limiters. And then uh, you go to a boss battle. With uh, characters you can't pick. And you beat that boss, and it's really easy. It's like clearly a storyline, like you're supposed to beat yeah. this. And then uh, now Faye's sitting in the chair. And uh, Faye goes over what has to be... Basically, you just go through the group. Basically. Uh, no. For another five, ten hours. And then you get dropped into one of the hardest dungeons I have ever fucking played, ever. In which the entire purpose is like, okay, there's people on your team... And some of them have, uh, let's say, Gundams, right? The rest of them have Zakus, right? But if we get to the bottom of this dungeon and we get this uh, this magic uh, thing, you can turn your Zaku into a Gundam and, uh, you know, say the split right now is three to uh, three out of eight, right? You go, okay, we're going to get Billy one. We're going to get uh, Steer one. We're going to, you know, uh, Rico one, rather. And... Uh, you go through this super, super hard dungeon that I needed a guide to beat, because it's it's way harder than everything in the rest of the game. Almost as if there were supposed to be, like, five dungeons in between the, the last the last one you did and this one to scale in difficulty. And you get it, and you power up his mech, and that's great. And then you uh, do another one, and you power up that second guy's mech, and you go, hey, there's four people that still didn't get powered up. Fuck that. That's not important. That entire thread, that's done. And then Ellie gets back in a chair. <laughs> Yeah. So and yeah. then yeah, um, we're we're talking like Persona Four level, like Persona Four intro yeah. levels of text and stuff between gameplay. And, and so um, because everyone needed to know about Squall uh, is is yeah. They the, so they were over budget and over uh, time, and the the common uh, accepted answer is that final they instead of putting the money that they would have needed to finish that and delay it and all that, yeah. they instead that's, focused it on like Coca Cola Final Fantasy Eight ads. That's a bummer. Uh, some people wrote in about Gods of Egypt and the whole, uh, uh, black people thing. Yeah. And the summary of that is really just, uh, Afri- uh Egyptians point, aren't that dark. But the point yeah. is that they don't look like Jamie Lannister and uh, Leonidas. What? You crazy? What? No, they totally do. No. They're gods. <laughs> They're gods, man. Anyway. Your gods can't be black. They gotta be white people. Get out of here. Uh, hey guys. Idris Elba? Anomaly. Spaced fan. Uh, oh, Yeah. Rick here from the UK. I should have expected message. this. <laughs> uh, there's some doubts over Space being a good show to watch. Please, 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 please keep watching the Resident Evil episode, which I, which no doubt influenced uh, Shadows of the Damned. I'm sure it'll change your mind. Huh. Well, okay. I'll go find and watch that specific one. 
Um, I like that Resident Evil. Sure. Uh, what was this? Assassin's How come British people can't make entertaining television? Uh, what? Uh, what? Wow. You gotta watch wow. Faulty Towers. I did watch Faulty Towers. I actually uh, talked about that last week when I was oh, talking Oh, what about a fucking master class of television. It's, it's so good. Very it's so good. Very it's so fucking very funny. Very important question for Liam. Uh, please help me answer this. I can't find the Father answer. Father Ted's pretty good, for too. so long. Uh, what is the name of the trope in games or anime <laughs> where uh, kids have some sort of companion that and they fight others? Pokemon, Digimon, Battle Network, Satchbell, etc. Is there a name for it? Didn't it? I, I bet TV Tropes has the answer. My, my friends and I have always just said Buddy Monster. I bet there's a proper name for it, but I've I've never bothered to think about it because I don't know. I just look at it and then file it right under Demi Kids. You know, I file like, it underneath Pokemans in my head. Yeah, exactly. Literally the phrase so, Pokemans. So no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know the name of the uh, of the trope, but I like Buddy Monster. Yeah, but Buddy I'm Monster's sure you good. can. I'm sure you can Google it. It's like Buddy Cop. Yeah, but it's not a cop. It's a monster. There you go. Uh, and let's take one last one from Emma, who says, uh, I know you guys have a rule of never stopping an LP before you beat the game. Never. I guess you've implied why, but you never really actually explained what the reason is. Oh, the reason is if I was watching an LP and it didn't finish, I'd be disappointed. It'd be infuriated. Period. Even on Danganronpa, which is, is like a travesty. Contested. And is actually my least favorite Let's Play that I've done. What? Uh, I never knew. There were people <laughs> who did enjoy it from beginning yeah. to end. Who I have spoken to, well, no, and I would yeah. hate for those people to not get closure on it. Yeah, if, if that's it, it's just it's really annoying hey, we, when something starts and then we, doesn't we, end. Like, we, yeah. we, that, that's we, the simple. We have all yeah. had an LP at some point. You guys had Dang and Rampa, and I'm sure you might have had one or two others. And I know Matt. We've had, all been there. I know Matt had Homecoming, and with Evil Within, <coughs> I wanted to fucking throw that game out. Oh, it was digital, you, you but if I out? if I had a physical game i wanted to throw that fucking thing out there yeah. fucking doesn't record yeah, yeah. the bugs just break the yeah, game you guys got really unlucky I holy like, shit even if we had a free like get out of jail card you know like, and we were early in that we could have totally given up yeah it's it's just and, and especially for like archiving purposes like years down the line you know like, and that's and that's why we when when we, when i talk about like hey we thought about doing a dragon's dogma lp and then we fucking didn't yeah because if we start it we're personally, like, in our own minds, like, locked in forever. You can't, you and can't. if the game's really long and it's a disaster, then shit. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, like, I I've seen a lot of people, uh, well, a lot. I saw a handful of people question our, uh, our standing by that during the XCOM 2 LP. Will um, we finish that? And it's, we, some people are saying it's one of the best things and, we've ever recorded. Um, well, no, no, <laughs> but that's not, that's not the point. But they're, you know, people saying, well, they're not finishing it, so why should I, like trust them to do that and the answer is we would never have done a f real full XCOM LP because if we had lost we would hate the process of rebuilding a save file or going back, back three yeah, battles yeah, yeah, or... that, yeah that's the other bit and we and, would never and you know what? ever have exactly. done it if it wasn't a gimmick run and what you just ever, said ever, also, ever. and that applies to NBA that applied to Pokemon as well we that didn't expect to win no, we did not expect no, to win uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke was totally expecting to be a, a death that was a mistake. So here, right? <laughs> like thirty hours. There's a reason that LP gets kind of boring. Thirty episodes in, I'm, you're like, I'm straight up like, I really thought we'd be dead by yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill for time. Fill for time. So, um, so... And, and, and 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 in some way, sorry, but it just I wanted to yeah, say yeah, that yeah. like that describes NBA as well in a way where it's like part of 
the reason why this even exists is because we're running a gimmick LP yeah, here. So yeah, it's yeah. not it wouldn't have happened you're, you're completely ever right. yeah. in the normal context. So I want to point out a couple things about the XCOM 2 thing. In particular, failure is a valid end to that LP. It's like a board game. Uh the second thing is that the reason that I did not upload it with the part final next to part seven is to fool you guys into thinking there were going to be more episodes when you were actually watching the episode. Yeah. Mm. Because if you see a goddamn video that says away. final, you're like, oh, well, they're going to die. This yeah, way. the end. You, yeah. Just, yeah. we just didn't want to give it, it away. It's like when you're watching fighting game uh, stream archives. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't move your mouse cursor and see how many minutes are left in the match. Because then you'll know who wins. Then you'll know who wins. Yeah. Uh, no, that is the end of that. We did it. We did a whole playthrough of XCOM 2. Yep. We, we beat... We the did game everything in our we own promised. Way. Which, yeah. which you have the messages to prove that you expected this result. Oh yeah, no. From the beginning, I knew I was never going to be able to beat it. I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to either not get as far or get farther. Okay. Yeah. Uh, IGN and, appears to really like that XCOM. Yeah, pa- apparently so. Yeah. Pope, I don't know you, where. twice. Yeah. So can I ask? <laughs> not that I'm opposed to it in any way, because it's pretty cool that we got featured like that, but. Did they actually get through to us? I don't know. Okay, because in the video it says... They say thanks for the permission. Thanks for the permission. And I'm like, what permission? I I didn't get it. Matt's in Florida. Maybe they talked to him. Well, and I'm just wondering, like, did someone, like, re-upload our isolated (laughs) scene? No. Because they said it was all from our gaming, so it's like... Yeah, they said it was from Reddit. Here's our stuff from Reddit. So someone who posted it on Reddit gave them permission, (laughs) I guess. Or some shit. It's fine. It's it's fine, but, like, we didn't actually all, all that actually Check matters that is that we're directly credited. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and our footage is not stolen and, and censored. <laughs> and what's yeah. what's the best is that it's totally censored. And I had never considered what we would sound like had we actually taken the step to cut out our swearing. Funnier it is hilarious. It's yep. like straight, we should straight get out of Compton. It level. is goofy. Especially since I was not aware that Liam was the only person who sweared in that clip. We swear a lot. We swear and if, a lot. if we censored it all, I'm sure there would be so many bits that wouldn't normally be funny that would just be elevated. And and people would start to get hearing damage from yeah. listening to our content. There yeah. You go. Uh, no, hey, yeah, man, that's yeah, free yeah. publicity for Megan. Uh, and, and while we're... I'm good with that. And, and I guess I also want to clarify this, because like, I had to uh, explain to uh, more... Not, not a ton, but more than two people mm-hmm. that... Yeah. Um, okay. I was gonna bring this up. That the, the NBA. Uh, oh no, I have a different thing. No, no, not that. Just, just that the NBA. Like someone was like, uh, I really hate the fact that you're putting the uncut versions of the LP on Vessel, and that there's the cut versions on YouTube. It's like, no, they're the same. They're the same. And are, what are they? What I don't even know. What you're seeing is the the totality of the commentary we've recorded. And we are actually we're not talking over gameplay. Like there's there's no uh, Pat and Liam yeah, sitting just, there watching you, me play th- the game. This this has become a let's watch. And it, <laughs> am, am I, I I don't actually know. Uh, but I saw someone say that like the first episode or something the is fir- actually longer. The first one, the first one on Vessel, just because I was going over it in my head. And then Should I, was, I cut all this shitty basketball right? commentary? And, I, and then, and then, because I was like, and then knowing that it was yeah. the only game we did commentary on, and that we wouldn't be doing any for the for after that point. Mm. And then, I, and then I was like, yeah, no, let's just get rid of it. So it'll be, it won't yeah. be weird. It'll just be consistent. So, so yeah. that first video was, but it is now free on Vessel that anyone can see. Yeah, like, yeah. even without a subscription. But ultimately, so. there's no, there's nothing missing from what you're. Uh, getting you, there. you actually get a better version of the episode on YouTube, as far as I'm concerned. And, and really. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and and the, I guess the the the, the 
kind of not disclaimer, but the notification that I, I should have put out was this is a weird LP. Yeah, it's weird. it's not normal. We We're didn't not, think it. Through. This is not a normal like uh, XCOM and NBA were the th- like Matt was not there that Monday. They're uh, kind of gimm- and, and we just said, "Hey, why don't we do both of these?" Yeah, yeah they're they're kind of gimmicks. And then he had to take a vacation. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "I can't deal with you idiots." You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah Matt and Liam are not going to sit there and, and watch me play eighty-two games of basketball. Guess what? It sucks. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, while we're doing house, some play- guy's been telling me there is a skip button for the games. There isn't. Are you sure? No. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I'm, I, I did really... Because <laughs> what sense would that make? I don't, just uh, someone's been telling me as, there is uh, a skip button I, for the games and I, he likes as, 2K, but I don't know. As long as we're doing uh, uh, community house cleaning, I want to point out that that guy who is making the best of compilations of our streams has our explicit permission to do so. Yeah. And we are using his videos in our streams. I saw so, I what? saw some comments of like what are you doing like you're you're cutting down their footage and there was a Reddit post of people yeah like, I told the guy yeah his no name, his name's in the credits on the stream yeah I know and well, some people didn't didn't realize that oh. when, when the second episode when it came no out. well I no he's totally cool that's good work you would think I think I told him on Twitter too though yeah cool. yeah also, he, he asked both of us and also, then we told him yeah you would think that like the part where I used that no. as the pregame show for no. the last stream. No. Would mean that it's, it's not, okay. No, it's not important. That's strange. Yeah. I didn't see that. Anyway, yeah, that, that's totally cool, man. That guy's doing good work that we're too lazy to do. Uh, fun times. And the I, streams I, are long. I don't I, want to script. through. I like, no, no, but I love the idea of a pregame show. Oh, they're great. Of they're what great. you missed. I you hope know? he keeps making them I don't so that we don't have to do uh, other streams tend to have that, but I certainly would I appreciate like that it. on anything I tuned into. And guess what? The LP rules apply to the stream, too. We're going to finish Demon Souls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Eve- people. Yeah, yeah, eventually. No, I, eventually. I, I remember. I remember that that came out of quite a bit. Where like, oh god, fuck it. I hate the fact that they're gonna just play this and and that'll be it. No. Like, no, 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 no. We're going to beat Demon Souls. I, I, I really, I really hope we can beat all the shitty games on slow games as well. Oh man, that, but can you be... get world records on all of them? Yeah, that's the question, isn't no. there? But we'll see what happens with uh, Heavy Rain, which is the next stream. That does not include the taxidermy DLC. Yeah, that's a problem. That's weird. Oh, what is this a problem? There's a story DLC it's that came out. a really out good scene that was uh, a part of a like the E3 uh, thing. They, they were showing off like here's the vert- they, the vertical slice demo. You remember the girl in the house? Uh, it was anyway. the first. Anyway, uh, it's called the taxidermist, and uh, you're escaping from a crazy murderer. And uh, that was DLC on the PS3, but it was also the vertical slice they showed off to people to not spoil the game yeah. at E3 and stuff like that. Not in the PS4 version. Which and is completely really weird. Completely inaccessible. Totally. It's, it's just not, not there. there. It's yeah. just not there. Well, I guess we'll have to watch it. Yeah, or pop it. it it's well, no, re- but it's, it's it's the most interactive of all of them. It's so a real shame because it's a good I scene. I'll have to watch you guys play it on the LP. Oh, we didn't. They didn't play it. Oh. I don't know why, but they didn't. So We, then... just, we just never went into it. So then, why does this actually matter? It doesn't because it's really good. Okay, we should have. Well, like, I was like, oh, we should go back and do that text during because you brought it up and, and it sounded thing. like something you guys did. But if nah, you didn't do it either, nah, then I didn't I'm like, do it. Nah. they didn't. But it is actually a legitimately good scene. Okay, uh, and maybe it would be sage to have a PS3 hooked up that has it downloaded because uh, you well, can just play it from the menu. We'll, you don't have we'll to. We'll see uh, what we do. Yeah, we'll see. Wooly looks happy. It's about it's that. worth it's worth it. It is good content. Wooly yeah. looks excited. It's it's gameplay wise, it's probably the best area. Wooly looks in the excited game. about the prospect of streaming a PS4 game and then hitting a button to stream the PS3 game. Uh, He's excited. I can tell. I'm really down to just hit the play button. Hey guys, what are we looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to the new fucking season of House of Cards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that shit right. dropped on the fourth and on the third at midnight. I was clicking on it. And, and, on, and, and Netflix was like, 
it act the, the Netflix page, like the House of Cards episodes all went down. So it meant everyone was hammering that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the that's one, a good sign. that's the one problem with the way they do that. Right? Is that like people who want it just gonna crush it? Yeah. But I want Kevin Spacey face all over. That's good. Um, Liam, what do you want? I'm, I'm halfway excited for the division. I am, uh, because it, it, it seems to be under very critical eyes and holding up very well. Uh, so all the reviews that are gonna come out of that game are gonna be reviews of retail. They're all gonna be late. They didn't send out codes. Yeah. And there's two ways you can look at that, right? There's the way that you can go like, haha. No shitty reviews. Yeah. And then there's the, like, this is an online-only game. It is, right? It's online-only? I believe so. Uh, and, like, any review of before the servers are live are going to be totally illegitimate anyway. And there's also the third way of, like, oh, they're trying to hoodwink us. Yeah, that's right. Which is, which is a genuine I'm, possibility. Uh, I'm very surprised at this turnaround uh, with you guys suddenly talking about it. It always looked cool. When, it, when we were first, when every time we watched it, the last one, I was like, am I the only one that thinks this well, looks no, it really always, cool? It always looked really cool. It, it was al- always just a big question It, it always mark, looked right? cool, like, but I never had any faith into it partially because Destiny was such a fucking mess and these are similar. But all the weirdly super positive stuff coming out of the open beta period. That downtown New York demo looked phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know what was really nice? They put out that trailer about a week ago saying, here's our plan for the first year of the division. And they clearly outlined all the expansions and DLC packs and, and uh, patches. Yeah, and you said it before. It all, fa- it, the, the timeline all seems very believable. Very believable, very reasonable. And very undestiny like. Yeah. Where the only time you would get updates about when Destiny stuff was coming is when you were digging through the lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, filings. Or, or leaked, leaked annou- internal yeah. announcements and uh, stuff. I'm also getting good word on the other, um, thing, which is Clancy thing, which is this, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Apparently is yes, really Yes, uh, Bunny fun. and that Austin always looked really have good. been, yeah. like, They've been bugging praising, us non-stop. Praising this game. Singing its lo- Bunny it's hops all Did you ever think it looked bad? Or? No, I didn't. I was but, gonna say, cause it always it, looked really No, it good, always looked yeah. it's interesting, but like, yeah. as someone who's tapped out of Rainbow Six since, yeah, yeah. um, I don't, uh, uh, Rogue Spear, I okay. guess. Sure, like, sure. I just didn't. It was just not really on your radar. Yeah. I never tapped in, cause I don't give a fuck. The Game about Boy that Color kind of one game. Was good. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> but you see, that's where we're at with, yeah, Rain- exactly. with Rainbow Six. You know, <laughs> yeah. fucking weird we're shit. In, like we're that. in the fucking Stone Age. Yeah. I played. I played Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas Two. Those were great games, but those were also third-person room clearers. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Exactly. No, Vegas Two. I tested for a little bit, and it's that's a good right. game. It seemed all right. It seemed yeah. all right, but you know, didn't but that was more like a sequel to Graw than it was but, like. A, but yeah, the, the problem to me at the time though was that it felt much it, like third-person room clearers, right? Um, but I, I really enjoyed the super tactical parts of Rainbow Six original, where it was like, it's a puzzle. Yeah. Solving how you clear yeah. this fucking Those room. are some hard You should play Frozen games. Synapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frozen Synapse is Frozen cool. Synapse is, is really neat. Cool. It's, uh, top Frozen, down, Sy- Frozen Synapse is the one that, uh, game. when you buy it, you automatically get two copies, right? I think There's so. There's no way to buy one copy. Oh, the buddy system. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. You get, you buy it. They're like, give this to your friend. Cool. You can play Frozen Synapse together. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm tentatively looking forward I to am, that. I uh, am. I'm looking forward to that. Also, I guess I'm I'm interested to see how it is. I, and you know what? I, uh, me and you, Liam, we both have the same draw, and they manifest in different games. But I can tell the way that you were talking about it the last time we talked about it. You have that same like like lusting for like that big new area absolutely. of a, of a place. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I get a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the reason why I play an MMO now, like, cause it's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the, if that game can be a decent shoot bang that gets that itch. Great then. That, yeah, that'll exactly. be fun. Yeah. Looking forward um, to my, uh, oh, fuck off. My Wolf Link Amiibo eat, with yeah, Edna on it. I, a, thanks, Liam. I, you're welcome. Eat a big I, shit. I, so yeah, I'm, uh, we're gonna start recording our Twilight Princess LP this week, I but guess. But is that, is that a, uh, is that a compatible Amiibo with Twilight it is. Princess? It is a compatible Amiibo. It's, it's, uh, it's, and it will work. It is compatible with my shelf. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I care about. See that? At but, least, at uh, least there's that for you. I'm, I'm really excited to pop that in, actually, and, uh, do well do our LP yeah. like straight up yeah. like I always really like that and, game. Uh, so. I always I love Midna. She's yeah. great. So Me if, too. Uh, that's a good segue. I like her more. Into what's do coming you? up. I like her more. How much do you like her? Uh, more than you. Uh oh. <laughs> Liam hot glue coming soon. Oh no. Uh, so uh, w- you guys are gonna. <laughs> Dude, that shit came in 2006. <laughs> So you guys are going to be recording that uh, Twilight Princess LP this week, but that might not be up till next week. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I are playing Deus Ex Human Revolution. <laughs> yep. Which, um... You're playing Director's Cut, right? Yeah, Director's Cut. I was a little worried about it, and when we started to play it, I was like, oh my god, this game is so good. Yeah. This game is... That game is so good. So good. So good. Yo, if you want to hear us shitting on .mu, stay tuned for Metal Slug. Uh, Metal Slug is incoming. You see .mu just announced uh, a new Pang game. You know Pang? No. The game where you have the guy who goes left and right on the screen, you shoot your thing at the bubbles in the air? Is that like Pang from Dead Space? No. Like there's always Pang? The arcade game where there's the bubbles in the air and you shoot your your anchor at the bubble? Yeah, the anchor at the bubble. By Mitchell Corporation? No Super iconic arcade game? Oh, well. About? They announced a new Pang. That's Pang. Like, I hope that game There's always good. Pang. Not if .mu's announcing it. Uh, it's made by Pasta Games, which fu- is fine. The NBA. Oh, those guys, those guys yeah, are good. Yeah, so it's those like a, co- it's a cooperation Fuck. where I'm like, uh, uh, raising the, one eyebrow, uh, the, yeah, the, winking the, with the other eye. The endless know. battle against Vic's dirtbag influence will continue in NBA Live, 2K, whatever. He's an FOF. Uh, FOK, friend of Ken. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck that piece of shit. Ryu? F- FOR, like friend of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, Ryu is a friend of Ken. Yeah. He lives off of him. He's a fuck. And he uppercuts Sagat when he gets offered help. Or is he now a foe of Freak? Right? All right. This podcast is about to end. Overstate its welcome. Hope you all have a good week. We'll Overstate catch you again welcome. on shit, either the channels. Or next week on this very podcast. Hey, Friday Night Salty Bet coming soon. Friday Night Salty Bet is this week's Salty Bet. I mean, um, fistcuffs. Yep. And, uh, uh, yeah. Did, uh, uh, yeah. How'd this Great. one, how'd this one come out in the editing this time? This one came out four hours long. Um, no, I meant the Salty the Bet. The Salty Bet. Oh, uh, well, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> is it, okay. Is it fine or not? I'll get back to you on okay. that. Okay. Uh, thanks, Mark, for tuning in. For jo- tuning in. For joining. For tuning in. Uh, for he jo- listened to the rest. This is what happens when you have a four-hour podcast. It yeah. gets all zany. Yeah, and if if you're not a fan of Street Fighter, <laughs> I'm gonna get that bird. Oh, oh boy, I'm gonna get that. You need to put timestamps. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. No, that would be cruel. Like throw throw it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I will. Because totally. we we talk about like Charlie throwing Sonic booms one armed for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. So we did. It. We did the podcast now. Matt will be back next week. I'm a bit annoyed because we're at one. We're like we're like yeah. Just we're, one, so, we're, one, we're, we're just we're just filling we're just time shy. until we hit wait, four what, hours. Wait, wasn't the other one like two hours and two minutes? The the first session. Uh, but there was like so, no. I think it's uh, I don't know. I don't and think you kind of just want to ride this out for three and a half you more minutes, right? We need to fill more. To. T- well, what if you just leave it? 
blank. Well, no, no, that's, that's cheating. No, that's, that's cheating. no good. And the music always adds a Are little bit. Are you using bit. that music that uh, I, I talked to? I'm going to be using the music from Thank this you, because yeah. it's it's quite good. Yeah. I really like it a lot. So do, that do you really think like, it's cheating if we just leave a bunch of blank? To no, that's do. total cheating. That's bullshit. So we could probably tap out after about one more minute, because the music will fill the rest. Music is quite long. Music's quite long. The music will fill the rest. But for now, we really need to the 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 version that I showed you is the normal version. People finally got to the the high level version, and like uh like wings and like like energy drills and shit start coming out of it, oh, and a bunch yeah. of extra stuff. Dreyfus is gonna be proud. Well, he's never gonna see it. Oh. Well, the group isn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Well, that should give it away already for the people that are in the know. There. No, no. No one. No one could brute force that idea. Uh, geez. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. Did anything new happen, Pat? Hit the news. Uh, Hit the news button. uh, Well, uh, actually, Harmonix dropped. um, Yeah, that happened. Mad Cats. And they're going to be using PDP. PDP to replace uh, Mad Cats making rock band supplies. That's hilarious. Thus, we enter the post-Mark Man years. So. Mad Cats is in a real weak spot right now. Yeah, Mad Cats. Mad Cats not doing great. Everybody's this, dropping them. This PC port of Disgaea is an absolute mess. They've been. Fixi- I was talking. They've to s- been fixing it really well. I've been but talking it was to. A mess s- at I launch. was talking to somebody who played that day one. And they were like, "This is fine," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, you're crazy. You're nuts." But yeah, no that that PC port like train wreck. Like you thought Dark Souls one on the PC was bad. You thought Tales of whatever. That's was a news bad. story, Willie. That's a news story. <laughs> What's the news story? What's the news? Little Flip the rapper used the hashtag Rip Lionhead almost six years ago. <laughs> what? How'd he know? What? He couldn't know. I... Was he playing Fable 3? He was playing Fable oh, 3. Oh, God. The only... Yo, Little Flip Why? Was why? Why? In why? There. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. My what's, God. The, what's the tweet? By Little Flip. The black Al Capone just came by. Rip lo- hashtag Rip Lionhead. You dig Clover G- G's for life. <laughs> You hold it down and help your seeds. Trill talk. G shit. Talk to you later. Yeah, all right. Lil Flip in the know. We need oh, to start, hey. We need to start okay. combing through his tweets hold on. for predictions. I have a legitimate public service announcement for anybody that has an NVIDIA card. Willie, I sent this message to you earlier. We'll end that on that. Hopefully you uh, you got it. If you currently have an NVIDIA card, oh, yeah. do not, as of the time of this recording, update to uh, version 364.47. Of the drivers. If you this did, is, try to roll back. Uh, if you did, and it's fine, you're fine. Uh, it is the one that is uh, has the game-ready shit for... Uh, there's one for Tomb Raider and for The Division. This thing is fucking people's PCs up, like, for real. Like, like crash into a black screen death loop. Yeah. Bad. Uh, in order to save yourself, you can, um, you can uh, load into safe mode and roll the driver back. And hopefully you will be safe. That's uh, driver version three six. What is it? Three <laughs> fucking three six four dot four seven. Can somebody don't ask, update to that until Nvidia puts out a statement awesome, that they fix it? If you have an ATI amazing. card, you have no problems except that your house might be on fire. Can and you're using an ATI card ah. with talent. Please make an alternative driver set already. Come on, Voodoo. You remember Omega drivers and stuff like Just that? Just fucking do it. Yeah. Well. All right. This is quite rare. You want to talk like AMD does this shit all the time. It's actually why I use an NVIDIA card now. Because when I played Witcher Two, the thing would always fucking bam, hang. and we're over. Oh, we're over. Yeah, we did it. Hit the music. 